Uh, and welcome everybody to episode 20 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. I can't believe that we're already to number 20. That means we're getting pretty close, honestly, to the two-year mark, but um, I am, as usual, your wonderful host, uh, Mr. Duke Togo, and uh, joining me, uh, as usual, is one of my wonderful compatriots, Bill. Hey, Bill, yep. how you doing? I'm very well. How was uh, everything over in the middle of the country? Sucks. <laughs> really? Well, just just weather-wise, right? Everything else is I think, honestly, the North Pole decided to just squat on my house, and that's, I don't know, that's it. I, I Okay, here's the deal. Here's my day, right? Get up, I'm going to go to work, the temperature outside, like negative three, all right? Mm-hmm. Leave work, it's gotten to a balmy, like three. <laughs> that's That's my day. How about you, Bill? Uh, not bad, actually. It's um, uh, we got a little bit of snow uh, last weekend. Um, we're supposed to get a little bit more on Saturday, but when I say a little bit, I mean you know four four inches of powdery snow. You know, not uh, not anything crazy. It did. Uh, it was like a freak hour worth of like ice came down just before Sarah's uh, baby shower. Which like made everyone freak out because no one thought anyone was going to show up, but it cleared up and everything is good. Yeah, we've got like like tornadic, ice cold, snowy crap. <laughs> this is pretty bad. Anyway, though, I'm sure the listeners out don't give a, a flying anything about my weather. <laughs> well, it's like the but, people the people whose weather is way worse are listening. Like, oh, isn't that little, cute? Yeah, they think they have weather. The Canadians are listening. Going, Whatever, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, well, this is my it, life. Sarah's from Buffalo, and whenever it snows down here and people get all crazy, she's like, oh, you got to be kidding me!" Like they get like. Like the well, they call it the lake effect snow up there. So they'll get like you know a foot in the afternoon. It's like ah, oh, whatever. I gotta go to work. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of stinks, but whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. That's why I see um some other people that live down south. Their their uh their schools get canceled because it might get nippy, and they yeah. have to go pick their kids <laughs> up in the uh, the middle of the day. Um, kind of like our uh, our guest host, right? Oh yeah, I heard a story about that. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're being joined by um our very own single banana, right? Woo. Yeah, hey guys. Yeah, I was. Hey, uh, that up? was uh, kind of tough for me to be quiet there. You know, you guys were talking <laughs> about the weather and our school closings at the ripe temperature of forty-five degrees with no precipitation here in the south. Is that is is that a rule? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, it, it, we we ended up we we uh, got a blizzard, so we ended up with about a half inch of snow. It was scary. Oh, it's a blizzard. <laughs> yes. Oh, is it? I mean, I I remember live. I lived down south for a little while, and like as soon as anything hits the ground, they're like, <gasps> "What do we do?" Yeah. Right? Because there's no snow trucks, there's no nothing. Right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, just run on milk and bread. You wouldn't believe. Oh. <laughs> Every people are like, it's like uh, buying like Insure and like uh, vitamin rations, and uh, I think it was in Ocean City, Maryland. It's like a vacation town we always go to. But I, I know people who live there, and they got a half inch a few months ago and this kid called me he said you would not believe it like the town is closed like oh, you, you can't man. even go to the grocery store to buy eggs ever no one went to work that's crazy yeah well yeah well um well you know i know somebody that probably is listening to this and thinking that we're a bunch of pansies and that's our very own crab master who's a roof, uh, roof shoveler yeah he's uh man he's not with us here today right so um Krabby, uh, unfortunately, has uh, had to take a little bit of a sabbatical from the show, right? Yes. Uh, reluctantly, um, he loves doing the show. He, uh, you guys talk to him on, on the site and on Facebook and Twitter, which he's getting much better at. But uh, uh, he's gotten uh, you know to the point where the store is 
needs more of his attention and we uh, have no problem with him putting some focus on there and uh, he'll be back I'm sure on future shows uh, as soon as he has time. Yeah, because, um, you know, he has like a full-time day job or, or night job, I guess, as the case is. But uh, yeah, I, so I, he's I, murdering yeah, it. I think he was able to, you know, kind of get some time from that to, you know, get the store up and running. And, uh, you know, now he's in a situation where he's, you know, got to work on them both right now. So uh, and on top of that, he's got a kid and he's got a collection to tend to. So um, we're, that's the important thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, we're pulling for him. I mean, the store's doing great, which is the good news. But uh He's going to be in for a little bit of a heavy load of work in the next uh, short little while here. So we wish him luck and uh, can't wait to have him back. Take, yeah, take and, your um, time, sir. Take your time. Somebody's already gunning for, for the third chair right here. Uh, Banana's like, hey, look, I got here. I'm never leaving now. Too bad. I'm going to pull a yeah. bill. <laughs> yeah, no, no uh, Rich is going to be uh, uh, and joining us as our guest, uh, Krabby, for one show, <laughs> one show only. Oh man, but uh, yeah, um, you know, here's the big thing. I know so many of our listeners probably really love Krabby, so do us a favor and uh, stick with us. We'll we'll try to be entertaining in his absence, um, and we'll we'll get him back as as soon as as soon as he can afford yeah. the time. And we'll try to fit in as many absolutely's during the show as we can manage. And we'll try to mention like Mega Man two and uh, you mean Mega Man three. Yes, yes. Oh, that's the one he likes. Is three? That's the yes, the okay. wrong one. That's the one he. Oh likes. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I can fill in for him then. You know? <laughs> so and we I, have a solid cast of all Mega Man two lovers. Yes. Is that it? Yes. I enjoy sure. two, but I know I'm the black sheep with uh, I. I I really like four, mainly because I grew up uh, as the first one that I got like uh, as a gift, and I played the hell out of it. And then I went back and played, you know, through the rest of the series. And I really, really do enjoy two, but I just have that weird soft spot for four because it was the first one I got. Oh, now you're just trying to be difficult. <laughs> That's me. That's all right. I played through one first, but you see, I still recognize that two is the best. So right. <laughs> all right. Well. Um... We always like to start off a little bit with uh, reminding folks where you can find things. So um, I don't know if I'll try to throw too many curveballs at uh, <laughs> at you, Rich. But um, the uh, Bill, where can people find us? Well, my father-in-law was very upset that he still couldn't find us on the Zune Marketplace, which I don't think <laughs> is a thing anymore, because he has a Windows phone. And I was like, listen, we've tried. <laughs> they just don't want us on there. So, um, but there is an app that uh, uh, we told them about. So that's that's the good news. Um, Stitcher uh, is uh, uh, one of the places you can find us. Absolutely, yeah. If you just go to download the Stitcher app, and uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna throw a guess because I know you've listened to the show. Sure. So, so where where could people find the show if they wanted to? Uh, RFGeneration.com, RF correct? Yeah, Woo. yeah. You could go there and uh, find links to the show, and you could also comment, right? Right. Yeah, um, as you've been kind enough to do and tell us that we're not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, you can also find us on, um, uh, our website. Well, you just go to collectorcast.com, right? Just straight to collectorcast.com. You can find the show. You could find an RSS feed to feed into your favorite podcast aggregator. There you right? go. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I got a buddy who, uh, who asked me, where's the RSS feed? And I didn't know that it was right on collectorcast.com. So there you go. Just collectorcast.com. That's got the RSS feed. 
Absolutely. And uh, where can people uh, uh, locate us if they want to talk to us, Bill? If they want to talk to us, uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter, we're, we're pretty active on there. Um, Tech Wizard uh, has been uh, nice enough to give us some uh, feedback on the new format of the show, the uh, topic first uh, format. So we appreciate that. Um, but those are the places where you can chat us up the most often. Yeah, just um, we're at CollectorCast or just um, Facebook slash CollectorCast. So, yeah, hop on there, interact with us, let us know what's going on, or just watch our goofy posts, yeah. however you like it. If Krabby were here, he would mention YouTube. He would, because uh, he live, loved the YouTube. Now he doesn't have much time to post any new videos. But, um, yes, you can find all past episodes of the show uh, on our YouTube channel. So just search for CollectorCast on YouTube all the way back to... Um, the very ancient, it seems now, episode one. Because really, we're getting really close to the two-year anniversary. Yeah. So. That's where I watch every episode. because Is I, it really? I, yeah, I love the video. Because <laughs> <laughs> you mean the static still shot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got one video. Yeah, that the the live one. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, at uh, in Philly. Too many games. Oh, right. There you go. So, um... Anyway, you guys, uh, you know, get on there, find the show. We appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we appreciate all the feedback. And um, we'll we'll just go ahead and move on to the next topic. And in this episode, we wanted to utilize our guest this time around to dig into the mighty depths of probably the big granddaddy of home video gaming, um, the Atari 2600, right? Mm. I, I mean, it's it's a pretty well known, you know, at least in, in our, you know, RF generation circles that uh, uh, Banana is one of the... Uh, authorities on the uh on the platform so i've always been curious to have a a short uh or extended atari conversation with him now i got i got a question to start off rich so help me out with this one all right um do the uh, atari connoisseurs i mean do they say vcs or do they prefer 2600 I, i've just always called it the 2600 i i guess you know in in the past few years i i guess i i heard that it was the vcs but um, you know, I think most people just refer to it as the 2600. I don't know if there's like, you know, Atari snobs out there. Cause like when I hear people say SNES, <laughs> you know, right, right. you go, Oh no, I, I don't, I, I'm one of the only people that I know who actually collects for the Atari. So I, I don't know any Atari snobs because I in, <laughs> in turn don't know any people who collect for the Atari. <laughs> That was actually that was actually one of my one of my questions too is because I, I read it uh, uh, I think we all read um, uh, Phoenix uh, recently and one of the things that's that is mentioned in that book is that it wasn't called you know referred to as the twenty six hundred until the fifty two hundred came out and then they referred to it by you know the model number but uh, before I read that I'd never heard of anyone referring to it as the VCS. I'd never heard it referred to as that. I think people just you know back in the day, uh, so to speak, just called it the Atari, right? Yep, you know, because it was the, it was the only system really until the fifty two hundred came out. Yeah, that's first time I played Atari was at a. Uh, I remember it. It was at a uh, uh, like a uh, Cub Scouts meeting, 
at this kid's house and he had an Atari and we're all sitting there and they're talking about, Oh, we're going to do this. It'd be fun for Halloween. And we're going to go and we're going to like make fire in the woods. And everyone's just looking at the Atari under the TV. <laughs> <laughs> when do we get to turn that thing on? So that was, uh, it, it was just always the Atari. If you ever want to see something creepy, go on to, uh, eBay and, uh, just, uh, put in Atari Halloween costumes. Have you okay. ever seen those? <laughs> no. no. They're literally uh, like centipede <laughs> costumes. <laughs> and, and and the reason I know this is because I had a you know like a search when I was trying to find a Halloween uh, a wizard Halloween cart, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it would come. I think there's like an asteroids. Like how do you how how are you an asteroid? <laughs> it's so, so it looks like it's like a giant rock or what? Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, you really should put that on your saved searches just to you know when it pops up. Just Halloween Atari. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you'll get a ton That's of laughs. Nice. Great. Nice. Did they have those old, terrible uh, Halloween masks made of plastic with, like, the tiny microscopic breathing hole? Oh, oh yeah, oh, and, right. and, like, the like the vinyl, you know, like the vinyl suit that goes with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a plastic mask with, like, a small hole, you know, uh, where, the, you, where the mouth and, should be. And your breath would always just, like, it would get so, like, moist yeah. and just... And horrible underneath yeah. that mask. Your, your, many uh, many Halloween the mask wet. was gone yeah. halfway through the night. And and you'd always have like this that t- that terrible little stapled on rubber band that was supposed to hold the dog on <laughs> thing on, and it would always like totally pop off five hundred times. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, that takes you back. Yeah. Uh, and like the eye holes that you couldn't really see out of. <laughs> so. Um, so no, okay. So you you don't have any other like close circle. I mean, do you like hang out at Atari Age or something to get your fix then for other collectors or what? No, you know I really don't. Um, I, I am a member at Atari Age, and I probably have a grand total of less than ten posts on Atari Age. Um, really, I, I do. I, I have I've bought a few things from there, but uh, I I just don't just don't hang out there. You know, in, in search of games, I've. Uh, you know, I just I prefer RF Generation because I, you know, I collect a a broad uh, assortment of games usually. But uh, you know, Atari is just one that's really special to me that that um, that that I primarily collect for, like uh, the NES. So yeah, yeah. And for those that don't know, tell people how close you are on your your uh, U.S. license set. Well, uh, I am uh, ten games away, but soon to be nine. Oh, listen to you, <laughs> yes, Mr. Money. Yes, there's one in the mail. Uh, one of the uh, kind members of RF Generation is sending me. Uh, so, um, of which there are many. Yes, yes, very much. And I, I'll, I must be a jerk. Who's nobody's nobody's helping me complete my set. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll save the uh, the game and the sender for the uh, small scores. So awesome, awesome. Um, see, see, his first show, he's already foreshadowing. Right. <laughs> There you go, fit right in. Um, so okay, let's go back for a minute and let's talk about um, the Atari because I mean I think that's just you know I'm same thing. When I grew up with the thing, that was it. You you just called it the Atari. I don't care. My friend had a 5200. It was still just the Atari. You know what I mean? And the 5200 wasn't even a deal. You went over, you played it for me. You went, oh, this sucks. Let's go back and play so, Atari. At my so house. you know you know my story with the 5200, correct? You know, well, why don't you share that? Uh, well, you know, this was the first system that I ever owned. <laughs> so, yeah, I love this story, so go ahead. Okay. So, um, anyway, uh, 
I asked my parents, I think it was, I want to say it was 1983, I'd asked my parents, you know, for an Atari for Christmas, and of course, um, wake up Christmas morning, and right there, <laughs> in front of a, they, they, had, they, they did it up, I mean, they bought me a new, like, TV for my room, so they wouldn't oh, have to deal man. with me playing, um, and there sat this gigantic beast of a machine, and I'm just like, what is this? They're like, well, you asked for an Atari for Christmas. <laughs> And it, was it was it like as soon as you started tearing the paper off and you see just barely underneath the wrapper and you just like all the wind just goes right out of your sails? Oh, well, Santa brought this. So, you know, oh, all this glory. It was there with, uh, I believe, Congo Bongo playing on the screen. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, so it was on? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So it sounds like you have a, a long history of getting things as gifts for the wrong platform. <laughs> yeah, and I think the controllers even worked for over two weeks. So it was, you know, simply amazing. It's a record. It is. <laughs> oh, man. And so, what? I mean, what was the reaction from your parents when you looked at them and, like, disgust? Well, you know, I was, I was young at that point. I, I guess I was, let's see, it's probably about six years old or so, so... You know, I, I think they were probably pretty disappointed, you know, that they yeah. possibly got me the wrong thing. And then it turned to anger at me being ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you get that? Well, if you don't like it, we'll just give it to somebody else that, that will appreciate it. Right, right. They, they would not buy me another system. I actually had to trade uh, a telescope that my grandmother got me for Christmas one year to get my Nintendo. <laughs> You made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, they were... to, wait a minute, you had to trade a telescope to your grandmother? Uh, no, my, my grandmother had gotten me a telescope for Christmas, and it was it was the last one, so it was a display model. And, I, I mean, I was happy with it, but it, did, it didn't work, so I took it back to the store. <laughs> wait, 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 how does the telescope not work? It's just glass and a tube. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't do anything to it. Uh, yeah okay <laughs> so but i but I took it back to the store, and uh wouldn't you know that I had enough money to purchase a Nintendo, but the problem with that was is I actually bought the one that had the Nintendo player's guide, and it didn't have a game with it, so oh, i no. I had to beg my parents for the money to buy a game, you know because I didn't have enough money for a game, so okay, then quick aside, what was your first game Metroid actually really. Yeah, yeah, it's a really tough game, but uh, that's, that's a great. One. One. Yeah, that's it great. was great. All right, then. So tell us. I mean, then when did you get your first Atari? I probably got my first Atari. I would say probably about a year um, after, so around eighty-four, probably. So, okay, so where did that one come from? Uh, I believe I picked it up at a yard sale. Uh, my grandfather and I used to go to yard sales and flea markets and things of that nature. So uh, I believe I picked it up at a yard sale for around 10 bucks. Yeah, post-crash, that stuff was dirt cheap, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. And, and I also had a cousin whose family um, uh, worked at the Salvation Army. So he gave me like a box of just games that, you know, awesome. come in. Awesome. So I'm curious then, Bill. What was kind of your first exposure to the Atari? Where did when did you get an Atari first, or where um, did you even play Atari as man, a kid? Man, yeah, I mean, I played it as a kid a bunch, um, but I didn't have one until uh, until I was old enough to get a job. And because uh, uh, I mean, being born in '81, so we got the Nintendo when we were like you know five or six years old, right? Um, and then we just had that forever. And then you kind of knew about Atari, like you know, we had an uncle 
my godfather actually he had the atari whenever we'd go over there we'd always play like barnstormer and like uh you know like a handful of like the games he had but as far as like like actually sitting down and putting like a bunch of time into atari it wasn't until i worked at uh funko land uh back when they when they were still in business and uh it was like the first time i had you know money from you know being like a, a you know a working adult so like uh, of course i bought like every game system that funko land had uh and uh but yeah i i you know i never really got into atari like i liked it there's a handful of games that i enjoyed um but there was just something about you know uh growing up with the nintendo and the genesis and going through like you know those uh, the 16 bit wars that just kind of drew me to those more so i never played a lot of atari well, that's what makes me wonder, like, people that are, you know, a little past that point. I mean, did you just look back and go, like, this just sucks. This looks like crap. <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, were you just kind of like, this is crappy? I, you know, I I won't lie. I, I'm sure I thought that back then. Um, like, now I load it up and, uh, you know, it's, it's, you can still tell, like, yeah, like, the, the you know, some of the visuals are still pretty primitive. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I, I. I load it up now and I'm, there's still games where I'm like, oh, I want to play Kaboom today. You know, like there's there's still like like the gameplay to me is like is what survives because you can't lean on those visuals maybe. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like uh, it's there were lots of things about it that kind of, you know, when there's like 30 game modes and you have to like cycle through like all like like, oh, modes like one through 16 <laughs> are this and then modes like 75 through 47 just hit the <laughs> button 38 times. So, right. Those things always weirded me out. I was like, "What is what is mode forty seven? Like, what is so unique about that mode <laughs> that there's like one kid who's always going to mode forty seven? And you better have the manuals too to figure out what the yeah. hell. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What's the differences yeah. between yeah thirty three, thirty four, and thirty five? Or yep. yeah, why is all the sixteen biplane levels on combat? What makes them different? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But it's uh, it, it's interesting that you say that though. Um, you know, because it it definitely is. You know. Um, you know, kind of a product of nostalgia, and I guess that's kind of you know what makes it a little more special to me. Um, my um, the 5200 that I that I had or got from my parents. Prior to that, I was I had a cousin who was um, about uh, I would say see about eight years older than me and i would go to her house all the time and they had a 2600 and we would just play you know all night you know together and that was you know um one of the things that really got me into it you know the the kind of the community of it or i would go to a neighbor's house um who was um uh, who lived a few houses down and they had a 2600 and i would play with him and his brother and uh you know that i think i think you know just kind of those memories those kind of communal plain memories are, are what makes it kind of special to me, you know? Were there, were there certain, like, what were the games, were there certain games that were like all you guys would play or you played kind of like a wide variety of stuff? I I think, you know, we'd play a wide variety because most people I knew, you know, would have at least 10 to 20 cards, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so they were so cheap. Oh yeah. And is, and now, and and this is post crash you're talking no, this was this was prior to the crash, uh, because really? uh, yeah, because I I got um, my fifty two hundred and around like I said I think it was around eighty three eighty two or eighty three and so this was prior a few years prior to that so I was probably mm-hmm. playing Atari, uh, you know eighty one, you know around in that time so sort of you know toward the end but uh, you know basically the heyday you know of Atari mm-hmm. so yeah and when I think of the Atari I mean. At least a lot of the games 
were really two-player games. They weren't really even games you could play by yourself, right? I mean, like, you can't really play combat, right, you know, right. by yourself. I mean, there were some I, that I thought they, I thought but... that game was broken when I first tried it. <laughs> the other tank doesn't move. What's wrong? Because I didn't know. I am I just so fired... good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> just fired the game up. I was like, uh, I think I got a bad one. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of, you know, like, uh, I remember, you know, playing Superman and Canyon Bomber. And there were some, you know, some single-player games. But pretty o- much almost every game I remember playing was uh, at least designed where two people could play oh, pretty really? much at the same time. Really? Um, I, I yeah, have, a lot of the ones I played. Huh, I have more single-player memories for some reason. I don't know. But there but there are there are quite a lot of multiplayer games, you're right, from the system. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get wrong. I, I I remember a few. I mean, notably like you know, Pitfall, mm-hmm. Berserk. Um, I never had Berserk as a kid. Asteroids, uh, Defender, Asteroids. Yeah, some of the big names. Missile Command. Yeah, Centipede. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that's the problem. Though, is there were just so many doggone games. I, but I don't know. I remember um, either that or you would take turns a lot. I remember. Um, I don't know. I mean, when I got. My 2600, I don't, I mean, I don't even remember. I was so small. Um, but originally, like, my aunt, you know, they had they had uh, an Atari. And I think they may even had, like, the Sears, you know, like the Sears version, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get Tele- to talk games, about a little yeah. later. Yeah. But they had, like, a bunch of games over there. And so I kind of, you know, when I was really little, I would spend some time there where my mom was working. And so I would kind of, you know, my cousins were older than I were and wasn't. They didn't really care. They're like, well, whatever, you know, you can go play the Atari. It's fine. And uh, I would do that a lot, and then finally I did get one. But it had to be somewhere around, I would have to say, like 1980, um, probably probably 79, 80. Um, and I remember because my stepdad would sit down, and uh, he would play some of the games with me, which was it was a lot of fun. We'd sit and play a lot of two-player games. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was – at the time, it was uh, like magic, right? It was just amazing. Uh, and I remember, you know – like you would even have like the the setting on the on the games I mean on the system like black and white color right right yeah, because I you know my first little TV that I played on it was black and white so you would you flip the switch right right yeah you're exactly right that's that was one of the options and then you went from the you know the six switch to the four switch so yeah so let's let's talk about the system itself for a minute and kind of um, because you know. Obviously, we're kind of familiar with it, but no doubt some of the people that listen to the show are probably a little younger. They're not they're not huge on the 2600. So um, and the thing came out, what, 77? Is that right? I, I think that's right, around 77, um, maybe maybe 76. I, I can't remember the exact date. And um, made in Sunnyvale, California. Um, the first system was is known as the, uh, the Heavy Sixer, which is the... Uh, you know, kind of the prize, the Atari that everyone's seeking out. <laughs> and uh, and so, what makes that one special? Well, you know, it was um, it was created in Sunnyvale, California, and uh, was made in America. You know, when Atari first came out, as an American company, and then they moved production overseas. Um, and so, people just kind of prefer the uh, the heavy sixer. I, I think it's I think it's like a lot of systems, and, and I think you guys discussed this before. Um, you know, people like to really have that. Um, you know, the one at launch. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. Um, you know, it, it's usually the better of the systems that usually come out afterwards. Right. And so, um, I mean, you know, I think we understand, but you know, so why is it called the heavy sixer? Well, it has the six switches on it, and it's heavier. 
um, than uh, most of the others. Um, you know, you'll have like uh, a light sixer. There's a light four. There's a heavy four, uh, which is you know just the, the the number is the amount of switches that it has on it. And mm -hmm. um, you know the heavy and light kind of refers to the you know just kind of the weight of the system. Um, and the the heavy sixer just has it has a different shape and um, you know it's just it's just a, a sturdier uh, machine. Yeah, and I know, like, you know, when you look at the, this way I can always tell when I'm looking at one is that um, that wood grain front panel part, it's, the the edges of it are just a nice even curve, and it's not quite as angular as the later models, right? Yeah, and it runs thicker down the sides, and if you, also if you look inside where the cart goes in, that insert that's inside of the cart slot is metal, and you can actually see that metal, it's actually uh, a little bit deeper, so... Um, so that's, you know, kind of some clues to look for. And you can look at the back, and, of course, it'll say Sunnyvale, California on the back as well. So that's probably definitely the most um, sought-after model, you think? I would say so because, I mean, I, I think, you know, on most sites, those run over 100 bucks, you know, complete. Really? And that's without the box. I mean, that's loose. Um, so, yeah, the Heavy Sixer is you know, the most sought after. I mean, you can, I think I bought a Vader not long ago for 10 bucks. I mean, you know, and I guess typically in most of the retro stores, I, I probably see most of the wood grain Ataris um, for, you know, somewhere in the 50, $60 range is what they kind of sell for. Right. And um, so the system itself, when you look at this thing, I mean, it's a little bit different in nature to like a lot of the other systems that came afterwards. I mean, you have your standard basics though, right? I mean, you have your you have your power switch, right. but we kind of also talked about we had the black and white color switch, That's depending right. on, you know, what TV setup you had. So you could, you know, distinguish the items on black and white, right? Right. You've got your on and off, and then you've got your, your kind of your game select switch as well, which um, I think Bill was talking about, where you, um, you know, every game will have, um, you know... Uh, like asteroids may have I, I can't recall the number right now but it might have 68 like different variations of the game um, and that game selects which you will hit to get to that particular variation which is usually listed in the manual um, and so so what that means is you know I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a really good example like okay for instance warlords you can play that single player and that would be correspond to a number from like one to let's say 35 as one player if you wanted to play a two-player game that number it might be number five or six three player would be another number four player and so on and then there would be different options within that like um, for one um, you would you could play like two-player where the ball just ricochets off the shields if you've played Warlords, you probably understand what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, That's a great game. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's probably my favorite on the system, for especially for paddle. Um, and then there would be another mode where the, um, uh, the the ball would stick to your shield, and then you could hold it and swing your control around and then hit your button and fire it, you know. So, so just all kinds of different modes, you know, in combat, you know, there would be several modes with different types of planes, helicopters, tanks, and, and that sort. And that's what the kind of the game select switch was for. Yeah, and then um, you had something that I think that was pretty unique um, to the Atari as well, and those were the, the, the left and right player difficulty switches, right? Right, right. Um, and 
I'm not I'm not 100 percent positive on this because I'm not sitting in front of one of my systems right now. But did they phase that out later on? They they phased because I know they phased two buttons out, and I'm trying to figure out which ones they phased. And I believe they might have taken off the difficulty at one point. I think what they did. Uh, I mean, at least I know on the models that I've had, I never I don't have any juniors or anything. But right. those switches were kind of relegated to the back, for like little tiny switches oh, back right. by the joystick You're right. ports. That's what they did with them. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. So they just kind of minimized that feature because you had like difficulty A and B and you could switch it for either side, right? Right, right. And so if you wanted to handicap one person, um, you could do that. So, you know, you, you're you playing against your dad or something and he stinks. You, you could give him a leg up, right? Yeah, and why would you do that? But <laughs> I don't know. Could, but If you wanted to. Yeah, but nothing like that. I mean, you don't. that's not a thing that you see anywhere else. That's kind of a unique idea, right? It is. I mean, really kind of... You want to say ahead of its time, but it sort of phased out. So, <laughs> you know, you, you can't you can't really say that about it, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a neat le- feature. Yeah, later on you'd have things like that in option screens, but really, right? I mean, nothing quite similar to that for quite some time. And then probably the last thing that people that have are not familiar with the twenty six hundred sometimes have trouble figuring out, and that's the reset switch. A lot of times they don't understand how to start the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you know, like on the Nintendo or any pretty much any console after that, there's a start button right on the controller. When you want to play, you push the button, and the game starts. But on the Atari, it doesn't work that way, right? Right. It's just the reset switch. Yeah. A lot of times, the game it just doesn't start, you know, once you when you turn it on. So you have to, you know, you get to select your, you know, your option that we talked about before, uh, your game select, and then you get the you hit your reset, and that really starts your game, gets going. Yep. Which was very nerve-wracking experience for me, <laughs> not knowing that. And, and then performing an AV mod on a system and then saying, okay, let's see if I did this right or if I just broke this system. <laughs> and then he forgets to reset. To, and yeah, you, and you were was, panicking, was that it? Yeah, and then I said, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then Asteroids came up. <laughs> yeah, because that's it. I've... Um, I've been to like CGE and and they'll have like a big couch and they'll have like a big, you know, ancient console TV with a 2600 slapped on top of it, you know. And to see young people walk up to the thing, they'll just grab the stick and sit down and it doesn't work, right? And they're just kind of staring at it for a while like, I'm pushing the button. Is this broken? What's wrong? And then somebody, you know, that's a little older or something will come by and just flick the switch. And all of a sudden they're, <gasps> you know. <laughs> after and, after uh, they hit them with the tennis balls on their walker. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's, it just, you know, just one of those things that just doesn't hit people. It, and it doesn't stand out. You know, you wouldn't know. I mean, you, like on, you know, the NES, you don't have to go up and press the reset switch to do anything. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, all right. So... This, the console itself also has on the back the two controller ports, right? Right. And uh, the thing I think was interesting about um, the Atari was that uh, it just kind of naturally came with two different sets of controllers by default, right? At least mine did when I got it. Yeah. Um, so you had like the standard joystick, uh, uh, right. the classic iconic Atari joystick with the one fire button, right? Right. And then... The paddle controllers. Right. And there was also a third. There was a, a driving controller, too, which was only used for one game. And that was the uh, Indianapolis Indy 500 game. Yeah. And on the controller, on the part, like normal paddles, it just says paddle. Right. Right. And on that, doesn't it, does it say Indy 500? Isn't that what that says? 
It's got a picture of the car, right? Right, right, and it says driving paddle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. yep. And then, and then, I think the other one had tennis rackets on it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the difference, kind of, in the in the difference in the paddles, and so that people know, is that the, um, I, I think that the um, the the tennis paddles they they go all the way around. Am I correct on that? And then the the driving paddle just goes like sort of in a semicircle sort of fashion. I don't. I don't think no on uh, paddle. I think they do have limits. Right, I think it's okay. just a lot farther. Okay. Okay. Um, I think the pots are just the the how far you can turn them is a lot different. Like on the regular paddle, it, you can turn it like several revolutions, right? Either direction, and like the driving control is a bit tight, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. So there's not much play and not as much throw or however you would want to say that, right? Because they're just little potentiometers in there, so you're just twisting those things around. Because I've had to rebuild those, because after a while they kind of gum up and get kind of, they get jumpy, right? Yeah, you always, when you're looking for them, a lot of times, if you, you know, if you don't know what you're doing as far as, um, you know, fixing them, you know, you want to look to make sure that those have been replaced, the potentiometers you're talking about. You know, if you're looking for some on eBay, because if not, they can get kind of jittery. And honestly, I've had a lot of luck. If you tear those things completely down um, and get to the pot, usually it's the lubricant that's been that was used originally has just gotten really nasty. And if you totally clean that thing out and put a little fresh lube on that, I mean, I've had great experience with working just like the brand new. Yeah. So um, a little, just a little TLC, not hard to do. You can resurrect a lot of those controllers that way. A lot of times, the pot itself is fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was kind of interesting too, right? Because you had these different kinds of controls because obviously Atari was known for the Pong machines, right? Right. <laughs> so you had to have an easy way to play Pong and Pong clones, which, of course, there were plenty even cartridges Many, many, for many, yeah. Um, and the system came with combat, right? Yes, combat. And man, at least uh, for a long time anyway, it came with combat. Is it just me, or do you believe... I, I believe there are more combat cartridges in the world than there are actual Atari 2600s. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I see combat carts everywhere. I mean, you know... That's, you can't give combat carts no, away. No, no, do not pick up combat carts unless it's your <laughs> collection. Uh, they they will not sell. Yeah, you, you cannot give them away. But uh, Yeah, people don't want to pay postage. No. I mean, you can't... Yeah, I, I don't know. What I, I don't know what you want to do with those things, but yeah. So you know, Atari. That's it. They get out there. You get combat, and combat was great because it was a really simple game with a lot of great variations and two player only. Right. right? right. So you had to kind of really get in there, and then um, like paddle games were tons of those. Right. I mean, you had what? I mean, the one I also think is stinking everywhere. Video Olympics. Yes, that is that's Video Olympics is the same as, as Pong. Basically, it was called Pong Sports uh, for the uh, telegames. But yes, that <laughs> that uh, that is everywhere. It's just you know tons of variations of Pong. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Video Olympics. I, uh, right. It's just. I know, and they have like the hockey guy on the cover. Right. right? In the, yeah. <laughs> This game sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and it has absolutely nothing to do with hockey ever. Oh, this game's not that great. <laughs> yeah, it's just standard Pong, which, you know, is great. It, it's great. that I think if you own a, a 2600, you have to have a copy of that game. I don't know how you could not. Right, <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's really tricky for someone who, you know, 
not only didn't really grow up playing a ton of different uh, games for the 2600, when you're out like at a flea market or something like sometimes there are games that are like, you know, like a buck a piece and they'll give you a discount when you buy like a whole bunch. And it's hard to go wrong with a buck a piece Atari games, even if they are common, like, you know, just for something to have and play. Um, but sometimes, you know, people are selling them for, you know, five or ten bucks a piece and you can go really wrong spending five or ten dollars on certain Atari carts, especially common ones. So it's I, I've never I've, I still haven't fallen into that sweet spot of like knowing what's Atari games, uh, you know, are kind of worth the money. And there's just so many of them. It's hard to get in that uh, comfort zone. Yeah, I think, you know, there there are a ton of Atari games um, and, you know, kind of growing up with them and, and being familiar, you know, for me, it, it really helped, you know, with my collecting. Um, but, um, you know, hopefully we can talk about some of those games later, um, you know, that, you know, you might be wanting to look out for. Um, oh, definitely. I think, I think knowing a lot about the, the companies um, kind of helps, um, you know, looking for specific um, developers kind of helps, you know, in determining should I pick this up or not? You know, is this rare? So. Right. Okay, so um, Atari hits it pretty big. It's a big success with the 26 and the VCS, whatever the case is. And then um, they do a deal with Sears to get the consoles into the stores. But part of Sears' deal is they also want to sell branded consoles. Is that mm. That's the deal, right? Right. And so they come up with what? Uh, telegames. Yeah, the telegame system. And, and telegames is? Um. I mean, it's just the Sears brand, as far as I as far as I know. I'm... It's the exact same thing, right? Just different, like a different like labeling system, right? Yeah, it has a more psychedelic wood grain, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's uh, a sil- kind of a silver system with green lettering. It, it actually looks pretty cool. I, I I think some people think it's hideous, but uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's yeah. ugly. <laughs> now, does does it say the words Atari anywhere on it? No, no, it just says okay. Telegame System. Uh, and uh, you know Sears is, um, you know they're they're pretty notorious for that. You know with a lot of stuff, a lot of their branding. So, so doing that to the Atari is is really no surprise. And it might sound weird to people now, but back then Sears was a big deal, right? Absolutely. We were just, yeah, we were t- when my father-in-law was over. We were talking about this. Like he was like, you know, you don't understand. Like, and we were talking about how kind of how far you know most department stores have fallen, big box stores, everything. And uh, we just got on Sears, and he's like, you know, people don't people don't remember, Sears was where you went for everything. Yeah, like literally everything except for like you know groceries. And it's like you know Bed Bath and Beyond is a big reason. You know, like people can get all that houseware stuff closer, and there's always a coupon. It's like it's uh, uh it's crazy how you know Sears really was the king of everything for a long, long time, and uh, they've been struggling in the retail space. Yeah, they were the Walmart of the 70s and 80s for sure, you know. Mm. Yeah, and they had been huge, uh, I mean, for a long time. And they had like the Sears catalog, right, where you could order anything just about out of that. And the yeah. wish book, right? You, had the, you always get the wish book for Christmas, so you could go and circle all the stuff you wanted. Loved it. Right? I'm telling you, oh, like, yeah. I wish somebody I still that. put something out, like, like the their catalog, Service Merchandise had this huge catalog. Yeah. These yep. enormous phone book catalogs would show up, and you would just circle all of the awesome toys and games and stuff that you wanted. And they always had, like, a hunting section. And I always circled, like, crossbows and stuff. <laughs> and, like, my mom would right. write next to them, like, yeah, nice try, and, like, leave the catalog. Because I'd, like, leave it open to the page of the thing I wanted. 
So like she would see like what I wanted, and she would always like write things on the guns and like bows and arrows and stuff like that. You'll uh, shoot your eye out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So I'm curious because Bill, you grew up in a house. I mean, you had brothers. Yeah. I mean, you had siblings. Yep. And um, so did you guys uh, like each get your own color of pen or something to mark in the book, or you write your name next to it, or what was the deal? I have no idea what the other two did. <laughs> this is my care. this is my catalog. <laughs> Back off, um, buddy. but no, I, I think my my sister was a little bit older, and she was she always wanted to be like in charge of a business. Um, like she would always like call like meetings and like have like an ag- <laughs> have an agenda. Um, she had this one meeting where like she was like, okay, this is how we're going to convince mom and dad we're going to get a puppy and all this stuff, and like. We would, she would have like spreadsheets like written out on paper, like the pros and cons and everything. So I think that my sister at that point was like, you know, typing out her Christmas list on like a word processor or something. Uh, and my brother, I have no idea. I think he was just happy to get the games that I asked for. <laughs> what, what about you, Rich? Did you have uh, siblings growing up? Um, actually, um, my brother, uh, I will be 37 in a few days and I have a 25 year old brother. So, oh yeah. So there's, I know that feeling. Yeah, a, a large <laughs> difference, and so I was an only child for for a long time. So, uh, so I don't have any um, great catalog stories like Bill, but uh, <laughs> I, I will say this: the it, it it's really disappointing, like growing up with those catalogs, and then now, like you get like a like maybe a ten page sales flyer from Toys R Us, big Christmas yeah. catalog. You're like, what? This is no catalog. You don't know what a yeah. catalog is. Yeah, even when you go on like BlackFridayAds.net or like whatever the sites are that get together like all the crazy good deals for the holiday shopping, it's like there's still something great about like this like 9,000 page full color like production value catalog. It was a phone book. House. The thing yeah. was, a, and yes, I, was. I say that, I say that people don't even know what phone books are anymore. No. But- no, and, and and they might th- – oh, the phone book, that tiny little thing. No, <laughs> old school phone – because the phone book shows up now and it's like, what is this little thing? Yeah. Because yeah. no one's in the phone book anymore. And I could I would say like the encyclopedia, but people don't know what those are anymore nope. either. So You're, You have to say uh, like, a, like a large tome. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like a, like, like a large hardcover complete Lord of the Rings. Like there that's you the go. size of this catalog. There you go. There you go. Uh, you guys um, can just change the name of the collector cast to Three Grumpy Men. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be like that. I'm just saying it was an awesome time. Look, today's I'm, I'm like, version. I'm, like, look, I'm looking up service merchandise catalogs on eBay in the background. Like while we do this, I'd See, love to get one. Today's some kids circled a crossbow in this one. <laughs> <laughs> today's version. That's the Amazon wish list, right? I mean, you know, same sort yeah. of stuff, but. Yeah, that's funny. There is a, a website though. You can go like and look up the old Sears wish books and stuff. It's uh, they're online, um, so you know check it out. There's a lot of fun. I've done that, and you can say like, look at all these Nintendo games that never came out. This dude is selling a service merchandise spring catalog, not even the good one, the spring one for sixty dollars. <laughs> What's shipping on one of those things too, right? Well, I mean, it's a, a book rate, right, or a media mail, so probably not, not yeah, but- awful. Do you remember those? Because even like when you got the, you had to buy it. You bought the catalog. It yeah. wasn't free. You, your <laughs> parents it. went and had to buy that giant thing. Yep. Man, yeah. $70? There's a collector market for these things. Oh, yeah, I bet there is. I don't remember my parents ever buying one. I think they maybe sent you like maybe a few and then you had to buy them in later years. They were like drug dealers. You know, here's a little sample. Here's a taste. Yeah. <laughs> hey, or, man, maybe, got, or maybe, or maybe, or maybe, books for you. 
Maybe it was like if you spent X dollars in the store and they had your address, then they'd send you the Christmas catalog. Yeah, probably, or something. yeah. yeah There's probably yeah. some threshold of spending, but I yeah. I remember you know you had to they you couldn't just walk in and go I want to grab one. No. Um, and they would have like these giant stacks of them by these registers. I just remember that was so awesome. Anyway, though, yeah, we're okay. We're gonna get back to the Atari. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, it's all right. Rich is listening to the show. He knows we rant on for way too long about things. But, okay, so the Atari and you get, you get um, you know, you had the joysticks and you got um, maybe the paddle controllers and some basic games and, and life was pretty good, right? And there was not a whole lot of change. Like you said, there was like the light, the where they kind of cost reduced it, right? Put some less switches, like the four switch um, model, right? Yes, yes, they did. Uh- they, uh, Essentially, though, the thing looked the uh, it was pretty much the same. Oh, absolutely, yeah, it looked the same. You know, originally it had the wood grain, and then they went to the uh, what people now kind of refer to as the Vader, which is the the all black uh, four switch. I, I, yeah, that's a lot. I think that's an attractive kind of look, right? Yeah, I, I like the look of the Vader. I, I've I've uh, the only people who have them in flea markets around here seem to think that since they've never seen it before that it must be like super rare so i i they're selling them for 50 60 dollars at Yo. flea markets and i'm like no it's the same thing whatever so i uh, can't, can't find a cheap one at least not yet yeah i i sold one to crabby a while back for his store i don't know if he kept it or sold it but um yeah, they're they're attractive I, I it's i mean just aesthetically it's probably my favorite one right and um so you know everybody you know I, has probably heard to some degree about the crash, and maybe at some point in time we'll do like a specific show to talk more about the crash itself. But uh, 83, everything goes in the crapper, right? Um, but somehow Atari still sells. I mean, it's, it sells cheaply. It's not expensive. Yeah, I mean, um, I just remember going in like KB Toys, and there would just be, you know, complete in-box games for like two, three bucks. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and bins the of them, oh, right? Bins, yeah, yep. it's full. Like at the front of the store in these wire cages, you know, just yep. like yep. just like <laughs> yes. here, buy me cheap or just steal us, you know, just take us out. Yeah. There. Really <laughs> if we don't, we we'll just get it out. Yeah. And, we'll never know. And, and, and honestly, like there's, there's, I mean, there's, we still have clearance bins these days, but like you'll see like clearance, like you know, like you know, Wii and like Xbox 360 and PS3 games for like you know. Like ten, fourteen, ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, but like nothing like it was when it was like like okay, a dollar. Like we need to sell all of this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah and especially when a time when you know you were used to playing arcade games were a quarter piece, you could go through a buck pretty quickly, right? Yep. And then you could just take the dang thing home. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and they weren't. By that time, you'd seen the ColecoVision, you'd seen some other things, and you know this wasn't like state of the art or anything, but it was still pretty fun. Right, right. They, you know, and and that's there. I guess there's probably a sort of misconception too that Atari games were super cheap. You know, because a lot of the stuff, you know, you'll see a lot of the complete in box stuff is after you know the crash that's been marked down. You know, and usually marked with a red pen or something. But you know, the games weren't. I, I guess they weren't excessively cheap. I remember them being like in like thirty dollars or so. Am, yeah. am yeah. I correct on that? I mean, yeah, before, yeah, before the, the crash, crash I remember right. them in like you would go to like Sears and you'd see them for like thirty bucks. Yeah, which was a lot of money for a game you know back, back then, then yeah, yeah. A lot of money that would probably be like the 60 bucks for a new game now yeah. somewhere around that so i'm and, and i don't know about you but i mean the whole crash thing i mean i had the atari obviously i had been playing it and maybe you can share rich too during this but um there was that christmas when et hit and 
man, did I get E.T. for, for Christmas. <laughs> I think I got E.T. and it was at Raiders of the Lost Ark uh-huh. at yep. the same time those hit. That same year, I remember getting those for Christmas. And I was young and dumb enough. I thought they were fun. But, I mean, man, did you ever get some of those in your stocking, the really bad ones? Well, you know, like I said, I, I, I didn't get my system until, you know, after the crash. So, so mainly... Um, just kind of living vicariously through my older cousin i remember she got et and and i I remember playing i'm like i keep falling i keep raising my neck to lift out of this hole but then i keep falling back in this hole you know and just repeat just rinse and repeat and just could never figure it out you know you get a piece of that phone every once in a while and just get so excited and jacked but but i remember playing it for hours i mean you know it wasn't people talk about how bad of a game it was but when that's what you had you know you you know you wanted to play it all the time yeah um i had i actually as a kid figured out how to beat et which i don't ask me how on earth that happened. I guess, like, just way too much time on my hands. <laughs> um, and then Raiders of the Lost Ark, though. Oh, my gosh. Talk about the most, uh, you know, just out there concept. I mean, the ideas that, that were going on there were just ahead of their time, and the system just couldn't do it right, right. effectively. And it wanted to be this grand adventure game. And, it, and I could see it, you know, like when you would go through and you'd figure something out, you're like, oh! You know, it was amazing um, with this crazy inventory screen, and you had to use like the second joystick to like select your items right. and all this stuff. Um, and it was so hard because even as a kid, I could figure out what I was supposed to do, but I just the controls were so bad, I just couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Yeah, it was, it was like all of those um, uh, sword quest games. You know, oh, yeah. just just so good in premise and what they were trying to do, but then you know, just mind blowing. You know, just awful games. <laughs> right. So I, I want to talk about it. So you know, being back there in the day, then. So I want to talk about some of the games that you had as a kid, or even build that you played maybe somewhere else as a kid. So I mean, for me, uh, you know, I had a, a, quite a few, but the big ones I played most. Uh, I would say I played Superman a lot. I had Superman. I loved Superman, and I could beat that game you know, a million times over. But I always had fun with it. I had a really good time. Uh, and that one was so strange. Did you guys play Superman back then? No, I, Superman was not one that I played back then. I didn't know anyone no, that not, had it. Not ba- yeah, not back then. I played it in the arcades, but I think that was a, a, a number of years later. Yeah, that's a bit later. Uh, but it was, you know, like you had to like go capture these criminals and fly them, you know, back and and you had to watch out for kryptonite of course there's lois lane the bad guys would lex Luthor would try to come and get lois lane i mean for the time it was a fairly compre- complex idea but you know it was kind of fun you could turn into you know you would have to like go first to go in the phone booth turn in superman do all your stuff put the guy guys away and at the very end of the game you would have to go back and get into the phone booth turn back into clark kent that's how you won <laughs> um so it was pretty ambitious for the time that was pretty cool and i had donkey kong Mm. On the 2600. Oh, my gosh. gosh. Awful port. Did you guys have Donkey Kong? I did, yes. (laughs) Bill, you ever played Donkey Kong on the 2600? Not back then. I did later. I was like, (laughs) oh, I didn't know Nintendo had Atari, you know, Mario Brothers 5200 and everything. So um, I did pick up, like, you know, the, uh, you know, Nintendo properties on Atari. Um, I never fired up uh, Mario on an Atari system, but I 
did play Donkey Kong. Oh man, that game is so. And I played it so much. Oh yeah, me too. It just looked oh, like man. Donkey Kong looked like an angry gingerbread man. Up there. It was so bad. It looked so bad. But it was just this big kind of brown blob or right, whatever. Right, its arms screen. and legs moved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like every time you took a step, he would like bang his chest or whatever, right? Right. And it was just this horrible like noise all the time, right? Uh, yeah. I I, oh I would say that's kind of a beautiful noise, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have fond memories uh, of that noise. <laughs> I played so much stinking time. And there's just two screens, right? There was two screens. Yeah. That's all you got. And you just repeated over and over. It never got really harder either. It was just the same two stupid screens over and over again uh and i'm trying to think a couple others i had canyon bomber oh my gosh that's horrible yeah it was a horrible game it it is i you guys remember i i did the um the two blog posts i did one about um kind of um um games that could be gotten you know the best games to you know you could purchase for the 2600 for cheap and then i did another one was i talked about the paddle controller games and i put them in three categories the good ones the uh mediocre ones and then the bad ones well i put canyon bomber in the bad ones and yeah, yeah. I, got, I got so much flack for that i had to change it because there's like what uh, yeah you mean like in the comments yeah, and everything yeah because it was like oh you you got you forgot the two-player um i think there's one where like you, you know you fly over and you bomb like the submarines and stuff like that they people are like that game's great and i'm like okay i'll move it up to mediocre you know so so yeah that that one is pretty good actually but the actual canyon bombing um oh, uh, oh that that part of the game is awful but yeah. yeah, the game is your jet flies across the screen over and over, and you can't do anything to it. You can't speed it up, slow it down, change its altitude, nothing. You can't do anything. And then all you can do is push the fire button to launch a bomb, which like kind of like break out, knocks out some blocks, and you just do that ad nauseum until they're all gone. Right, right. That's the game. <laughs> oh my gosh and yeah I, I forgot there is the submarine one where you can actually kind of control the depth right that right. you're you're shooting to which is yeah that's not too no, bad no, give them that, no it's but. not a bad that's not oh, a bad one and so I decided to change it for that reason of course alright I'll give you that <laughs> oh man uh, and and then uh, I think probably the other big one that I would play a lot was um, uh, Missile Command oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and Missile, Missile Command is great oh my gosh if you even to this day, uh, I found um, probably about a year ago, uh, my game store owner had a a, a Wico like roller controller. It was like a small oh, wow. kind of compact one for the twenty six hundred, right. and uh, I think he sold it to me for like ten bucks or something. It is awesome. Like I, I it, it works for that game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's great. Oh. It works for that and Centipede. It it's just it, it's worth going out and buying. Yeah, so great. That game is so good because you're always just like, you know, it's like <laughs> tension, total tension game, yeah. right? Yeah, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I, I try to get Missile Cam- Command on any platform. I, and like every time you like shoot them when they start coming fast, you're always like just barely missing them. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, and it's, oh, it's, a, it's a definite strategy. I mean, if you've ever played Missile Command in the arcade, it is insanely hard. Um, and just watching someone who's good at that is just, it's just mind blowing. They just know where to, you know, to sit it, to take out, you know, it'll take like four or five missiles out at a time. You know, it's, it's just amazing. And isn't that, 
And isn't that how uh, they uh, the filmmakers demonstrated to you how gifted John Connor was in Terminator 2? <laughs> <laughs> Walks right up to Missile Command and is like, don't even worry about it. I got this. You have and to he, keep and bringing he, it back to this, don't you? I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> that when you want to show someone how great you are at defending a city from like the invasion of the robots, just find a good Missile Command player. There you go. All right, so guys, uh, Missile Command strategy. Do you do the try to protect all the cities, or you just say, screw it, focus on just a couple? I'll, I'll let Rich go first. I, I think at first you have to try to keep as many cities up as you can, you know, um, and that that's what I try to do. But, you know, toward the end, as it gets faster, you just kind of, you kind of got to pick and choose and kind of know the patterns of the missiles and what they're going to hit, you know, but you, you definitely have to defend your cannon, so. Bill? So I was going to say, as a novice player, I totally started out, okay, since this game is, is tricky, um, I'm going to get, like, the first quarter of the screen defended. Or, like, or not the first quarter, but, like, I'm going to choose this section, and I'm going to defend it. At all, like, And then as I kind of got better at uh, uh, moving across the screen, I would kind of expand from there. But my overall strategy is never, okay, if I can just defend this one sliver, I'll be okay. So... That's kind of like as a novice player, I that was my training. I would like kind of expand my area of defense. Yeah, this is like scorched earth policy, right? Like yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody else can, you'll just die, but I'll at least try to keep this one little city and my cannon protected. And that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think at some point it gets so frantic, you, you have to do that. You know, there's no other option, you know, but I think you try to keep as many as you can um, in the beginning, you know, for as long as you can because you get the bonus points from, you know, each city being away. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and then, gosh, the last one I'll just mention because I mean, I'm sure somebody else will, will or we'll get to talk about somewhat was Pitfall, which is kind of my first exposure to platforming at all uh, to a point. But, um, I think that's probably the one I put the absolute most time in. And, and again, my admittedly, a, not as much time as, uh, as, you know, some other systems, but that's the one game when someone says, like, what did you play more of on the Atari than anything else? It was definitely Pitfall for me. Yeah, there was a huge marketing campaign. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that, uh, but Pitfall had a very large uh, marketing campaign. And, you know, I, I remember when that came out and just kind of the buzz around it at the time. So it was, uh, you know, a pretty exciting game when it came out. Yeah, I play, oh, played so much of that game. Um, and I think probably a little later on, we'll probably hit on maybe some of our favorite games to play on the system and when we talk more about like collectibles and whatnot. So, but um, kind of going back again. So, Rich, what were some of the games you had like, uh, like back as a kid? Uh, Berserk was one that I had. I just, I, I thought that was one of the, the better games to the system. I could just play Berserk for just hours. Uh, just a lot of fun. You guys play that one? Um, I think a friend had it and I would play it a little bit, but I never had it. Um, what's what's the one that's a lot like Berserk? Um, well, it's uh, I believe it's Frenzy for the ColecoVision. Am I right? I, I believe I'm right about that. Uh, but Berserk is the one where you're walking around in the maze and the robots are firing at you. Right, right. Yeah, Maybe. I don't think I've I've never I've not played that one. Um, I it sounds it sounds familiar but i really don't think i've played it is it like a all black screen and like uh with the yellow guys uh yeah the robots actually your character is kind of a yellowish orange color and then you it's a black screen mm -hmm. you're inside of a maze but the robots actually will will change colors each level and they'll they 
some of them will run at you and um, you know they will fire and at first the their fire uh, you know you have sort of a, a medium uh, uh, speed fire uh, but the robots will start out firing at you very slow you can actually hit their bullets and cancel them out or you can just <laughs> run around and just dodge them Face at first. Style. but as you progress through the game and go through more of the maze um, you um, their their shots get so fast and it's a, it's a lot of fun, and you can't you can't walk into the, if you walk into the walls, you get electrocuted. Oh, I hated that. And it's the it is the most uh, uh, teeth clenching sound you'll ever hear. I mean the electrocution. <laughs> but you have to get through the levels. Uh, you don't have to kill all the robots to leave each level. Uh, but if you hang around in the level too long, this little smiley face will come bouncing out at you, called Evil Auto. And uh, if he hits you, there's no way to fire on him and take him out. But I, I think that there's actually a setting in the game select where you can make it so that you can take him out uh, when you shoot him. But uh, he comes out pretty fast, and you have to exit the maze before he gets to you. Okay. All yeah. right. it, it's it's just a great game. I think I may have... I think I ring some bells. I just remember they, I remember touching the walls and like going, "What? That's she's what a rip off! I can't touch the walls." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty intense, but they um, they, they have it on ColecoVision too, which is uh, uh, I believe it's called Frenzy. Uh, I believe that's the name of it on Coleco. So yeah, yeah. What All else right. did you? Uh, another one I, that I really liked was uh, Spider Fighter for uh, from Activision. I thought that was a really great. Oh, I never played that one. Oh. Uh, it, to me, it's I'm, I'm a big fan of shooters, and uh, I think it's probably my favorite shooter on the Atari. Um, it um, basically it's kind of a one room kind of deal, you know, like Demon Attack. But you have these you have these spider eggs, and they will hatch, and the spiders will kind of bounce around all over the screen and and try to attack you. But you can move back and forth, and you can fire, and you can actually move your fire. Your fire will not; it just doesn't fire straight. It actually, you can kind of bend it as well when you're firing. So um, hmm. it's a, it's a really fast-paced, just insanely fast-paced shooter. Uh, that's just just a, a lot of fun, and uh, definitely is is one I would really suggest. You can you know you can usually find that one for you know around five bucks or so, maybe less. Cool. Yeah. Um, and another one, and I know you guys have played this one, Joust. Oh yeah, Joust. Yep. Definitely not. Not. Uh, I didn't think it was a very bad port, you know, to the Atari. There wasn't much to it, you know, and not a lot of definition in the, you know, in the enemies or in the characters. But uh, I still, I still thought Joust was a lot of fun. Just, just banging away at that one button to flap those <laughs> wings, you know, for for right. hours, you know, was a uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah, especially like sometimes on those twenty six hundred joysticks, like after a while the button would get a little mushy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, ugh, yeah, that's no fun then, right? When it's not too clicky anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you could you could definitely wear out a controller pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, not much to them. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find some more. I, I, you know, I've written some articles that have been on the front page, um, but um, you know, they include a few, and I'm trying to, you know, kind of tiptoe around some of those, but. Uh, Let's see. Um, I really liked uh, Defender Two, or or it was also called Stargate. Uh, yeah. The original Defender was, uh, you know, kind of uh, kind of a lackluster uh, as compared to you know Defender Two. It was just a kind of a rehashing of the same game, but just better and uh, kind of more in the vein of the arcade. So. Cool. 
Well, uh, Bill, what about you? And what was your early experiences with the Atari? Uh, I mentioned briefly before uh, Pitfall was kind of like probably what I spent the most time with. Um, and uh, uh, I didn't realize at the time, because just being a kid, but after, you know, re- looking into it a little bit and finding out uh, the way a- Activision uh, decided to kind of get their name out there, they said, how about if every screen of every game we ever make says Activision on it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it's just not something I thought of when I was a kid, but like now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, every single uh, 2600 Activision game says Activision on every screen ever. Branding, um, right? Yeah, I yeah, think uh, so, uh, iMagic followed up and did the same thing. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, so uh, so uh, Pitfall was huge. Um, like I said, uh, 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 I had uh, my godfather actually. Uh, he had an Atari. They would bust out every time we went over there. And um, I the one game that sticks out that he loved playing was Barnstormer. Um, and uh, Barnstormer's not a bad game, uh, but it's it's you know, you're just flying through barns. You're flying through barns, dodging windmills, <laughs> dodging <laughs> really? dodging birds. Yeah. So uh, are you um, a plane? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me explain. I, I've, I've, I don't know. I always have this feeling like everyone knows what Barnstormer is. I so, don't. so Barnstormer, you're you're like a red biplane, or at least like you know the the art on the game is like this kind of like you know uh, red biplane. Um, and I guess Barnstorming is the practice of flying your plane through a barn. <laughs> that sounds um, intelligent. <laughs> it's just something that people who fly planes and like, you know, crop dust and whatever, they're like, what can we do to make our lives more exciting right now? Let's fly the plane <laughs> through that barn. Right. <laughs> so, so, uh, it's a thing that happens, I guess, in the pilot world. So, yeah, so it's, it's a side scrolling game. Um, so you're the, you know, the plane and, uh, you know, the, the world is scrolling. At like I think a set speed, and like you're pretty much controlling like the ups and the downs uh, of the plane. So the idea is the the barns are obviously always on the bottom of the screen because they're you know on the ground. So your goal is to get through as many barns as possible. But then there could be like power lines that are in the way, so you got to get out of the way. But then birds come, and sometimes there's a windmill, but the windmill is right before the barn, so you have to kind of like thread the needle. So um, <laughs> it's kind of like I, I don't know if either one of you guys really are into touch or mobile games, but there's a game, uh, iOS game called Jetpack Joyride uh-uh. that might be on Android as well. Oh, I have played that. Yes, it's it's kind of like the the Godfather of Jetpack Joyride, where you I were. I hate that game. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 fun, but it's difficult. Oh, I hate it. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Like you're trying to, and like, I believe the game gets faster and faster depending on the mode that you're in. Um, so like, you know, you could be great at it and then like five minutes in and be like, okay, okay. And then you die. (laughs) So, but yeah, Barnstormer was always cool. Um, uh, uh, we had a Star Wars, I think it was the Empire Strikes Back game. Oh, that game was so much fun. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, and this was obviously like, uh, uh, in the middle of the eight, in the mid eighties when like, you know, star Wars was like all there was in the world. Um, I remember looking at the back of the box and one of the only like Atari boxes I remember looking at. And I remember seeing the walkers like in the game oh, and I yeah. was like, I have to have this. So we played a lot of, uh, like when my brother and me would go to, you know, either like a, you know, like I said before, like a cub scout meeting or, you know, anytime when we can get a couple of people together, um, we would always, uh, seemed to have like a Star Wars game find its way, and it was usually Empire Strikes Back. Did you ever play? Oh, Re- and you remember? Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I was gonna say, you remember in that game? Because I mean, you just all you're doing is flying around destroying walkers. It's like the first Hoth mm-hmm. scene, right? It's it's like the first level of Shadows of the Empire. If it was so, a 2600 game, exactly, <laughs> exactly like 30 years earlier. 
But do you guys remember when you would like every every so often as you play the game, if you survive long enough, you would get the force and your ship would start glowing and it would play the Star Wars theme music for a second. <laughs> I, I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. But yes, I do. Remember it would just do, 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 And you I can just. That, yeah. I think that was beating the game. <laughs> that was like the credit screen. No, you would just keep, it would play that as long as you were invulnerable and you could just mm. like totally go to town on these walkers, right? Mm. Did you guys ever play um, Return of the Jedi? Yeah. That's a great one too. That was a lot of fun. Because you had to like, the um, Death Star. yeah, because didn't you have to like shoot the bits of it away until you could get to like the middle of it or something? Yes, yes. It was a lot of fun. You, and you controlled the uh, Millennium Falcon, which was uh, which was pretty neat, you know? I do remember that. Was there ever... Oh, there was a first Star Wars game. One there where you were like Luke with your lightsaber? Um, I, This is one that I got at a flea market, and I think I might have mentioned to one of you guys. It was like the 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 Jedi trainer. Jedi, yeah. Jedi like, Arena. It, yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. Yes, and, and, and it just... And all it was was like that training droid shooting lasers at you. <laughs> yeah. Now, I haven't fired it up yet, but I like... I There's a guy at the flea market who like is a big Atari guy. And actually, when I was, whenever I look at places, I'm always looking for for Rich because uh, uh, he's the only Atari collector I know. Um, so like, I show his list to people. I showed it to this guy, and I'm like, "Hey, this is my buddy. These are like the only Atari games he has left." And he, and since he's an Atari guy, he knew the games, and he looked at it, and he's like, "If these are the only games he has left, this guy is an awesome Atari collector." <laughs> the, those are, but uh, yeah, those are not the only games I have left. Those are just, <laughs> oh, okay. you know. Uh, <laughs> Man, it, it's it's vast. Let's just say that. <laughs> so 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 this guy. So I show him the list. So anyway, so he knows his Atari stuff. So I said, listen, he's got this like whole blanket full of like dollar Atari games. I said, listen, I don't know anything about Atari. I know you know your stuff. Here's like fifteen or I've given like fifteen or twenty bucks. I said, just give me a whole bunch of games that are that are decent games that I can play that aren't like you know I don't care if they're common as long as they're fun to play. And uh, I don't think he gave this one to me because it was fun to play. I think he gave it to me. He's like, it's it's one of the le- lesser common, you know, Star Wars titles that you'll see was the Jedi training thing. And I told uh, Chris about it, and he said, yeah, it's just lasers from the little training droid, and that's the whole yeah, game. Yeah, it's it's bad. The controls are awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything but, else, Bill? I think you mentioned Kaboom earlier, right? Well, Kaboom was one that I had never played uh, way back when, and then when I started doing some, like, you know, just freelance writing for fun for this uh, video game site a couple years ago, one of the du- one of the guys, his name is uh, uh, Matt uh, McKee, um, he wrote for uh, uh, Thumb Culture as well as, uh, he had a site called Old Game Reviewer for a long time before he, like, retired and decided uh, to go do other things. Um, he, hit Kaboom was his, like, like uh, avatar, or whatever you call it, like, his, like, uh, user icon. Uh-huh. I just remember asking him one day, I'm like, you know, I'm almost, you know, you're going to get mad at me if I say this, but it, like, how, like, what's Kaboom like? How, like, you know, what kind of game is it and all that stuff? And uh, he said, what's your address? Was that before <laughs> or after he slapped you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, internet slap, he said. <laughs> he said, I won't get mad because uh, he, he, he called me the, the young guy, but he's like, I won't get mad because you're a young guy, you haven't played this, but here's a copy, like, play this game. So, uh but yeah, Kaboom was one that I had never played back when, and then uh, but so I, I just picked it up recent. Uh, well, not recently, the last uh, year or so. Um, but uh, that's one that I was I want to say pressured into playing. But uh, I I enjoy Kaboom. I'm not great at it. It's hard. It's yeah. very hard. yeah. It's a great game though. It really is a great it game is for a the battle. 
Yeah, it's 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 tricky for me because like I've said it before, like I'm 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 oddly talented and not talented with games. Like there'll be games that people are like, uh, don't feel bad, this game's really hard. Like, you know, you deserve credit for getting this far. And then there are games where like, yo, this game's really easy. How come you're not past like the first guy yet? So my my video game skills are kind of hit and miss, but so it's good to hear that Kaboom's a difficult game. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the father of a of a certain uh, mystique game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the adult adult games, yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> sure. The um, yeah, I didn't have that one as a kid. But I played it like at a friend's house. Man, I used to love Kaboom. It's uh, you know, it's a game where it takes and like a lot of Atari games, really. You know, you can pick it up, you can play it for five minutes, and just like, okay, I've had that's good, right? That's what I needed. I'm good. I can stop now. Yeah, and then you can pop in. And Chris, I think you and I were talking about this game the other day, so I wanted to bring it up. Uh, you can you can play Frogs and Flies, right? Oh man, no! Now here, I got to be really honest with you. You have to play Frog Bog on the Intellivision, right? But if you don't have an Intellivision and all you have is an Atari, you could play Frogs and Flies. So, so you guys know that um, those Mattel games, those oddly, those games that are oddly shaped, almost like a Intellivision cart for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, <laughs> <laughs> with just a little, you know, slightly larger base on the end. Of them, those were actually made by Intellivision for Atari. Um, just you know, just some cross company sales. It's pretty crazy. Just to think about it that M- way. M Network, isn't that what they are? Mm-hmm. M Network, and then later on, they it was in television. I think that's when they went with the white sticker on the outside. They're like, eh, oh, you know, yeah. they're kind of like, eh, yeah, well, yeah, well, you caught whatever. you caught right. us. <laughs> <laughs> it's more expensive to try to pretend to be somebody else than just slap this generic <laughs> sticker on it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, frogs and flies. Yeah, it it's the graphics aren't as good as in television, but uh, it, it's so it's much fun, fun game. Fun for the what a goofy game! To, I could just spend forever playing that thing as a kid. Amazing two player game too. Just competing against someone on that. It's a lot of fun. All right, All right. now here here's the story, Bill. Here's the game. Now when I explain it, you're gonna think, why in God's name would somebody want to do this? All right, okay. The whole screen. There's two lily pads. And there's two frogs, one on each lily pad to start with. Flies, fly through the air, and you and your friend control the frogs, and all you can do is jump and try to stick your tongue out as you're jumping to eat the flies. And you jump <laughs> back and forth from lily pad to lily pad. Just eating that, flies and see who can catch the most. It's, okay. that's it. it's a lot of fun, though. <laughs> it really it is. is when you're planning it incredibly else. fun because you're always like your friend is coming up and he'll get the flight just before you're gonna get it or something i mean you're always just and if you mess up you can like fall off the lily pad into the water and then your frog has to like take time to swim back up to it and like at least in the television version like this the whole day goes by like it's like kind of dark in the morning right. and then the sun comes up and then by the night like the stars come out and it, the game is over like when it's night and your frogs go to sleep. Right, right. Because there's not really a timer, if I remember correctly. No, no okay. there's not. Oh man, best in television. I'll, I'll throw that best in television game out there. I haven't played the Atari version. Is it pretty similar? Yeah, it is. It, it's basically the same game. I mean, there are probably slight differences um, in it, but I haven't played Frog Bog. But I've you know watched video on it, so um, you know they they are very similar in gameplay. So. Man, it's, it's worth having, and you can pick it up for a buck, usually. It's usually a very cheap game. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so kind of getting back to start. I mean, it's kind of good. I like to talk about, you know, our, our sometimes the childhoods and what we remember. And um, if you guys are like me, um, like post-crash, I mean, you would just go down the street when people were having yard sales, and there would just be buckets of, like, 2,600 games and yard sales for, like, next to nothing. I mean, you could just walk out with handfuls of them for, like, a dollar or two. Was that the way it was for you guys? Oh, or, or, I mean, at least Rich? Absolutely. Absolutely, you could. And, I, you know, I probably picked up a few games along that time. But, I, you know, at that point in my life, I really wasn't a collector. And I, I think, you know, had moved on probably to the Nintendo. And uh, I, I missed out on a ton. You know, it's uh, just thinking back and remembering how many games at that time were just in... Um, just pawn shops or uh, you know uh, thrift stores just the, the copious amounts of those games that were in there and you know looking back and you're just kind of like oh why why was i not collecting then you know so yeah and i mean i remember i mean that's the thing that still gets me when i go to a store and i see an atari for like 60 bucks or something my mind is still stuck back in the you know People were just giving away Atari because they didn't want the crap in their house anymore. Right. There were just mm-hmm. so many of them. People would just, oh my gosh, you want this here? Take it. Yep. Um, they were everywhere. They were prolific. And the games were so cheap and so easy to find. Uh, I don't know. My head is still stuck in that. But these hasn't changed, <laughs> but I still go to the video game store and there's still like a dollar, a dollar card. <laughs> you know, as, as things haven't changed that much, I guess, in all that time. Um, okay, so you know that's it, right? Crash happens. Uh, the bottom falls out of the market, and and it's really blamed a lot on these just terrible games because there was no there was no licensing structure right on the twenty six hundred. There was no anybody could make a game for the twenty six hundred, and everybody did, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I read an article that said like uh, uh, the the licensing that Nintendo ended up imposing on the NES is kind of like what became the standard, you know, modified over over the years. But you know, you had to pay licensing costs, which is why like all the carts looked the same because like all those parts came from you know one place, um, as opposed to like Atari, where it was like, hey, here's a thing, just put something on it. Yeah, and I think the a big issue too was Atari had used pretty much like off the shelf parts to build the twenty six hundred. So all of these clone twenty six hundred machines would come out, and like even like remember the ColecoVision had an add on to play twenty six hundred games. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, and I guess you know at the time nobody thought about these things, but in hindsight, it really kind of killed it because just you want to talk about shovelware. There is no shovelware like the twenty six hundred, right? There's there's close, yeah. but yeah, there's uh, <laughs> the Wii's kind of close. Yeah, but. yeah the Wii the Wii's close, but yeah, you're, you're right. There's a uh, man. I mean, how many games? Uh, uh, this is actually one of my other questions uh, that I had kind yeah. of on the docket for Rich is: Is there a like a generally like accepted complete list of 2,600 games, or is it just way too difficult to compile that? <sighs> that's that's a great question. I mean, I think Atari Age does a good job of cataloging them. Um, I. I I wouldn't know how you would even come up with the number for the games. I mean, there's so many yeah. variations of different games. I think we kind of hit on earlier, you know, Pong Sports is the Sears version of uh, Video Olympics, you know, that Atari put out. Right. Um, you know, there's there's games that are popping up. I think um, 
recently on Game Gavel. Um, I think it was called Red Sea Crossing. I hope that have that name right. It was a game that just sort of popped up, and I, I don't know that people had even heard of that game at the time. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, luckily a guy bought it, um, and I can't remember what the final hammer price was on it, but he bought it. I believe it was, I believe it might have been close to ten thousand. Um, and he is actually, if he hasn't already done so, uh, was making um, homebrew games from that card, mm-hmm. which which I thought you know that's that's a great thing to do if you're gonna if you're gonna buy something like that instead of just hoarding it you know at least you know he's you know everyone can't have that original but at least you know this guy's sharing it you know so all right, all right. yeah I, I do I do appreciate when yeah when dudes uh, uh you know they're prototype buyers or whatever and they'll do a rom dump yep. and then they're like hey here's this game that uh, no one's ever played before they didn't make all it. Right. um. I, just real quick, I, I want to throw out, I looked up on price charting, Red Sea Crossing, most expensive game, and I don't know how accurate this is, but it says the loose price was close to $14,000. That's probably right. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was, I knew it was over ten. I, I thought it was, I just didn't wow. Know. Wow. put that out there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing this story a while back, and I, you know, just not being familiar with the situation, I didn't realize that it was like the only known copy of this thing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, Air Raid um, is, is another one. You know, I think someone recently had that sell on Game Gavel um, several months ago. Got a couple boxed ones show up, right? Yeah. Well, that was the one. That was one of the first they that had you know the complete box, and uh, the guy you know told the story. He was a he was a retailer, and a guy brought it in was trying to sell it. He worked at like an Eckerd or something. You remember how the the old stores you could you could actually buy these games at drug stores that they would have like they a were glass they, they would have like a glass case you know that we'd put like perfume and stuff in you know mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what they would be and they would be sitting you know back behind the counter and this guy had um a guy brought a copy of air raid for this guy to try and he ended up not wanting to put it in the store but the um the vendor just let him keep the copy and he boxed it away and it was away for years <laughs> you know ta-da you know glad he did that you know he made he made wow he made a fortune off that yeah man talk about blind luck <laughs> there you go um Wow. So, okay, give me give a, a rough idea, like Bill was saying. Like, if you had to give it a rough shot about how many U.S. carts there are, I, I have I have no idea. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm somewhere around 450 right now, um, and um, I think I have, to, to be honest, I'm around 450 in the RF Generation database. That takes up about 10 pages of the RF Generation database of what I don't have. <laughs> There are twelve additional pages of what I don't have, so so we could probably ballpark it somewhere around probably more than a thousand, maybe less than fifteen hundred. I, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it would be a thousand. And, and only, I, the reason I say that is because you know we we catalog a lot of re-release stuff, um, okay. and okay. so there's a lot of the same game. Wait. Like label variations and right. stuff. Right, label variations, a lot of label variations. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff that was released later, you know, re-released, you know, in like 87, 88. So, so you have to take in consideration all that stuff. Plus, how do you differentiate between, like we were talking about earlier, like with Pong Sports and, um, you know, Video Olympics? Um, you know, are, are those technically the same game? Or do you collect them as different games? Because, in essence, they are the same game. You know, when you sure. turn them on, they yeah. just have a different label on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not even uh, and a different title screen. What's that? 
Do, is, is the oh sorry because the twenty six hundred doesn't have a title exactly. screen, so it's not even so it's not even like a world class track meet stadium events deal. It's literally the same program. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and please don't justify that game not being a variant because <laughs> I, I'm not counting that. Yeah, I'm not getting it ever. You know what I? You know what Krabby, I might Krabby do? Krabby will if, fight uh, that one. If if I can convince Krabby to like take a trip out here and just hand it to me, and then like I own it, and then I'll give it right back to him <laughs> so that I've owned it. <laughs> right, I've owned it for one minute. Yeah, and then maybe we can convince Wayne Pay to come over with his uh, his NWC uh, world champion. Yeah, just let me just let me breathe near it. <laughs> just let me breathe the air that it touched. Yeah, you see, he made the, his Twitter profile icon here. He switched. Yeah, I hope he's got a really good home security system. <laughs> yeah, Wayne's a great guy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, the um. So the Atari, you know, it's it's, it's rough because again, like, you could buy these games everywhere, and everyone and their dog was making Atari games. I mean, anybody that thought they had two licks of sense, it could it, it was a everybody thought that was like such easy money, right? Yeah, easy money. Easy money. I think they're still doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Um. So the bottom falls out. The market goes to crap. But the Atari is not dead, right? So they put out another version of the hardware, the Junior, right? Yeah, the Junior, or the the rainbow (laughs) machine, as some people like to call it, (laughs) yeah, because it's a smaller, compact version. Uh, Looks a lot more kind of stylized toward the 7200, right? I mean, the 7800. Um, um. Yeah, it's just this really flat flat wedgy kind of thing right 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 and it's just it's a little smaller it's not as wide um and uh, yeah and like i said it looks it looks a lot like the um yeah 7800 i keep getting my numbers so, mixed up there. Yeah. <laughs> too much to so remember. did that launch about the same time so was that like around like uh 87 or so i, I i'm not I'm not sure. I, I would probably estimate it would have been around the same time. Uh, but you know, the the seventy the seventy eight hundred was was also backwards compatible with the twenty six hundred. So right. so that was uh, that was helpful. That was nice. Uh, I, I I wish my uh, yeah I wish my fifty two hundred would have been that way. But uh, apparently there was a uh, an an addition that they uh, you know. Uh, that they added to it where you could actually play 2600 games in it but uh that wasn't the case for me so yeah because uh 5200 there's an adapter right. for some of the models right but because there's like the old four port 5200s then they had two the two port, port 5200s right. and so did you have the granddaddy the big four porter i did i did <laughs> yep. was there ever any games that used all four I'm sure there had to be. I'm, I'm sure there was. I, I did not delve into that library, uh, you know, enough. Because, like I said, you know, the controllers, you know, probably lasted me a month, uh, if, if that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all of you kids that think the N64 was the first one to do four controller ports on the front, no. I'm sorry. That's 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 not correct. Well, I guess I guess the 3DO had four controller ports on the front. In one port. controller port. <laughs> Ugh, let's not go there. <laughs> you're, soil- you're soiling things. <laughs> you're, soil- you're soiling greening all over this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're ruining and- my childhood. You're like Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and they kept producing 2600 games, right? 
I mean, they just kept putting that. They just really like did cheaper labels and stuff, right? They just kept putting them out. Now, now those text label games are those typically re-releases at a much later date, and they just wanted to put them out cheaper. When you say text label, like a lot, like a lot of the you know listings on RF Gen, it'll be like okay, like you know combat, combat picture label, combat text label, and like you'll see like when you're out looking, you know some have like an you know, actual like artwork on them, and some just have like the word you know of of the game on there. So were those released like around the same time, or was one like a re-release, or it, it depends on the game? Well, it, usually the the earlier ones were pretty much just text labels. Um, mm. and then, and then you, you started getting more of the picture labels, like your combats that don't have, you know, the pictures on them. A lot of those will be, you know, some of the, you know, the original, uh, combat games. And then they started putting the pictures on them, you know, a little bit later. Um, a lot of the re- re-release mm. stuff does have pictures on it. Um, and then, you know. But do they have like black and white pictures, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't know if I've seen the black and white picture carts that you're talking about but i know that some of them had like you know atari produced some of the releases were on like uh had the red stickers on them those were sort of the ones you know uh toward the uh the latter part and then some of those pictures were uh kind of black and white if that's what you're kind of describing yeah Yeah, because there's like they had like that 7800 styling right right exactly yeah I almost wonder if uh, if this if the switch to like the pictures had anything to do with the pre-owned market, because when someone walks into a store and sees the retail packaging, they see whatever the cover art is. But then when they look at like an individual cart, it's like, well, there's there's nothing really to sell the game there. But uh, I guess it wouldn't matter to the game publishers one you know lick about the uh, pre-owned market yeah well i think i think one of the things and one of the most astounding things to me and one of the things i I like most about the 2600 is the um if you look at the artwork that's on the boxes and on some of the cards i mean it's just amazing like watercolor artwork Mm -hmm. it's phenomenal if you you just really take a close look at it and and i think you know with games as simple as they were at the time this artwork was the thing that really sold the games you know you you just look at the box you're like man that game looks awesome and then you get it home of course you know it's just (laughs) you know uh terrible terrible. yeah yeah a lot of times it's just just awful but uh yeah but uh yeah i mean atari was smart i mean with it with their marketing i mean if you if you look at the box art compared to you know other games such as the coleco vision um or the intellivision you know the atari artwork is just it, it, it's just, it's just awesome. I mean, they make checkers look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or Othello, yeah, right? exactly. Um, but yeah, but didn't like, um, I guess kind of going backwards, but yeah, the very first 2600 games, they had like a text label and they'd have a number on the cart, mm-hmm, right? That's so right. There was only so many carts and they were numbered. Right, and it was actually, the number was actually on the, um, I want to call it the, like the end label. The number was actually yeah, on the yeah. end label. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like so combat is 01, right? right? Yep. Yeah, and those are your older games, yeah. And and most of your Sears games, um, uh, most of your Sears games did not, you know, early on did not have picture labels. But then later on, there were a lot of Atari games that were made by Sears, such as like uh, Blackjack and I think Casino, uh, that were they actually did picture labels for the Sears versions. Now, what I always liked about this those Sears games, at least for a while, is Printed on the label of the cart, it would tell you what the variations were. Right. 
which was great because if you didn't, you'd never have the stupid manual. Right. So you could at least tell what on earth you were supposed to be doing. Exactly. Which which is always aggravating when you um when you go to like uh like a um like a Craigslist listing. Oh, I've got this uh, Atari cart called sixty four, and you're like, uh, <laughs> no, that's the number of games on it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember seeing like like te- like telegame sixty four right. or whatever it was. Yeah, and it'll take you forever to figure out what that is. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, they kept releasing, I mean, they kept selling the 2600 until what, like 87, 88, man, that's, it's just, it's hard to imagine them selling it that late. Yeah. I like, mean, the like, system the, had the like amount a of stock they must've had yeah, like a 10 year run. Right. And that's crazy for back then. I mean, that's like PlayStation two type of yeah. run, you know? Yeah, and I, th- I think even like the the 360 and the PS3 like were close close to ten years, but like people were like ready for the new stuff uh, uh, to be to be coming out. I mean, ten years for 2600, it seems like, and it seems like they had a lot of hardware. Yeah, yeah, they really pushed the re-release pretty hard. I think that they they really banked on you know with the uh, Nintendo coming out in around 85, 86. Uh, I think they really banked on people like you know, the video games coming back into fashion again after the crash mm-hmm. and really trying to play off of people still having these systems in their homes, you know, and, and really trying to make as much money as they could, you know, there at the end by re-releasing and, you know, maybe even coming up with some, you know, some newer games. Because um, there, there are a few games that uh, on the red carts, uh, the re-releases that, uh, that were, um, you know, uh, new games, you know, things like... Um, I guess like Roadrunner and Radar Lock and um you know you know some of those titles. And and the thing that they tried to sell there toward the end too is they sold the system cheap, right? It was sold as being like, "Oh, hey, a Nintendo's going to cost you like 150 bucks. Ours is like $40 or whatever." Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you'd have these ads where it's like, you know, Atari, it's like the cheap budget kind of thing remember atari you liked atari right well it's cheap go (laughs) play it again um yeah so i mean it had a pretty glorious life and a really great run even i mean everybody talks about the crash but it didn't kill it no no it didn't kill it. it's a cockroach of video gaming (laughs) (laughs) well and to to quite a degree i mean there's a pretty huge homebrew community still for the 2600 right absolutely there is and you know a lot of it you know i think like i said earlier is uh just kind of based off you know nostalgia i mean people still you know have just endeared to that system you know as, as being the first thing they played i mean you know and you know for most people you know especially around that time it was it you know the one and only yeah. Now, let's talk for a minute about accessories oh. uh, and whatnot, because uh, well, there's a lot, right? There are a lot. And um, what I'd like to do maybe for a minute is talk about a few that each of us think are, are, are interesting or just ones you want to talk about for a minute. Um, so I'll, I'll have a call, because I'm sure, Rich, you're probably going to blow me away with some really odd stuff. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not a big accessory collector. Um, just, just personally, you know. But, uh, you know, I have a few things. But, you know, I'll let you go ahead and go. I just the first one I want to mention is one I got as a kid. I got a gift. The 
wireless remote Atari joysticks. That was the first one I was thinking of just now. You stole my stole my. Accessory. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Bill. Then tell me what you think about the wireless joysticks. These things <laughs> just... were the like. It was kind of like the promise of this thing, and then it showed up, and you were like, "There's like a whole nother Atari sized box <laughs> that like with like a seven foot antenna that like ex- like a car whip antenna yeah. that, that extends off this," and it was like. Once you hid that little box thing, I mean, this little brick of a, it was like a you know little Atari controller with like really like those walkie-talkie like rubberized <laughs> antennas. So it had like a like a seven or eight inch like you know rubberized antenna. So there was no mistaking you had a wireless controller. <laughs> this thing stuck off the top there. I didn't get this thing till again like much later, but I came across these things, and um, I had two controllers, but I only had one of like the receiver or the transmitter boxes. So I could only use uh, uh or no, that that wasn't it. Because didn't the box have like uh, it had the two plugs? Right, the box had the two plugs. So you know what it was? I had three wireless controllers and two boxes. That's what it was. And I had one set of controllers for one of them, and then I only had a single controller for the other ah, one. That's okay. what it was. So yeah, but it was this little like you know receiver or trans transmitter box. Um, and I I didn't try them for very long. Um. <laughs> They seem to work, but like most wireless stuff back then, there was noticeable lag. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's one of my like weird niche wireless things. Like you think things are bad now. <laughs> Look what you used to have to do. I'm going to see, I'm going to go even back farther than that because I think you must have had like the version two of that thing. Okay. Because the ones I had like had on the controller and the little box thing, those like pull out extendable metal antennas. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you'd have these giant metal antennas. Oh, so your controller had the yeah. metal extendable? Oh, yeah, my controller definitely had that, like, fixed, rubberized, walkie-talkie style, like, 7 or 8 inch. No, so I had, like, this if, giant, if, like, like... Like like, Do- like Doc Brown when he's driving the DeLorean in the first <laughs> yeah. movie, and he pulls out that enormous antenna? Yeah. That must be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, on a swivel, so you could kind of, like, swivel the thing to try to get good reception. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, and the thing was so thick because you had like that normal stick and it was like probably, I don't know, a good like three, four inches deep because he had to put these giant <laughs> batteries in the bottom of the thing, right? Yeah, it was it was definitely, you had a cooler version than <laughs> I had. It was terrible. Was, it was definitely it was so uh, interesting. terrible. <laughs> I remember getting those for Christmas or something and man, I tried so hard to play with those. It was just terrible. <laughs> Rich, you ever have those? I did not have the wireless controllers. Oh, I, I've, man, I've seen them before. So bad. Yeah, they they're huge. They have a huge base on them, like you said. It's yeah. You've got to get a you got to get a set of those things. <laughs> I'm sorry. That should no Atari collection should be should be complete without these things. And trying to find some with the antennas intact would probably be very expensive. So you know what's odd? Like for for the crazy amount of like games for the system and like for like you know no licensing on it. I I and maybe I'm just not looking hard enough, but I really don't see a ton of different crazy accessories like at least like not to the point of on the, some of the other systems like the laser scope and like the u-force on the nintendo and some of the crazy peripherals but um are were there any like nutty accessories for the 2600 that i don't know there about? was uh there was one called the joy board um and it was the predecessor to the wii balance board it was oh. it was oh. made for one game and it was called uh, mogul maniac and uh, it was a balance board that you would step on with you know with both feet and you would you would lean 
uh, as you were skiing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, a like, little ahead like of its time. the rolling rocker of its time. Yeah, is that absolutely. It? Absolutely. Oh. Uh, so that's, you know, that's one that was sort of ahead of its time. And, you know, there are quite a few other things that are, uh, I thought the supercharger is a, is a really neat accessory. It's very complicated and why would you do something like that kind of <laughs> accessory? Right, so, yeah, for, so I was want, I want to make sure we brought that up at some point in time. So explain to folks what the the Starpath Supercharger uh, was. Yeah, it's it, it's this piece of insanity. Let's call it that. <laughs> um, and it's basically a huge cartridge that looks like a giant shovel that you put into your system. That has a wire on it that goes to your tape deck, and instead of a cart you have a um just a cassette tape and you put the cassette tape in there press play turn on your atari and you play atari games it is the most bizarre thing ever (laughs) because the cart is basically like a ram cart right and it just loads the program into it and you're playing it then off the cassette yeah yeah it's it's Um, bizarre why <laughs> I would imagine because that was the idea, right? You could sell like here, the unit costs as much as a cartridge, but the cassettes can be so cheap. You can have all these new games, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, at the time, I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea, right? Cassettes <laughs> are cheap, much cheaper than a game to produce. I could do that. Yeah, but then we get then we get twist ended by, oh, yeah, they were much cheaper back then. Oh, but now <laughs> more expensive than than cartridges because they didn't sell many, you know. So. But uh, I, yeah. I have almost a complete set. Uh, so, boxed. Ooh, cardboard. Man, uh, cardboard stinks. Can't play cardboard. Um, okay, so tell me, have you played any of those? Uh, I have not had a chance to play any of them yet, no. I've, you know, watched several videos, but uh, I'm just putting together my collection right now, and I actually am going to have to find a tape deck. Imagine that. <laughs> my understanding is that you can take the like audio files and like put it on your phone and jack that in and play it like off your phone. Have you thought about that so you don't have to take them out of the box or something? No, never thought about that. Cuz from what I understand if you as long as you have like the recording that's all you need is just to jack that into the thing. Yeah. Probably so. I'll probably I'll probably do it old style though, you know. I want, I want that I want that feel, man. You know, I can't be using my you cell wanna, phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. One thing that that was man really odd. Um, another one I wanted to bring up because I had this and I still have it from my childhood. But you recently, I think, put down this the video game brain, right? Mm, yes, yes. I recently acquired one of those boxed. <laughs> I think we mentioned it on another show, but. Remind folks what the video game brain is. Well, essentially, it was a brilliant idea in order to help parents um, not find and vacuum up Atari carts on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) As it is advertised on the outside of the box, it was keep your room cleaner. Um, But what it was... So wait, there are there are there were vacuums in the seventies that could (laughs) swallow Atari cartridges. Absolutely. But uh, it, it's uh, sort of like a block, and there are, I think, six slots, five or six slots, where you can put the carts in, and then you can just, it, you know, you can just select what cart you want to play, so you don't have to, you know, do the, the whole tiresome thing of pulling carts out and putting new ones <laughs> in, you know? <laughs> it's so laborious. Right, right. <laughs> 
Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, so it's just like this weird, funky little black and wood grain thing that you stick a bunch of cards into, and you just have like this push-button selector, right? I had gotten one of those, and why? I don't know. Maybe my parents bought that whole, well, I'll keep his room clean. (laughs) (laughs) My parents got me one of these things, and, oh, gosh, how terrible. I don't know if it even still works anymore, but. Very, but it must be that same idea. I mean, does I wonder, does it actually funnel just the connectors through, or is there like a RAM cart at the end that it actually loads the stuff into? I don't know. I have no idea. It looks good on my shelf. (laughs) (laughs) You got to play with this stuff, man. Come on. Kind of like the reason I want the X band. There you go. Speaking of X band, from what I understand, there was a device where you could. Like download games for the twenty six hundred. Not that I was no, aware. No, not I. No, I am. I have to find out some more information. I fa- thought, Rich, if anybody had heard about this, you had. You you mean it was like an official thing that you could dump your carts onto? No, it'd be it would be like you would um like through like a phone line like download games into this cart that you could play. Oh, like a service. Yeah. Hmm. I am man. I got to find out some more about that. Yeah, but uh, I haven't heard about that. But that, I, I would not be surprised at all. I mean, they were trying all kinds of crazy stuff back then. Um, and then, and then, I, I, like just an honorable mention yeah, yeah. to like the the useful and good accessory that I came across at a uh, uh, like a flea market. Um, I forget what it was called or who makes it, but you throw like a half dozen carts in it, and then it's like a just a cart selector. So you plug this kind of like you know output like into your uh, your system. So that that's a uh, I actually really liked it. The guy, uh, uh, he had like two or three of them. And I was considering, could I like find a way to hack these together and daisy chain them like all into <laughs> one system? But I just bought one of them. That's interesting. I don't know. I, I know the game brain, but I didn't, I, I'm not familiar with that one. But yeah. same sort of ideas, I suppose, going on. So yeah. does anyone have like a, other than the standard, does anyone have like a favorite controller? Oh, yeah. I, I do. And there were some really good ones. Yeah. I've got a favorite. I do too. So go, all right, Rich. What what do you say? Uh, the 500 XJ Epics. Oh, I've got that for the NES. Oh, it's so great. I mean, it's so clicky. Yeah, it's real <laughs> clicky. It, it like you know, you know, just it hits all the angles just perfectly. Um, it, it's just so much tighter than the original joystick, you know. But I, I still love the original. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. But. Uh, but that uh, that epics is uh, it, it's great. So does the Atari version have Turbo Fire? Uh, no, no. no. The one no. I have does not have Turbo Fire. Oh no. But but I do have a Turbo Fire accessory that I can plug into my controller port. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just does Turbo. That's yeah. It? It's just a little like it's like a small rectangle that plugs right to my port, and then you plug in your joystick behind it, and it does rapid fire. Wow! Yeah, it's an after. It's a future. Yeah, it's well. I I think these are kind of hack things that people you know were doing for a while. I don't think they were ever licensed or you know ever really sold in stores. Right, and sometimes that could work against you because on some of those old twenty six hundred games, there would be games where you would only allowed to have one shot on the screen at a time. Right, right. right. So it, it made absolutely no sense to have something like that. <laughs> it would it would really just mess you up. You know. Yeah. Bill, what about you? Um, I was—I've got a few. Um, so the one that Rich uh, just mentioned, 
I didn't know that it was called what it was called. So as he was speaking, I did a quick image search and I was like, oh, that's the one that I was going to describe this red thing with like a contour grip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, I can tell you my least favorite Atari 2600 controller is the official Atari 2600 controller. Really? Um, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I can't, I can't play with like, and it might just be the ergonomics of it, but I can't. There are no ergonomics. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I should say the lack of ergonomics (laughs) of the thing. Like no matter what game I'm playing, my hand hurts like hurts like three minutes into any game that I'm playing, especially asteroids where like, I'm constantly, you know, like firing at, uh, uh, you know, asteroids and stuff. But like, I just found was like, wow. Like after like, I'd play like one game or like die. I was like, my hand is like cramping almost. So like having like something that like fits in my hand better. And also that like, I'm not fighting with like the buttons or the stick, like, and maybe I just have like really bad, uh, uh 2600 sticks, um, I never really got into the controller. I almost can't play with it. I don't think any of them are great because they're the ones that are like you have to really like push on those things to make them yeah. go. You just you just yeah. need to train yeah. more, Bill. That's all. That's yeah. all it is. Man. Yeah, <laughs> train more. And then and and then and then for I'll I'll cheat once in a while and I'll 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 use a Genesis controller. Yeah, I um, I'm right there with you. The um, the one I would probably ring up is, um, I think Richie had mentioned before, like Wiko, right? Uh, Wiko made a lot of great accessories back then. And I like the um, like the Wiko bat style joystick. Uh, I, I like the one with the ball a little better because I like, the, I like the, the trigger on the top, that option. I think that's kind of nice. Mm. But of course, the, the bat, bat has, bat it, has too. it too. Yeah, yeah. It just, I don't know. It's more of a joystick feel, I guess, you know, than the bat to me, you know, yeah. with the ball on top and everything. But Wiko made some really good sticks. They, they were really good accessories there for a while. And you mentioned that trackball earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great. They had like a, a kind of wide range. And that was the thing back then, too, right? Because for a little while, that Atari controller was kind of just standard that worked on all sorts of stuff, just about. I mean, you had like, you know, like Commodore 64 computer, plug your, you know, your yeah. <laughs> Atari stick right into the side of it. Same thing. Um, and even up to like yeah, like Bill was mentioned, like uh, it's kind of cross compatible with like Master System and Genesis controllers. Yep, same port. Um, and even the pins are the same to the point where you can use the same controllers. I yeah, mean, a lot of people mod out, um, you know, um, a, a lot of those for uh, Vectrix, you know, Genesis controllers and things like that. Same port, you know, with the Vectrix as well. No, oh, well, there you go. I mean, I don't know why that kind of um, thing kind of went away. <laughs> it's always kind of nice. Um, but you know, I, I can understand you can sell more accessories if it's not compatible with everything under the sun, but that, you know, the Wiko ones were always pretty good, but, um, I don't know. Are there any kind of crazy controllers or anything that are out there? I mean, I remember they advertised whatever that mind link thing. Did that ever really come out? I'm, I'm not familiar with that one, actually. The Violink was that thing where it was like basically a band that went around your forehead that supposedly like read your thoughts, but <laughs> really it was I, just I, like I, I demoed that thing and a nobody beats the whiz like when, <laughs> really? when the Virtual Boy was out. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same company, but it was literally a thing where they were like, put this thing on, look at the screen, and think really hard about what you want this ball. To do. It was like a demo, and think really hard about what you want like the the ball to do, and like you know move it up, down, left, right, whatever, and like. I really think it was like just a really elaborate joke. 
And like they had like they have like hidden camera footage <laughs> of everyone staring at screens trying to do this. I tried it for like five minutes and I'm like, well, I guess I'll go back to the Virtual Boy demo that actually like will do things that I tell it to. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's the same thing you're talking about, but there were like products back then that I remember that were like, oh, like you're not gonna have to touch it, you're just gonna think about it, right. it's gonna work. Yeah, that was a thing for a while. People thought like, oh, you just control it with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how they were supposed to work. Electrical impulses or I have no clue. Mm. I just remember that advertisement. I was like, oh, mind link. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the the, la- the lasers that came out of the, uh, was the, the acclaimed double player? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that was real. I, I got think hosed. we had that story before. It was funny. Yeah, I got hosed on that. Ended up with a better controller in the end, so it's okay. Oh man! No one, no one mentioned so, the uh, Superior Kids controller, the big blue block. Do you remember that one? No, I don't know if I, I don't know if I tried that no, one. Tell me about it. It's just this huge um, rectangle with big numbers on it, like round buttons, and it was for the games, the kids' games, like the Sesame Street games, like um, Alpha Beam, Ernie, Oscar's Trash Race, Big Bird's Egg, Egg Catch, um, and they in it, and those games came with overlays, these giant overlays that you would put on that controller, um, and huh. there was no joystick or anything, it was just buttons, and you would move left and right and up and down by pushing the buttons, or, you know, depending on, you know, how the overlay was set up, how the game was played. There was actually a kid's controller. I actually have one. Yeah. Interesting. And then there was um, Star Raiders had that keypad oh, controller, God. right? Yes. <laughs> what's that, what's that <laughs> mean? The, the game just is horrible in itself. It, it didn't need an accessory to be any more horrible. I couldn't ever figure out what on earth I was supposed to do in that game. Did any other games ever use that keypad controller? I don't know. There was there was another type of keypad controller for like brain games and like kind of the numerical games and things like that. Uh, but um, but yeah, I, I don't remember that controller being used for anything else. I don't either. You always find them everywhere. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. They were just like did did everybody was just like Star Raiders? It sounds like Star Wars. Go buy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> And you played it for five seconds. You're like, I what on earth? I just no clue. What do I yeah, do? Congratulations, you just wasted all of your allowance. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the minute you're like, for half a second, you're like, I'm flying around in a spaceship. I can shoot. And then you go, uh, I don't see anything to shoot. What do I do? <laughs> you know? I don't know. About as disappointed as I was when I played Star Voyager from the NES when I first got it. But okay, so let's talk about collectability and uh collectibles so rich can you tell us about some things to watch out for or what kind of stuff is collectible for the 2600 you know um i I guess more the systems and more the rare games are probably what's most collectible um stuff's a lot harder to find now i think as we probably mentioned toward the beginning um but um you know um when i when i think of certain games i think of like certain companies um I had done an, an article on the front page at one point about uh, wizard carts, you know, like Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those are kind of fairly collectible on their own because being, you know, um, you know, just video games based on horror films, you know, that was just, you know, something pretty unbelievable, you know, for the time. Um, 
you know, there's there's certain other games that uh, you know people should kind of be on the look for, uh, look out for. There was a an Apollo game, um, and it's now known as Shark Attack. Do you, are you guys familiar with uh, Lockjaw? I've yes. heard of this, but I don't really know much about it. Okay, Lockjaw was the original title given to the game Shark Attack, and they released several carts. Well, as you can imagine, the people uh, who did Jaws weren't very happy about uh, the title, and so it was pulled. Um, and so there are, you know, very few out there, but uh, that's, you know, if people come across that, that is certainly uh, um, a fairly collectible one. Um Another one would be Atlantis too, um, and I don't know. Have we, have we, we've talked about that, haven't we? Just kind of been you. In you kind of explained this one to me, but elaborate. Okay, um, Atlantis two was a it was a contest cart. Um, uh, iMagic had a um, uh, basically a contest uh, to um, you know see who the best Atlantis player was. Um, and what they would do is you would fill out a form, you'd send it in, and they would send you the game in the mail. And it was basically the same box and everything, Atlantis, uh, with the with the night scene, and the cart had the night scene on it as well. The Atlantis 2 cart looks exactly like the Atlantis 1 cart, and really the only way to tell is to put the cartridge in and play it. Uh, but what they would do, they would send you a complete in-box game, but it would it would be Atlantis, but it would have like a white sticker on it that said Atlantis too, like just something like you would like. <laughs> it, it was typed at least, you know, and not handwritten, but it was just kind of stuck across the front of the box. Um, really, the only way, like I said, to tell is you have to play the game, um, and um, the original Atlantis counts in hundreds, um, and the um, uh, the numbers have like these little kind of triangular shapes on them. And the Atlantis 2 instead will, um, it'll be a night scene cart. It's always a night scene cart variant. Um, and so it will have, um, the Atlantis 2 will count by more like by ones, um, you know, to keep the scores kind of within reason and, and lower, I guess, for the contest uh, that was going on at the time. But they are they are highly valuable because they were, you know, basically you had to request it. So in that case, you know, there are not many out there. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, you had me. Tr- I tried a bunch of those at the local store. I get popped in. Like, can I play this just for a minute? And it's like, and I'm like, yeah, no, not this one. Can I play that one just for a minute? Yeah, this one doesn't work. Hit reset. <laughs> and they're good guys. They kind of pacified me. But for a minute, I think they were thinking, "What is this old crazy guy doing?" <laughs> <laughs> you have these twenty-something staring at me like this guy's lost it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell them about the podcast. You know. Keep doing it to them. Oh, they, know <laughs> they know, unfortunately. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it was funny because the Atari was also kind of a time for um, kind of branding for products as well. So you've got like Chase the Chuck Wagon, you got like Pepsi Invaders, you know, um, you know, just a, a lot of things that were you know sort of mail in. I think Pepsi Invaders was given to Coke employees, from what I remember reading, <laughs> um, which is which is pretty funny. You know, it's like Space Invaders. Uh, you know, Except pe- you shoot Pepsi, you're shooting right? Pepsi, right, right. And then there was uh, tooth protectors that was, I think, uh, a mail in through like Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's a lot. Brush of your teeth, kids, and play Atari. Exactly. So there was a lot of that going on at the time. Um, I guess some companies to look out for that I would kind of recommend would be um, like Comavid. 
Um, they did like the elongated carts, like Cakewalk, Stronghold, um, and, and a lot of those games are, you know, sort of prized and valuable. Uh, Room of Doom, which I think I did a review of, that's, you know, $25, $30 cart, not too bad, and Cosmic Swarm, Mine of Minos, um, and then um, some other companies are, uh, and uh, uh, the carts I like to collect, Tiger Vision, I think those are really cool carts. Are you guys familiar with those? No, um, there. It's like um, a few of the games are like Jawbreaker, um, and uh, like King Kong, and they're like these really colorful carts. Like they'll be like red or uh, orange or you know like Carolina, you know sky blue, you know that that kind of color. Uh, and all the carts are like different colors, and it's just just they're really pretty, you know. But they're you know, you know they're a little rarer than most of the other carts, so. That's just kind of a few things, I guess. Now, what about these adult games? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think everybody knows the story about how I uh, how I got the adult games. I think I got the <laughs> uh, my yeah. My wife ended up buying them for me. Uh, you know, for my anniversary, uh, the the three Mystique games uh, for my anniversary, which is you know just just pretty funny. But just having them, I mean. Uh, you, would you have friends over and stuff, and you just pop one of those in? I mean, what, do you, what do you say? A bunch of guys that are here are like, "Hey, you want to play some beat 'em and eat 'em?" <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, you have a few beers, and uh, you know, you just kind of pop that in, and uh, you know, people just think it's it's hilarious. You know, you just don't expect that from something that early. You know, <laughs> right? And I mean, the graphics are a little kind of crude, but I'm sure once they see it for a second, they're like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loud and clear. Message received. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Because um, obviously there was the NES ones that were like, too, but um, obviously those were worth a lot more money. So they must have they must have made a lot more of these Mystique games, I'm guessing. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any other kind of odd collectibles that you can think of the, for the system? I mean, is there any, like, accessories that are really sought after or other games that are odd? You know, um, you know, I guess um, the um, the Air Raid that we were talking about, that cart, and uh, also um, Ultra Vision carts like Condor Attack, um, it, it's the carts are like really cool looking and, and awesome and, and fairly rare because they look like a, um, you know, like you would watch like Wiley e. Coyote and then Roadrunner, you know, like yeah. those like TNT, like um, dynamite things that you would the plunger, you know, you would push down. That's what the carts look like. And they have huh. a handle on them like that. So um, those are, those are, you know, you know, very rare games, especially, um, you know, air raid. Uh, but, uh, um, Music Machine is another card that's a um, fairly rare card. Um, uh, I believe it was based on a, a, a record, uh, and it uh, was done by a, a Christian company, but it's a, a sort of like a Kaboom clone, uh, and it's a pretty valuable game. But do you catch Jesus' tears or something? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, uh... <laughs> I'm so sad that you're playing this, my son. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but I'll comment on something you you talked about earlier. Was uh, you talking about the Superman cart? And a lot of people don't know this, but um, the um, Superman cart, the picture label that is with the yellow text, is a fairly rare cart and goes for 
you know, more money than the, uh, you know, typical 2600 Superman cards. So check your collections. Oh, hey, there you go. Right? Might, might be in for a few bucks. All right. Um, I kind of wanted to kind of end with some Q&A. So I know, Bill, you might have come up with a few questions we've not gotten there. And there's a few other ones that I kind of want to hit that maybe are not directly collectible, but just kind of things uh, I'm interested in kind of knowing about the system. So, Bill, you have any of those lingering around? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we hit on several of them during our talks, but uh, one of them um, that we didn't uh, get to in particular um, is uh, uh, if you or, mo- or, you know, if other Atari guys out there uh, think that the Atari price bubble effect might apply to future consoles where and what I'm talking about is uh, how the value, you know, a lot of Atari games were super cheap for a long time. And then as people got a bit older and they started looking back and they really wanted to like, you know, find all those old games, the prices of the games kind of really went up high for a little while. And then once that kind of popularity from that age group died down, a lot of the prices, except the rare ones, kind of dropped back down. A lot of people are kind of waiting for Nintendo right now. They think it's on a bubble. Um, do you think that it has more to do with uh, like the natural you know, kind of a, a life cycle of the pricing of the games? Or do you think that it's just like isolated to Atari, that, like the way the prices moved because of the way the market was? No, I mean, I, I think it's, I think this is really common when, you know, with all game systems. Um, I, I think, you know, we're really seeing a lot of people, and, and I think uh, this is something that Krabby's mentioned in his store. He's having a lot of trouble keeping in 64 games right now. And I, and I think, um, a lot of the reason for that is you've got people who are now able to have um, jobs and expendable cash and able to, you know, buy the things of their childhood. And I think Atari hit that, you know, sometime back. And um, I think that it has, the it, ha- it did hit a bubble. Atari did at one point, and it started to come down, you know, within the last year or two. Um, starting to see some prices drop. I know Chase the Chuck Wagon used to be considered a very uh, rare and expensive game. You know, going for, you know, um, I know, you know, over a hundred bucks uh, at least. And you know, I've seen some sell recently for around fifty. You know, so um, I think, and and that was, you know, more of like a mail-in cart. So, you know, that's a fairly rare game. You know, on its own. So I think it has, um, you know, kind of fall off the bubble but there's still those games out there those just specific games that there are not a lot of that your hardcore collectors are going to go after so let me um bill i like to kind of keep following up on that because we had a uh, kind of a question coming come to us from twitter um we kind of put out there and asked if anybody had questions for the show and this one comes from rip uh rip uh, also is a part of another podcast, the NARC podcast. They do. They also talk about a lot of NES and, and some collecting and whatnot. But it's uh, is um, Twitter handle is at mailbag, so it's mail underscore bag. Um, but it, but uh, Rip asks, uh, do you think the bubble will burst anytime soon for NES? And he's saying that prices are dipping slightly. So um, uh, is this the Atari effect? What do you, I mean? What do you uh, first off, Rich? I mean, kind of following up with that. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I think that, like I said, you know, a, a lot of, I think it goes in cycles. You know, we saw at one point, you know, we saw the explosion of Nintendo, and then we saw the explosion of the Super Nintendo, you know, with prices, which is, they're still very high, and, and in some instances still climb. And now I think we're we're seeing those people entering the market that are at, you know, Nintendo 64 age. So I do think that, you know, uh, 
and and I think you know we all kind of spoke about this. We we do see we we have seen some of the Nintendo stuff kind of start to creep back down a little bit, you know, and and some of the some of the more prized carts kind of moving down just a little, you know. And I, and I think that I think that's going to be the case with everything. I think when when you you know when you kind of get out of school, you know, you've you've got this expendable income. But then later, you know, as life kind of catches up with you, you have kids and things like that and other things you have to put your money to. You put some of that stuff on the back burner again, and then, of course, prices will start to fall, you know. Bill, what do you think? I sure hope so. <laughs> That's a good, the best answer. Uh, <laughs> you too, brother. It, it's, it's um, yeah, I mean, some of us obviously are closer than others. Uh, and I'm I'm the furthest away uh, of of every of anyone who's been on this show I think but uh, or this uh, podcast but um, I I really do think that there are going to be the kind of like what are referred to as like the Grail titles um, that are going to hold their value kind of no matter what like and, and may even raise over time which uh, um, is is tricky for me especially with Spider Man on 32x because of the notoriety the title has. Um, it's going to be hard for that title ever to creep down. Um, but at the same time, like you look at things on the NES with uh, Flintstones and uh, uh, you know some of the other big ones, like even like something that's not quite as crazy to find, but like a Ducktales two cart. I mean, those are those are coming down um, just the last like handful of sales. So um, I, I think that a lot of the 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 tough to find ones are going to hold value no matter what. Same thing on Atari uh, 2600 in particular. Um, but uh, I really do think there's going to be a natural kind of decline, but I, I do think it's going to take a lot longer for that to settle down on the uh, Nintendo, the super, the 64 than it took for the Atari to settle down. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that they'll like, like you guys, like, especially like Richie said, there's like an, There'll be there's an ebb and flow, right? There's a, mm. uh, there's a point where people have disposable income and they're they don't have any response. They have no place to put it. And then once things heat up, you also have people that speculate. I think a little bit, right? Like oh, or mm. do crazy some kind of crazy things. And only when in a really hot market will do things like here. I'll buy up all of these things or a big bunch of them and sit on them to try to drive up the price on things like eBay. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be this. So the flip side that if the prices continue to decline, there's going to be some people that will start panicking and want to get out. And they're going to dump right. stock so they don't lose money. Right. And if people panic and start dumping stock, then prices will plummet. And we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it right? with, my, with my cash in hand. Um, I don't know if people will panic. Um, what I do think, though, is we'll, the NES will probably gradually settle down a bit, quite a bit. I think there's some stuff that's going to fall off. Um, like, like I said, like Bill said, we're seeing it with Flintstones too. There's some of that's due to some other things coming into the market, but again, supply and demand, and maybe maybe that just had too much notoriety. I think honestly, I think it was really kind of like Samson now, right? Samson's price is getting really kind of crazy. It probably doesn't justify it. I don't think. Um, we'll see over the long term. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people get into the hobby, find out about these Grail games, have that income, and just want to grab one of those, like you know, one of those games that ever that's like the eye turner or the, like that everyone's looking at. Like, whoa, 
like he's got one of those because like I, I like I'll I'll notice people on Nintendo Age and RF Gen with like you know uh, like on Nintendo Age with like you know like a feedback score of like zero or one put up like a $1,500 bounty for like a game or something. And it's like, dude, this is like your first Nintendo game. Like calm down for just <laughs> right. a little bit. But, uh, but I do, I do think a lot of people jump into it. Um, they're really excited. They have, you know, the first thousand dollars that they made at their new job. And it's like, all right, I want, I want uh fire and ice. And I want, you know, they just want like all the carts that, uh, you know, snow bros, like all that stuff. Um, and I think that that kind of feeds the market sure. a little bit. And uh, so there, there's, like you said, like there's there's forces going both ways, but uh, I, I do think that we're going to see some uh, some slow settling down. Yeah, um, and as the new hotness is something else, right? So Super Nintendo has yeah. been blowing up, N64 has been blowing up. There will probably be people that want to get out of whatever the old hotness was and get into the new one. So the, oh, it's time to get out yeah. of NES. It's time to beef up more and. It's it's really hard for me to imagine like PlayStation Two being hot <laughs> someday, like, system. man. Someday, I and know, I think, right? I think you're already seeing it with some of the um, the RPGs on PlayStation Two. Some of those sure. are really climbing. Definitely, in price. definitely. I mean, I, I I think that 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 market, like that particular niche of RPG, um, regardless of system, like especially like throughout, you know, like PlayStation, Dreamcast, PS2, like I think those will always have their place. Um, it's just really hard for me to imagine, uh, like, uh, any, any game store saying like, oh, I can't even keep PS2 games in <laughs> stock in this piece. Um, like I understand it for N64. I mean, it was, it was a smaller uh, library. Um, uh, and it was, you know, it was the Nintendo thing that a lot of people, you know, uh, grew up with. So it's like, you know, you go back to all those, all those memories, but, um, I, I hesitate to say shovelware for PS2 cause I don't think it was to that level. But there were 80 billion games on the PS2. Yeah, it's a couple grand, and titles, it's just hard, couple, like two thousand yeah, games or something. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to imagine them being like as hard to keep in stock, you know, as as like you know N64 carts are now. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I think as far as the NES market goes, I expect it to cool. A couple things won't. I mean, your NWCs, your stadium events, those are not those are not going to go down. Right. Um, I think at best you'll probably stay steady but they'll probably slowly climb uh, they're just because those are rare i mean they're legitimately right. Right. rare games all the other titles i mean come on even if you want to try to say that flintstones 2 was a blockbuster exclusive rental there's a whole lot of blockbusters in the u.s yeah totally. so and 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 some of the moderately rare like i don't know how you define like you know i you i'd say moderately rare like ones that you don't see a lot um, but like, you know, you still see once in a while, like, I think those are going to settle as well. Uh, like, like, I think I've only seen one or two schoon, uh, carts ever. Um, but like one of them I saw for like, you know, 15, $20 at like a, a retro game show. So I, I think those ones that are just really tough to find, but not typically ones that are sought after, I think those are going to settle, which in turn, I think, you know, kind of helps everything to settle yeah. as a whole. So. My recommendation, Rip, uh, when you're listening to the show, is sell, sell, sell. Just just sell it all to me <laughs> cheap before the whole market goes crazy, and you'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> I, I, I actually know a couple guys who have sold a lot of their Nintendo stuff, and they're like, well, I really have a feeling that it's yeah. on the way down, so anything that I really want, I'll pick back up in a few years. And, um, and, and Rip, um, whatever you're selling it uh, to Chris for, um, I'll give you a shiny whole quarter more for it. Just to let you know. <laughs> whatever, whatever he's offering, and and 
And as they both will always tell you, since the cardboard's worthless, just send it to me. <laughs> uh, no, I like that. You know, I everybody. I think, I think the big NES people are are nervous right now. I think people are nervous that the value is going to tank and they're going to be left holding the bag. And the thing I've always said forever is, this is not a wise investment strategy. <laughs> Correct. And. Be in it for the long haul. It's it, yeah. It's it's like you don't buy lottery tickets uh, for your retirement right. fund, it, and 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 that's what the, like you know this the I I don't know anyone I don't know anyone who does this thinking okay this is going to be my no, nest egg. Um, everyone's more like yeah. Everyone's more more along the lines of like I love this stuff. It's really fun to collect. It's really fun to play. I'll drop a few bucks into it. I'll sell a few things. I'll try to even out best I can, and I'll have a great time with yeah. it. I mean, your your true collectors are going to be in it. We're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? I'm not. I don't care what the market does. I'm not selling. Um, right. If somebody else cares about that much, then they'll ditch. Which you know, honestly, is great for us that want to collect. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is why, like, I very rarely will drop big money on stuff. And one of the things that I think I, I might be afraid of is like, you know, what if this $200 game, you know, like, what if, like, I have years oh, left yeah. to collect. Like, what if I find this, you know, at a Goodwill in North Carolina on vacation in four years for $10? And it's like, yeah, the argument is always like, well, you can just sell that one, but you just never know what the market's going to be like. So if I'm not in like a hot hurry to pick something up, um, I usually won't like drop like uh you know five hundred bucks yeah, on something. Yeah, the thing is, and it, it's just, and I, I've noticed this with Chris. I mean, it's just it's patience. I mean, we just we have patience, mm. you know, when it yeah. comes to collecting these games, and that's that's how you have to be. You yeah. can't just jump all over it. I mean, you know, in hindsight, you know, Krabby was extremely smart to knock out the top priority games early when the market was down. You know, in hindsight, but yep. now it's 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 a patience game. You know, and mm-hmm. and and I don't mm-hmm. mind that. I don't mind that at all no. because because I I enjoy collecting, and really, it's just been a great experience, like collecting with like you guys. You know, it, it's so mm-hmm. much fun. Like when somebody gets something, you're like, oh, that's so awesome. You know, yeah. just being a part of a, mm-hmm. a great supportive community. You know, and finding these things is, you know, it's invaluable, and it just makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah, just be yeah. If you're a collector, don't sweat it. Don't no. sweat the market. No. Um, if you're a, a reseller, sweat hard. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, if I was in this biz and yeah. Krabby's biz, um, I would it's, sweat. It's kind I of I mean, because it yeah, could be it's, great. It uh, yeah, could be it's bad. A little I don't pull know. your hair out. Yeah, it's it's I'm, I it has to be pulling your hair out constantly. Yeah. It has to be. I mean, there, there's there's a there's an ad on Craigslist that's been on Craigslist for months. And they wanted like seventy five hundred dollars for this this lot of you know like uh, I actually went and looked at it with uh, Chris who runs Retro Games Plus, and uh, we looked at all the stuff and we're like this stuff it's a lot of stuff but like it looks like it's been picked over, like it looks like all common stuff. So then we actually we talked to him a bit more and they're like yeah we bought it from like a couple guys who sold games at flea markets. And we're like oh so they sold all the stuff yeah. people want and now they have like four thousand common yeah. carts and it's uh. It's like so. This thrift, store, this you know, flea market, or sorry, a pawn shop bought this lot from these guys, and it's been on Craigslist like as a whole lot for literally over well, a year and a half. Let me ask you. Oh, go ahead. And sorry. No, no. So I'm just gonna say, like, you know, so these, it's it's a really tough market if you really don't know your stuff to like get in and make money and like you know not sit on product. So, um, 
is there a possibility of making a silent service throne <laughs> out of the amount of game in there? That's that's what I want to know. That would just, be worth the its weight in gold. And just and and just have them uh, like spiked out behind you yeah. as you're sitting. <laughs> well, that's right. That reminds me, uh, oh, the- coin collector at coin collector, but uh, it's, just, it's no O in the end. It's just a coin collector. Uh, tweeted at us earlier that Good Old Games is putting out a a, a silent service one and two. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw your your response your response back. It was. Uh, we, it looks like we we stirred up enough interest. It's almost like when Conan O'Brien like talked about Dirty Dancing so much that it got it like released back in theaters, <laughs> and they're like, we didn't mean to do this. It's just like it was just a joke, but now it's yeah. real. So yeah, I clicked on that, and uh, it's so Silent Service One and Two. It's six bucks. You can it's uh, uh, DRM free, Windows XP, Vista Seven Eight, Mac OS, and the best part is there's 39 reviews from Good Old Games users. Solid five stars out of Here, five. Here's my recommendation. Take that six bucks, go buy six NES silent service cards, and start your small collection for your throne. Yeah. And and sextuple your money <laughs> right away. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we'll move back um, to 2600 stuff again, because I wanted to, I had another question, and Bill, you might have some more, too. Was silent service on the <laughs> yeah, 2600? No, wish. Well, then what are we even talking about it for? <laughs> okay. So... Is it my understanding that Pitfall 2, which I am still looking for that stupid game. Oh, I... You mean the Mayan Adventure no, on 32X? No, I mean Pitfall 2 on Dude, the 2600. I, I oh, one. Okay. I've got one local. Oh, okay. Maybe we talk off air if it's not yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. price. <laughs> All right. Um, it's my understanding that that game had an additional sound chip built into it to play the music. Is that... Do you know if that's true? And B, was there any other games that did that? I I am not sure about that um, at all. Um, I, I I was doing some reading today about some Famicom cards that had extra chips in them, but oh, but yeah. no. no, we'll talk Famicom someday. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, yeah, we'll save that. But but no, I, I wasn't aware that um, there were any cards with extra chips in them. I, w- I wouldn't play, be surprised. And you play Pitfall too, right? Yes. And you know it plays that really com- like complex music. Yeah. With like a drum line and the whole thing, so I mean, I'll I'm curious. I supposedly if it's one, not true, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, supposedly one of the first games to ever have like an, an ending. You know, um, something we didn't kind of discuss in our discussion was, you know, growing up for me was we played for points. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. We didn't play to complete a game that that didn't exist. You know, we wrote things down in a notebook. You know, so. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the I believe one of the few games that actually had an, an ending on the Atari. You mean like an ending screen? I think so. That that's oh. that, that's because I think I've you read. can beat the first pitfall, right? But it just stops. I'm not I'm not sure. I've I've never done that well in that game. I, I never got that far either. I think you can kind of beat that, but I mean that's like, or like Superman, you can beat that. But those games would always just as soon as you won, it would just like the stop. Yeah. So kill, I'd be kill curious screen. to see if that has like a has like a finishing like a a finishing screen or something. Um, really, really want to play that one. But um, okay, I was just curious if there if you knew anything about that. But uh, Bill, you have any other questions? Oh, on the uh, uh, yeah, on my small list of questions, um, it was uh, more like a general question. But uh, uh, like as an Atari guy, do you what do you feel like were the main differences? 
about the era of the 2600 compared with other generations? And uh, uh, is is the reason you're a collector based mainly out of nostalgia, or do you really think the games are superior? I well, you know, I I definitely think that the 2600 is <laughs> is a far superior system. You know, it, in terms of comparing it to the 5200. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, just just in terms of control, you know, just playability and and that sort of thing. Um, you know, graphically, yeah, the 5200, you know, a little better graphically, but not not far enough where I would say it would outweigh uh, the class of games that would be on the 2600. Um, um, the um, the 7800, though, I mean, you know, clearly um, was a was a great system. You know, out around the same time as the uh, Nintendo. Wait, wait. Did you just say the seventy eight hundred was a great system? <laughs> I think so. I think it's got some oh, great okay. games. Okay, this on. is this is not the seventy eight hundred show, but maybe someday. <laughs> well, I, well, you you're you're asking me to compare it, so uh, the the other the other systems, but uh, you know, um, you've played Double Dragon on seventy eight hundred, right? Yes, yes. Okay. There there there's some there's some bad games on that, and and <laughs> as well, you know, and and having such a limited library too also kind of hurts the seventy eight hundred. Uh, graphically, right. it's or maybe helps it to a merciful death. <laughs> right. Well, that too. But uh, you know, there there's some decent games on there. Robotron's on there. It's a that's a good game. A food fight's a decent game. Uh, but I, I think you know what the twenty six hundred has that the other two don't is just the the volume of library. You know, um, I, I think the library um, and even the simplicity. You know, the one button simplicity. You know, um, just just really helps. You know, um, that that's just my opinion, and you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that don't agree. But you know, um, nostalgia. I you know, I would be lying if I didn't say that nostalgia was a, a huge driving factor. You know, in that. Now I've got a question. Why? Because from my understanding, you don't have any 2600 homebrew carts, right? Yeah, that's Why right. Why no? Because you've written about Vectrex homebrew. Why no 2600 homebrew? Well, you know, with the Vectrex, the library is so limited. There are very few Vectrex games. And when you own a system like that, that is just so uh, special, you know, you do start wanting to search for more. You know, and there's some great homebrews out there. With Atari, it's been more of a, um, let, let me, you know, let me get my collection going first, and then I'll start looking into homebrews. Um, there, there are a few out there that I'm definitely interested in. Um, uh, Ladybug is, is one that I would love to have. I just have really fond memories of that game. I do have that on my ColecoVision, but, you know, to have it on the 2600 would be, uh, would be neat. Um, and, um, there's a, there's a new game coming out on Atari Age, uh, I think called, like, Frosty 2, that looks just amazing. But, uh, you know, things like, the, the things that I, you know, to me, I don't care for like remakes of like um, more modern games like Halo and stuff like that. I know that was a pretty popular cart that came out, but for me, you know, I, I don't know that I have any interest. I, I still want it to have that old feel, you know. I still like the games to have that old feel and to, you know, try to use a lot of the, um, you know, components and uh, memory that the original system, you know, used. Sure, sure. Um I'd be curious if you get to that point and you start checking them out and maybe do some write-ups or something or, or talk to us about those. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, that's 
trying to take 10 years worth of console and compress it into, you know, even just a few hours is pretty tough. And that's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. And I'm sure we could probably, you know, don't get me wrong, we could probably go through a lot of things um, in depth. Um, like, man, I just remember the jingle, like, have you played Atari today? Do you remember that? <laughs> I'd never heard that. Rich, you remember those commercials? <laughs> uh, somewhat, yeah. In the back of my mind somewhere, yeah. Yeah, they had that little jingle, have you played Atari today? Anyway, um, I think we could spend a lot of time on it, but um, I think what I would like to know, you know, is you folks are listening to this, you know, are you, um, do you like the 2600? Are you into that? Is it something that maybe you're a little younger and you're not familiar with it and it sounds intriguing to you or, or why? You know, I would like to kind of hear everybody's thoughts on the system, what you like, what you don't, maybe some hidden gems that are out there for playing and, um, I'm sure uh, we'll be kind of interested to hear everybody's thoughts, so make sure you let us know about that. All right, so, man, uh, this month we've got some pretty... Pretty nice stuff. I mean, not quite as much. We've thankfully not gone as long <laughs> this time around uh, than the gap last time, which is good. And uh, it's going to keep it hopefully a little bit more concise. But it uh, looks like up front we've got uh, Ryudo. So, uh, Bill, it looks like you get a couple things. What, uh, what did Ryudo get? Yeah, I picked up uh, a Wii U console. So uh, one of the uh, 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 DuckTales uh, remaster, um, which I'm also playing right now. I'm enjoying it very really? much. Yes. Really? Um, I'm playing. I know you guys are going to turn your noses up at me. I'm playing it on Steam. Ew. I know. <laughs> Digital. <laughs> yeah, it was three. It was three dollars. I'll get a physical copy later. So, um, yeah, I'm playing Ducktales on Steam, and uh, it's it is really good. I think we've talked about this off air. Um, but uh, the way they've incorporated the original music, because that was like one of the things that I love so much about the original game, right? Um, and the way they've kept the music, like you know. Even if they like modernized, uh, you know, how it sounds, it still has that old feel to it, which, uh, is really cool. My only like weird complaint about it so far, it's really, really cutscene y. I heard that. And I feel like they just really, yeah, yeah. And you can't skip them. And, and it's not even like things are happening. It's like all the characters are static on the screen. And then like Scrooge, his like mouth will be flapping and then he's talking for like a minute. <laughs> and then it'll, it'll go to Ducksworth, and he responds. Then it goes to Huey, Dewey, Louie, and like, but like, it's not even like between levels. It's like every other screen, uh... and and like in the middle of a level, it'll stop. And then it's like, what are we doing here? Oh, we're trying to find this coin. And it's like, oh, just let me play the game. <laughs> other, like there needs uh, to be an express version or yeah. something, right? Other than that, I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, there is. There's a there's a great there's a one great version that doesn't have the cutscenes in it. You know? Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's the what they call that the. The Nintendo Nintendo en- Entertainment, Entertainment System, I believe that. Stat- status? What was yeah, the S4? Like Rich, you may have played uh, that yeah, one, I maybe. I think I have. I've played it a few times. <laughs> I, I'm actually so, yeah. you know, I'm actually with the Wii U. That's one of the titles I'm I'm really looking forward to playing once I acquire one t- now, 10 oh, years wait, down the road. Wait a minute. <laughs> you realize a Wii U is like a modern console, right? Uh, like I said, uh, 10 years it- down the road. <laughs> At a flea market. <laughs> We should we shouldn't be saying this on Ryudo's scores because we know how he feels about Nintendo. So why don't we just say that it's great and that it's as good as anything that's else that's out on the market? And uh, I think it was Zag 
maybe who said that uh, this is the only uh, console that you should be playing it on since the original shipped on a Nintendo console. Yeah, sure. Okay. Hey, I, and uh, up next. I, I think Zach said <laughs> that. Uh, so Ryuto also picked up uh, Tekken. I don't believe yeah. it was for the Wii U, though. No, no probably not. Uh, you guys play much Tekken? I played Tekken 3 to death, and then I played Tekken Tag Tournament in arcades for a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just kind of had like a Tekken 3 phase. I think I played the uh, Tekken on the PlayStation Tekken? when it came out, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not much of a fighter game guy, so... Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it, though, from what I remember. I just, the whole idea of, like, two like two are the arms and two buttons are, like, the legs, and that just never set right in my brain. I just couldn't, I'm just used to, like, oh, punch, kick, you know, block. Right. I it, just, it's, uh, I, when I saw that that was the controls, I didn't feel great about it, but, you know, oddly enough, it actually came very naturally to me. Uh, to me, it, it wasn't more about, like, knowing that a certain button is mapped to a certain appendage so much as, like, once I started learning combos, like, you know, Tor Tor and one of the kick buttons, and there was a low version and a high version. And I was like, oh, okay. So, like, it's – even though one was one leg and one was the other, like, for – like what's his name? Like, Huarang, uh, like the the, <laughs> tai, the Taekwondo dude. Um, typically, one of his legs was low kicks and one was high kicks. So, even though it was left and right, it kind of split it up that way. But uh, – but yeah, I uh, same thing, Rich. Uh, I'm not a fighter game dude. Um, like I enjoy some Street Fighter, some Mortal Kombat, some Tekken, but I would not call myself a fighter guy. Yeah, yeah. One thing I liked about Tekken, I, I really liked the grabs. You know. Yes. The, I, I was and thought they had, did a great job with that. Yeah, because it was just like the two button combo, right? right. And uh, Soul Calibur, which is another Namco game, same thing. Mm-hmm. And the soul still burns. <laughs> Best announcer in a fighting game ever. Yeah, that's that pretty good. Sophitia. <laughs> How about that? You, you guys ever change the language? Because uh, Soul Calibur, no. I, you have to change the language to Japanese. I can't take anyone seriously. Really? Yeah. Because, no, like, I love that. And the soul still burns. No, no, no. That guy, yes. But then I want the uh, like the fighters. Because like when, oh. when, it, when it goes to like Cervantes, instead of being like, "I am the captain of a pirate ship and I'm going to kill you," it, <laughs> it turns into like you know, and it was like, "Oh, that sounds way more menacing than That's the a English direct version. quote." <laughs> <laughs> now uh, up next, boy, you know, uh, I will say that um, Rich, welcome to the show. You're about to get your initiation here. The next game is the Wonderful Ten. Ten. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who wrote these scores. Uh, Rich, well, I believe but, that was uh, Rich. I, I think that I've not played the Wonderful Ten. Ten. <laughs> I think that was uh, just a note that I had for myself to hey look this up, you know, and check it out, <laughs> which I did make, not. Make, make sure it sounds like I know what this game's about if I have to talk about it. <laughs> but you've heard the show before. I'm like. Uh, hotelier, hotelius. Does anyone usually, know? Usually, this Bill is? is the one that is the typo king. So uh, we'll 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 see. <laughs> I've already see a few more. Nothing take waiting. nothing takes down Rogue Aquadron. That's still my favorite. <laughs> no, that is that one was pretty good. So I don't. I, I'm I'm not familiar with Wonderful Ten either. <laughs> hey hey, you guys get off easy, okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> If Krabby was here, I'm sure he could tell us all about the Wonderful Ten. Yeah, but, uh, because it was probably an Atlas game. No, it was Nintendo, <laughs> but he's a big Wii U guy. So yeah. We, we big miss you, Krabs. Big, uh, big, sorry, big, you big fan of the Wii U? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, gosh. 
And then lastly, boy, this is a good one, man. Act yes, Razor. this game's great. Yeah, much better than the second one, I think, right? I've only actually replayed the first. I've heard the second one's not great. Just different. Really different. But I think Yuzo Kishiro did uh, the music in Act Razor, so that's fantastic. Those Streets of Rage, Revenge of Shinobi lovers out there. Oh, man, Shinobi, Shinobi music always got me. Yeah, good stuff. But uh, you guys have that one? Act Razor? I have Act Razor, yes. I do not. I've picked it up a few times, and I think I've I've sold it. Uh, just just never just sat down and played it, but I just you know always knew it had pretty good resale value. So I've had one and two yeah. several times. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I've not held on to a card of that. Maybe I should at some point in time. But yeah, uh, same but it's a good one. Same here. Played it. Yeah, I don't know if the value's changed a whole lot over the last few years, but I feel like it's one that I see like you know on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, yeah. I think it sold pretty well. So yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think it's really rare or anything. No. But yeah. you know, Super Nintendo's heating up in the market. Absolutely. So definitely, sure definitely. It's doing well. And then up next, we have the mighty Power Glove Master himself, <laughs> Mr. Red McKnight. Yup. Yep. And and uh, uh, I, again, we've we've mentioned before. I I'm just just getting into having some Skylanders in my life. Um, I still can't identify any of them, so I don't know. Uh, uh, you know which one of these are awesome or not, but uh, um, Red got uh, a whole truckload of loose Skylander figures, which is exactly. Well, I didn't get a whole truckload. I got like a dozen. But uh, I'm on the loose Skylander uh, kick as well. Richard, kids play Skylanders or anything like no, that? No, my kids are way too young for uh, you know uh, mini video games. They they play some. My daughter plays a little uh, Super Mario Brothers. She's she's five and and some Barbie, and she does enjoy watching me play Little Mermaid. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you hand her a controller so she thinks she's in uh, controlling? Uh, yeah, we do that sometimes, but you know, oftentimes I let her play. We've uh, we've had some good jaunts on the old power pad, though. It's been a lot of fun for us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, well, I, I was surprised when I started playing Skylanders at the quality of the voice acting. I don't know if you guys have played it yet, but uh, I, I was I was extremely pleasantly surprised to hear the voice of David Putty as one of the main characters. Really? Yeah, and he talks a lot, and it's amazing. <laughs> that's that's great. I was, I didn't. Uh... I didn't know he was a part of that. But. Yeah, there's like a good like half dozen like you know regular characters, and they all have really cool, distinct voices and like little you know animated personalities. And uh, Putty's like the like the pilot of this like hot air balloon at the beginning of the game, and just uh, he's it's just a great voice no matter what's going on. So I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. I had to I had to pull myself away from it. I was like, uh, I don't want to be playing Skylanders alone. In my basement without a kids. A little bit of a man crush there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Bro, well, bromance. Yeah, but I, I don't want to cheat on uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant, because so, Justified <laughs> was coming on, and that's my other one. Okay, there you go. Uh, it's kind of like Krabby and Brad Pitt, right? Uh, yeah, everyone can have their Krabby-Brad Pitt relationship. I don't know. Rich, you got any bromances going on there? Uh, maybe just uh, Jay Cutler. Since I'm a big Chicago Bears fan, but that's Jay Cutler, oh, yeah. mm, the Incredible Sulk. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. huh, that's that's interesting. Man's got an arm. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, there you and go. a nice frame. And, uh, and speaking <laughs> of um, gruff men with a job to do, up next we've got Shinmu too for wow. the Xbox, right? Segway Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shin. Now is now uh, I it was Shin Shinmu. 
If you say so. Yeah. Uh, Shenmue 2. Um, now, this was the original Xbox One, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yes. Now, With the DVD. Right. And uh, uh, I don't know if you guys were as into the original Shenmue as I was. Oh, yeah. But they promised lots of games. <laughs> And I'm still waiting. Yes. For, yes. You'll for never any... find out what happens to Dan Lee or, I don't or think whatever so. the guy's name is. Yeah. Uh, oh. I actually, I, I played the hell out of Shenmue 1, and I actually trained in Virtua Fighter so that it'd be better at the fighting portions of it. <laughs> uh, it helped a little bit, but I'm still not good at Virtua Fighter style uh, fighting. I never finished Shenmue 2, actually. I uh, My buddy would give me crap every time I play that game because I would like... Um, I would be like so cheap in the game, like to save money. I wouldn't use a payphone. I would like run back to my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, "You're such a cheap piece." Of... I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry." That's awesome. Like, you know, okay. I was like, "I'm not paying for the call." What are you talking about? <laughs> call people. Is there an option to call someone collect in that game? <laughs> no, there should be. Uh, but he got uh, a couple more Xbox games, right? So uh, what else? What else he pull down? Uh, after uh, Sh- so it was uh, uh, the Xbox lot. So besides Shenmue two, um, and this is one that I'm surprised you haven't played, Duke. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Black, because you're a Ninja Gaiden dude. I'm right? a sucker for the old eight bit. All right, I, yeah, that's games, true. That's true. This this ain't no side scrolling. Uh, these Ninja Gaiden new newfangled 3D controls <laughs> just uh, and Pac Man video games. They wreck yeah. me. And uh, and Far Cry Instincts, which uh, uh, I don't mind telling you is. Probably the worst Far Cry. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could top three in Blood Dragon. Man, three, two, three, and Blood Dragon are all phenomenal. One's not a bad game. Uh, Instincts, I think, was was. I really hate throwing the term cash grab around because I don't really think that happens as much as people complain that it does. But this kind of smells like that to me because it just was. It just felt thrown together. Oh yeah. Well, at least uh, at least they learned their lesson, right? Right. That's the good news. Well, good, and we got oh, Zag Norch up front uh, here. He, well, he always comes up with some great. Yeah, things. he had so, a great. Um, he had man, a great. Rich, um, what did he? Few weeks. I mean, just pulling what, what great things. Yeah. Uh, King of the thrifts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miracle piano complete for th- oh! thirty nine ninety nine. So wrong. So wrong. <laughs> That's awesome on many levels. It's, Still looking it's... for a foot pedal. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I can make the cables if you need to connect it to your system. Uh, very reasonable. Just let me know. There you go. We'll trade for box or something. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you have a manual? Yeah, I think we can make this happen. I've got that big old fat book. Yeah. <laughs> for a miracle. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, so what else did he get? Uh, I picked up a complete inbox, uh, Mario and Luigi, Partners in Time. I haven't now, played that, that one. The, I think it's DS, right? Is it the DS or the 3DS? Uh I think that one was DS, if I'm I not can't mistaken. Keep track. Yeah, I've I think I think that one was is a little bit. Old. It's supposed to be a really good game, but I think that's regular DS. Oh well, I still six bucks. You know, what are you going to complain about, right? Absolutely. And then, uh, boy, what this next one? Oi, man. Yeah. Now, I don't think these are. Te- I mean, like any complete in box system is awesome. I don't think this system itself is particularly uncommon. But the price for a complete system, for a complete platinum uh, GameCube, for $16. Yeah. I mean, you know, sure, lose system, yeah, but nice, complete in box. 
<sighs> you know, so totally. what? Uh, last time it was what the Dreamcast, and now this time it's this, it's the GameCube, and it's, it's what he does. Uh, apparently, I'm... people in the California, like the Southern California area, just have like complete systems to throw in the garbage. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Uh, and the thrifting doesn't end there, right? Keeps what? on going. So, uh, uh, Grandia Two. Uh, I think it was too. just the soundtrack CD, right? Not the game, right? And then uh, uh, this one, uh, too bad, uh, uh, Krabby's already beyond the the numbered Mega Man's into the X's, but he got a Mega Man Eight Anniversary Edition for two doll hairs. Yeah, like the PlayStation one, not that bad, um, you know, which I think was be pulled down. But uh, I would love to pick up, you know, a Saturn yep. at some point in time. But hey. And up next, man, this one again. I don't have this one. <laughs> Me neither. I don't have either version of this game. I'd love to get this game again. I got the DC, but uh, yeah. So uh, you'd like to, you'd like to not you'd like to actually be surprised when a battle happens. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. if you want to be surprised when a random battle occurs in Skies of Arcadia, the Dreamcast uh, uh, GD ROM drive isn't going to help you. <laughs> Not unless you encase it like in six feet of lead or something. Or, or have it have it in another room and like, you know, <laughs> put the cables like through the wall. Like that might be the only other way. Right, right. Yeah, but he got the Legends version for GameCube for four dollars. Yep. Yep. How Good do, deal. How does this one hold up to the original? I would tell you if I had <laughs> <Okay>. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kinda, beautiful. It's, I've seen it, the pics. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't that a little bit like asking how Twin Snakes holds up to MGS? Oh, now wait, now <laughs> I've got I've got Twin Snakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like it. Uh, maybe not quite as good. I'd rather play the original or the Bleem version. Yeah, play the Bleem one, but it's not bad. It's just not quite what it should be. All right. And then, uh, boy, kind of bringing it out. I think we've. Maybe see a couple of these through here. I remember yeah, seeing I a few at the I time. Didn't, I didn't. I don't remember Zag being a homebrew guy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know either. But maybe he says, "Oh, I'll sock this away and make some money." Maybe there he's just go. a connoisseur uh, of sexy covers. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, that's baby. Probably it. He just likes things that light up. <laughs> Every year, Rich, you any any of these? What's that? Any of the eight you bit Christmas? Do you no, have any? No. Yeah, I, I'm not much of a homebrew guy. I've I've got maybe uh, maybe. You know, maybe four or five games, but they're mainly English translation games, you know, from Japanese, like Sweet Home and uh, uh, Mother. So, yeah, that's about it. What's the matter, you, you know, huh? I've got Rika, <laughs> too. So. I've actually got a few that are on my radar. Uh, I played one, uh, a homebrew, at a, uh, a like a kind of gamer get-together event a few, like maybe like six months ago, mm-hmm. um, called Virus Cleaner. Yeah! And I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I think it's Sly Dog. Yeah, games, and I uh, I, I, it was the guy, I forget the guy's name, and I'm sorry if he's listening, but he runs NES City. So NES-City.com. He does like uh-huh. repro boxes and manuals and like labels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see, um, uh, I see his post a lot. Yeah, because he brought it to this event, uh, like pretty much to kind of show like you know, this virus cleaner box that he made. And I'm like, can we play that game? Like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then we played it, and it's really good. So maybe i got to start paying attention to homebrews more often. But Zag uh, was able to snag one of the 8-bit Christmas uh, 2013 carts before they were done. Yeah, very good. Um, it's, uh, it's a yearly tradition these days. And, uh, and it's not – uh, it's, it's, it's reasonable. Yeah, and it's fun. I mean, it lights up. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> want a Nintendo game that lights up? I don't know anyone who doesn't want that. 
Exactly, exactly. Um, and then, boy, a couple other cheapies coming up, yep. right? So, uh, Rich, what else did you uh, get? Legend of Zelda Four Swords and uh, Mario Party Four for a dollar ninety nine each. Which is amazing. I would have done the same thing. It's good yeah. resale value on those games. So, yeah, D- definitely. Uh, anything, and you can anything, do like, uh, anything. Four Swords. Was... You can do the crazy GameCube link cable yep. GBA thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oof. I tell you what. This next one, though, I got no clue. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I, no idea what these next two are. Um, who's going with the pronunciation game? No way. Just calling it Japanese English Dictionary and Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Kanji Sonomama DS Rakubiki Jiten DS game. I can't decide that. if you were just trying to be authentic to the language or racist. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm not trying to be. I'm trying. Okay. I'm just good. not good. Then, I'm, I'm, I don't then, then I'll allow it. So, um, but yeah, like Rich said, that is apparently a Japanese to English uh, dictionary and trainer for, I'm assuming, the DS. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Since, um, oh, yeah, it says DS game. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, and honestly, like if the same thing, like there's very few things, I shouldn't say that. Uh, this is one of the things that Zag has picked up at a thrift store that I would have also definitely picked up. Yeah, well, him being on the West Coast, I'm sure he probably runs across a few more of these things. Oh, yeah, than, yeah than a, lot would, of, but... a lot of shipping containers uh, hit on that coast. Right. Sure. And, uh, boy, then he got a couple cheap Super Nintendo mm-hmm. cards, right? Yep. Yoshi's Island. Wise. Gaia. No, no! What? <laughs> it's, not, it's not wise. It's okay. I learned this from my stay here as well. And I don't know if we told the story on the air, so... The, when I had a master system when I was younger, I got it and a whole bunch of loose games. And there was a game in there that was a Y, then an apostrophe, and <laughs> yeah. then S, which yeah. made it sound like possessive. Okay, so this is something that belongs to Y. Like, this is Y's. And then Duke explained to me, there's not supposed to be an apostrophe. It's pronounced E's. E's. Oh, okay. I, I, I learned that very recently from the same screaming uh, in <laughs> Indianian. <laughs> What do you call yourselves? Uh, Hoosiers. Oh, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Okay. I like Indianian. It sounds way That's cleaner. It's cooler, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, so... Indians. There you so, go. Now, where was the, was the first E's? Uh, was it Master System? Um, oh, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, originally over there was like a, a game, I like PC-88 computer okay. game. But uh, yeah, I think the first time it came you mean, over here... You mean the robot from Knights of the Old Republic? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. PC-88 was... Uh, <laughs> or no, that was, was, that I, was that IG-88? No, I don't, I can't I don't remember. remember. I just remember the, the uh, assassin droid because he was hilarious. Mm. All right, and so... Then, so, uh, e- so besides e- Yoshi's Island and East, <laughs> what else did he get? Uh, it's Gaia, right? Pronounced Gaia. Now, now I'm yeah, just gonna have to let, check all my pronunciation. You should, you should ask her. Is it is it Mario? Mario? <laughs> Lu, Luigi? I'm saying it's it's Legend of Gaia or something like that. Though, uh, isn't Super it? Mario I, I believe. Kart. Yeah, but yeah, but the word Gaia is like the biggest thing on the front, and then yeah. it's like real small Legend of. I never played that. I see that cart a lot though. Yeah, it must have been pretty popular. Uh, it's one one I never got around to playing, but uh, I'm I haven't played hey, it RPGs on the Super Nintendo. I, you know what? I really think that's what it is. Like, like a Zelda or a Final Fantasy comes out, and then people play the hell out of it, and then they say, "Wow, this game is great!" And they go to the store and they say, "What other like role playing like adventure games do you have?" And they say, "Well, there's this, 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 and this." So, like, I really feel like a like especially after uh, when Ocarina of Time and Final Fantasy VII came out when I was growing up, 
I remember there was like an RPG boom after those games, and like I didn't care if the game was good or not. I just wanted another RPG, which is why I started playing the Grand Stream Saga. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was unfortunate. Because yeah. at you the time, I just that. thought like I was like, oh, like this is an RPG. All RPGs must be fantastic, then. And I very quickly realized that is not the case. <laughs> no, there are a few stinkers that are out there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, 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 the Last Remnant. Yeah, or what was the other one? Oh man, I don't the, remember the now. second. The second to last remnant. Yeah, <laughs> the the penultimate remnant. <laughs> <laughs> is that the name of the show? <laughs> oh, let's see if we can get better. But uh, yeah, let's close it's, it out. So you picked up. It's uh, going to be hard to beat Sears color. catalog crossbow. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe you can, we can somehow mash those two things together. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you rounded out. He picked up a lime green, uh, green boy color for three bucks. And don't get me wrong, yeah. he had plenty more. But um, but that was a that was a good month. These are all the scores we dislike him for. That's 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 the best <laughs> way to describe. Yeah, it. All, all the rest we can let pass. Right. But uh, these we just can't abide. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, our, our engineer Mike has basically bought Krabby Store out. I think, man, if if, if the Game Quest Facebook page doesn't make you want to like visit Krabby Store, then engineer Mike scores alone should should take care of that. There's so much good stuff that engineer Mike has picked up, and when I think like so much of this has to have come from Game Quest, it just makes me like like wonder how much amazing stuff is going through there on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, pretty crazy. But, um, man, we'll start off. We'll just put that. We'll start off with some NES cards. So, um, so Rich, what kind of uh, NES cards did he grab uh, there? He got uh, Cryon Conquest, which is a great mm-hmm. game. Um, so it's such a weird, it's such a good game, but, like, the, the game doesn't match the cover at no, all, no. It, right? It's a, it's a Mega Man clone. Um, it's, you know, it's... Yeah, kind of a Mega Power Man, Blade that's, that's Mega Man kind of ripoff, right? Well, I wouldn't say ripoff. But... Yeah. Yeah, homage. Well, well, it's it's. I mean, ripoff might be safe to say. I mean, they have the same. The sprite has the same face, and it's just, you know, <laughs> instead of a a robotic man, it's a uh, a witch. So, are you are you trying to uh, accuse Victor Kai of uh, infringing upon Capcom? I would never do that, yeah. but I will say that that broom looks a lot like Item Two from Mega Man Two. <laughs> <laughs> but you can control it. Sure. It's totally sure. different. Completely different. Totally different. <laughs> no, but but it, it, it is a great game. Um, yeah, and I would say really... know, people should definitely put that on their watch list. So. Oh, yeah. That's a great player. Um, you also got Street Cops. Uh, yeah, Power mm-hmm. Pad, right? Um, that's probably, I think, the best Power Pad game that we got, if you ask me. Because it's actually a game. It's not just run. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> And you get to work, you get to work nightstick on people, so that's kind of nice, right? Right, right. Uh, and then um, I think with, I think it's uh, Zizz, the next one, right? Is that how you guys pronounce it? Zexel? Is it, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think I it's Zexel. The X may be silent. Exel? I think it's actually supposed to be a Z at the yeah, end, like, right? like Zexies. Yeah, I think it's Zizzies. Zixies. And isn't it X, Y? It's a platform. I don't remember. <laughs> it's a, you shoot and jump. Yeah, shoot and right. thought it was, and and from the cover of the game, I would have thought that it was like an asteroids clone. Yeah, a lot of those games, like you just like again, like uh, 
Crying Conco. She's like, who came up with this? Yeah. <laughs> or like Mega Man, right? Yeah. Very ominous cover. I mean, just, just stars. And, and that, yeah, I, I, I love space. It's always a great theme. <laughs> um, this mm. next card is one that we played a ton of growing oh, up. I love it. I love this game. In Super Dodgeball, just like like, and it's weird because like I remember it like growing up, like walking into like a Funko Land or whatever. It was always like kind of like in the case because yeah. it was like a fifteen plus dollar game, yeah. and I like I had never heard of it. So like, uh, I just mentioned that to someone, and like someone brought it over, and like that was the end. Like we just played nothing but uh, Super Dodgeball for the next few weeks. It's it's amazing. I mean, you you get two different types of power ups. You know, just running and throwing you know uh probably an inch before you get to the line and then the the jump throw mastering the jump throw what what's your favorite mm. power up oh man i just like i i was all about overpowering people mm. so all i ever wanted to do was i never wanted to play defense or like dodge or anything i just wanted to get a ball and like slam it like on like three people yeah yeah i I used to, um, man, uh, when I was in like junior high school, I, we would walk, me and a buddy would walk to school, and we'd walk back, and there was like a Circle K that was on the way, and they would swap out arcade machines pretty regularly. So, I mean, for a while, I know they had like a Super Dodgeball, so we used to play that, and um, and I remember about the same time they had swapped that out, not so long after a Double Dragon 2, which we pumped so many stinking oh, quarters into yeah. that thing to actually beat it. <laughs> I can't imagine how much money we spent to actually beat Double Dragon 2. But, yeah, we played a ton of Super Dodgeball. It was a lot of fun. It's such a good co-op game, too. I mean, you know, just, just playing against your friends and things like that. It's it, it's it's so much fun. Or, or you know, even playing on the same team, uh, which I believe you can yeah. do on that, from what I remember. And this next one is uh, a little uncommon, right? I don't see this one around a lot. Yeah. Uh, so what did he get? Yeah, magician. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I've found it a f- you know a few times out and about, but man, you don't see it very often. Yeah. No, I don't. Th- I don't think I've seen one yet. I want to say that I picked one up at the local store for somebody. Uh, I can't remember who, but I know I bought myself a copy locally, and then I found another one at some it, point. It time, might have but, been uh, me. I mean, that was toward. I, I guess probably. Probably had like maybe twenty five, thirty games left when I when I picked that one up. I can't remember. Maybe can't remember where I got been. it from though. But and then oh man, I love Genghis Khan. I don't know why, because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard as you know it's. But I don't know. I would sit and play freaking Genghis Khan, and I suck at it. <laughs> just I wouldn't last is, very is long. Playing or something can wipe like me out. Is ambition? Is that? same type of game yeah it's all like you know three kingdoms all of them are pretty much the same basic idea um but for some reason i just got hooked on that one and uh, even the point where i like like ingus Khan 2 on super nintendo i picked that one up um i don't know and i never played a lot of the other ones but yeah man i don't know why i just got into that one i played a ton of nabunga's ambition i I just i just loved hiring the ninjas to assassinate the leaders it's just so much Yeah, the same thing in Genghis Khan. You would send someone to assassinate the leader, and this just ninja would like appear and like nod and then just disappear. Yep. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh man! And I know Krabby loves the next one, Werewolf. Yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, I'm just trying to always understand. In that game, Werewolf is like arms or some kind of weird hook thing. Yeah, it's, it's odd. <laughs> I don't like. What is I have that? No idea. They look like highlight sticks. 
yeah, it's really kind of weird. I'm like, werewolves maybe, have giant hooks? I maybe mean, maybe they became damaged when he burst out of the EPROMs inside the <laughs> cart. Yeah, that cover, right? <laughs> one of my favorite covers. Yeah, I love the, the Famicom version that one better because it's called Warwolf. Yeah. <laughs> That's even more Well, that awesome. makes more sense with the hands. Why? Right. Yeah, why didn't the why did they change that? Warwolf is awesome. And uh boy, even you know, I have this game, but honestly I've never played it more than just testing it out. Um either of you guys? Uh Palamedes? Am I pronouncing yeah. that correctly? I uh, that's how I say it, so <laughs> I, I hope so. Palamedes, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. It, it's I'm sort of like sure. uh, yeah. have you guys played Quarth? Like for the Famicom yes. or I think it was on the Game Boy as well. It it sort of reminds yeah. me of that a little bit, sort of like a, a Tetris. Thing. I mean, you have these different colored dominoes, and you change the number and, and throw them to complete lines. It's basically huh. Tetris. Yeah, yeah. I've, like I said, I kind of fired up. And some puzzle games, if I'm familiar enough with the mechanics, I don't. I like to play them, and some are just mm-hmm. like, yeah, nah, it's okay. It's pretty. Things like um, like the the wonderful um, Sega Swirl, Pipe Dream. Oh, Pipe Dream. Yeah. Yeah, I never could get into no, that one either. Anyway. Yeah, there's there's very few, like I enjoy most puzzle games, but there's very few puzzle games that I will just like have an urge to just go back to and just keep playing and playing and playing. Like pretty much like Doctor Mario Tetris. Mm-hmm. It's usually the big oh Tetris Fear. But one of my biggest accompl I really love Tetris Attack. Uh, while we're talking about Tetris stuff, but one of my biggest uh, like accomplishments in puzzle gaming was completing Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Wow. Whoa! Yeah. And I have the achievement to prove it. Wow, I'm not a big uh, Puyo Puyo person either. So Me neither. But I want, like this was back in my achievement days, and I was like, okay, <laughs> sit down and get ready because I'm finishing this game. God, how on earth did you like do the Sonic Spinball one? Oh, I hate it, Sonic Spinball. It, it took many tries. Oh, I hate that game. <laughs> uh, but right, let's round out with some NES. So uh, the last one's a cool light gun shooter, yeah, right? Mechanized attack. Yeah, uh, I used to play I, this the arcade a lot. Yeah, I got this from uh, uh, Krabby not too long ago. Um, I'm looking for a manual. This was in uh, the, like the big uh, uh, batch of games that I bought from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I haven't fired it up yet, and I've actually never played this uh, uh, any place, arcade or otherwise. So I'm looking forward to it. That's kind of, I would say, similar in nature to kind of your Operation Wolf gotcha. kind uh-huh. of game. Those sort of games. Yeah, gotcha. Well, pretty much about any shooting game where you like the Bayou Billy <laughs> yeah. shooting part. You know, <laughs> it's kind of the same sort of stuff. And then, uh, wow, then he moved into Saturn, and we're talking some, there's a few heavy Saturn yeah, games here, killers. right? Yeah. yeah. So what uh, what did he get? Well, besides Shining Wisdom, which like I'm pretty sure everyone has because it came with the system, um, there's also Clockwork Night. <laughs> I'm not saying I've played Clockwork Night. Clockwork Night is pretty good. It's not... It's 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 similar to Clockwork Night Two, <laughs> but it is you know it's slightly less clockworky. <laughs> I see. Does is there any slam similarity at all to the actual Clockwork Night game? No, that's a totally different game. Oh, Clockwork gotcha. Night was a game on the Saturn, and Clockwork oh. Night it was like they sent in like pre-release code to be like <laughs> pressed into a disc, and it wasn't ready yet. But so it's very rare. They couldn't handle it. You couldn't yeah. handle. I've actually never seen a Clockwork Night in the wild. It's rumored to not exist. <laughs> Poor Rich. Hey, you know what? Um, it says Clockwork Night on my copy. That's all I'm saying. I spell check mine. You're not, you're not in the real live doc, buddy no. boy. 
but yeah, and then this one I would still like to play. You know, I had a, I've told the story. I had a stupid launch Saturn. I've had a lot of Saturn games. I still don't have a stall. Me neither. It looks beautiful. Guys, anybody? Rich, you played? No. Nope. stall? What, Clockwork Knight? Not me. No, a, a stall. stall. No, no, I have not. I haven't played a lot of Man, Saturn games, beautiful. but just with the fascination in the yeah. system, I, I need to play a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and I, I've not played most of the uh, amazing RPGs uh, that are on it, like the next one, Magic Knight Ray Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Saturn game came out in the U.S. Yeah, yeah b- big reputation. A lot of people uh, you know, love to grab it, uh, have not played. Um, I've still got uh, my copy with the EB Games sticker on it from when oh, I wow. bought it in the store. Is it sealed? Uh, it wasn't sealed there. It was just okay. they just had a price sticker stuck right on the gotcha. right on the front. Yeah, sometimes like there's certain stickers that I'll remove because I want the box or like the case to be nice. But then there's certain stickers that it's like I don't know. It's like if it's like a store that's closed or if like you can't you know like a KB toy sticker or something. I like uh, stuff like that. Yeah, keep yeah. a lot of those. Kind of oh, like yeah. having it's it, it's kind of like having like if you you ever, you ever like open up like a instruction manual and you find the original store receipt from when it was purchased. <laughs> yes. I I love finding stuff like that, especially when you see how much they overpaid for something horrible. Yeah, NHL <laughs> NHL ninety four Sega CD fifty nine dollars, <laughs> and that's like and that's like ninety three prices, which is like eighty bucks now. Yeah, yeah, which is insanity basically. And uh, boy, speaking of puzzlers, right up next, it's a good one. They got yeah. uh, the the bubble bobble, yeah, yeah. Mm. and that has both on it, right? That has bubble bobble and rainbow islands. It's the combo. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, uh, I didn't see the uh, the picture of it, but I I know which one you're talking about. The bubble bobble rainbow isle yep. twofer. Is that the and that's the one with that incredibly horrible cover on the front with like the yes. guy with his eyes like like isn't he like, isn't he like a safari, open? He's like a safari guy or something. That's like just like this fat guy with like this like toothpicks in his eyes to hold him open. Oh yeah, or I know what right? you're talking about like back in the '90s, like extreme marketing days, yeah, right? Like <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome you'll want to prop your eyes open. Yeah, is almost as bad as like the contra hardcore where they put you in a meat grinder. <laughs> And there was like, like person sausage coming out because that's how hard this game was. In a world, <laughs> or like what yeah. was I forget? There was some Yoshi game where like some like fact it was nothing to do with the, it was like some, some fat guy was just eating so much that his stomach then exploded, and then all of the stuff inside him like splattered on the walls and everything, and it was like Yoshi. <laughs> play it loud, man. Yeah, play it loud. <laughs> play it loud. Ah, uh, but um, yeah, he got uh, a um, bobber bobber. I, I I think up next actually that's a a, a Dreamcast Sports oh, edition console. Is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, got some games to go good. along with yeah, the DC, right? Some, some good Dreamcast games in here. Power Stone is great. Um, ele- it was Egg Elemental Gimmick Gear. Yes. Yep. Elemental Gimmick. Very Gear. Very good memory. Uh yeah, uh, Marvel Capcom one and yep. two, um, mm-hmm. which are both uh, they're I mean they're both good in their own uh, in their own way. Like two obviously kind of got insane triple characters, like you know screen filling combos and everything. But I still actually I know I said I wasn't a fighter guy, but I do like uh, the Marvel Capcom. Uh, yeah, games. I, I do. Those too. games always seems they always seem so broken to me compared to like the legit fighters. Oh well, the, no, no, they're by no means balanced. <laughs> yeah, and and like you know, if you win a tournament in these games, it's like oh, congratulations. Uh, but like, yeah, it's not like a balanced, uh, uh, you know, like tournament-driven like fighter game. But 
as far as like just like a pick it up, have fun. Um, I think these games are great. Yeah, I watched. Um, they had like a part in like a fighting game tournament. And it was one of these verses, but um, mm-hmm. it was just terrible to watch because it was always yeah. just the same characters spamming the same crappy yeah. corner trap attacks over. So I, I don't boring. know if you can balance so the game boring. with like sixty a roster of like sixty fighters. You probably can't, but don't put it in a fighting game tournament. It's no fun to watch. My. Oh, you're just talking about Twitch broadcasters? Yeah, it's just okay. not fun. I don't care. You know, yes, I get it. You have a corner trap. I don't care. Oh yeah, no, they're not into like uh, like give me like a like a third strike or like double impact tournament where like you block thirty seven things and yeah. then they come back with something that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the best thing about those games, yeah. my kids love them. I mean, with the superheroes and everything, and oh yeah, know, my yeah. my local arcade actually has the. They've got about like eight candy cabs lined up, and uh, they, they'll put in Marvel versus awesome. Capcom um, every once in a while. And um, I'll, I'll just take my kids and let them play. It's 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 really neat. Yeah, I got a friend uh, over here in uh, Massachusetts, the Massachusetts area who's selling her candy cab because she just like it's kind of like the third or fourth on her like priority list of things to repair. Um, or upgrade that like need a little bit of work and she just knows she's not going to get to it for a long long time so she's like i hate to do it but i'm selling my candy you, cab, need, to, you so. need to jump on that they're they're i mean <laughs> seriously they are really hard to find on the east coast yeah especially on this coast yes. yeah exactly so yeah if if i was in a better situation i probably would take her yeah. up on it but uh we'll, yep. we'll see we'll see where she's at in a few months bill needs baby money oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man <laughs> bill needs the baby money yep Got got a got what well, we got that target completion coupon today because they want you to buy all the stuff that was left on your registry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've so got we'll... a shower coming up too, so I'm sure we'll get it. Yeah. Um, and then up next we've got um, Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. You guys ever Layton at all? Not a single bit. Nope. And these these games are super popular. Yeah, I no, I've never no Layton. I kind of get confused between Professor Layton and Phoenix Wright. No, I've played Phoenix Wright. Um, is that the one where you yell at your DS? Objection! <laughs> okay. Do you, um, do you ever have to yell, like, sustained or overruled? No. Or that's not well, up to you? I don't know. I mean, I don't... Maybe there's a different version than what I played. But you uh, can even get it on the phone. You can get it like, iOS and stuff now. You can get Phoenix yeah. Wright. Yeah, yeah and there's a Phoenix Wright movie coming out, I think I heard, too. <clears throat> oh, really? I think it might be in Japan, though, so we might not say it. Yeah, probably not. Um, and then, uh, boy, the uh, HD remake of Wind Waker... Right? I love this game so much. I don't have a Wii U, but this is like first on my list, or very top to the, very close to the top of my list uh, when I get one in a few years. Man, I tell you what, not too long ago when they did um, awesome games done quick, uh, where they kind of just do a bunch of speed runs, they broadcast these and they raise money for cancer, do it a couple yep. times a year, you should check it out if you haven't. Um, but they had a guy that speed run, did a speed run of uh, Wind Waker HD. And I mean, I'd never played all the way through Wind Waker, so I it's just really watched good. almost all of it. it was, it's really good. Awesome. Well, yeah, don't get me wrong. I was watching it. It looks fantastic. But um, well, yeah. what, what's the speed run? Because I've seen the Ocarina, like 18, 19 minute, whatever it is, speed run. It's not that broken. Okay. I mean, it's got some broken parts, but it, it's still probably, I would think, like, it's like four or five hours. Okay. So I mean they they haven't totally broken it quite yet. Mm. Um and then oh a couple uh Master System stuff. Absolutely. So Rich, you into Master System? I am. Um I, I collect Master System games and um 
I actually do collect the cases and try to get these complete in box. It just they just look so you nice on the to. shelf, and I, I just I'm so nostalgic about the way the boxes look. You know, just that grid. Yeah. I, I just remember that from my childhood. <laughs> you know, but yeah. uh, but so what? So what? I grab? grabbed Assault City, uh, which is um, uh, just a, a shooter, and and I did a little research on this. Um, I, I'm a little jealous of this. I saw it come in Krabby's store, and I almost asked him to just pull it for me, but. Uh, I did ask him about the price, but uh, I want a little bit more than I wanted to pay yeah. for it. So yeah, uh, apparently, and I don't know if you know this, it, it came in two boxes. There was well, there were two different games. Uh, one actually uses the light gun, and one uses the controller. Um, hmm, no, and, and I didn't so know that. They, there's there are two different uh, variation like uh, bo- variant boxes. So I don't know if our database has that, but the the carts look exactly the same. So you, Interesting. If you don't buy it in the box, you really won't know which one it is. So, so I wonder is this like because um, with like the copies from like different regions or I, something? I have no or? idea. You know, I was just doing a little bit of research on the game because you know I, you know, like I said when it popped up in Crappy Store, I was you know was definitely interested. Um, and 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 I always buy you know those games locally when I can find them, but uh, no idea. Yeah. Um, and then this next one, boy, this is definitely a toughie. Mm-hmm. Alex Kidd and Shinobi World. Yeah, I sold one of these maybe a year or so ago. Yeah, I remember you had that one, right? Yeah, it's yeah. This is uh, and I I always I grew up playing uh, Alex Kidd and Miracle because it was preloaded on my Master System right. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I like that one a lot. I never actually uh, played Shinobi until I found it. I played it a little bit before I I moved it. Um, it's, uh, it's a really cool mashup. Yeah, yep. There's, there's like, uh, I want to say there's four Alex Kidd games. Is that correct for the, uh, Master System? Well, there's, well, there's High Tech, mm-hmm. Shinobi, Shinobi, Miracle. Miracle. I want to say there's another. Yeah, cause yeah. I'm, I'm missing one. I think be. I'm missing High Tech. That's the only one I'm missing. Mm. Yeah, because, um, <clears throat> Shinobi World's the weird one where it's not really an Alex Kidd game. They just kind of shoehorned him into it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, look, he picked up um, some PlayStation games, right? Yeah, got uh, uh, Resident Evil. Man, that long box. Resident, Resident Evil. You have to say it that way every time, don't you? It gets, it gets, it's actually cool when it's like the early games, and then as they get later. It sounds. It's really hard to sound like really like menacing while saying a number. <laughs> yeah. It's like two. Two, you can kind of pull off. By the time you get like Resident Evil Six, <laughs> it's like a sorry. I'm Come serious. On. We're really, really evil. It's super scarier this time. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, boy, the series that Crabbo is playing through right now. Up next, right? Yeah, the X's. Yeah. Yeah, well, he picked up uh, X7. X7. How many of these things are there? I have no there? idea. There are a ton of them on the Game Boy Advance as well. Yeah, like, oh, man. I think it, doesn't it go to, like, Mega Man X8 or something like that? Isn't that, like, the end, I think? Yeah, I can't remember ever seeing an X9, but I'm not an expert. Talks me that they never got that far, but uh, <laughs> uh, there you go. And then um, Super Mario RPG. 
that we yeah, had the all, all, always great. For a while, uh, that was a game that Duke was uh, upset that everyone was finding that he didn't have. <laughs> You're right. Until and I finally, it, finally got a copy. And then it happened, and now it's like no big deal to him anymore. <laughs> I got it. I don't have to worry about it. I got a copy. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, for a while it did seem like everybody and their dog was finding the game. But <laughs> And then, uh, boy, go to go right along with uh, the topic this month, yeah. right? Atari Junior console, the rainbow. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like the way these Not, not look. the most exciting looking system. And it looks a lot like the uh, 7800, too. Yeah, it's kind of like it looks more like it's like some sort of doorstop or pedal or something. It doesn't really look much like a game console to me, but that's I don't okay. have one, but it's it probably... Right? It probably plays the games a little better than some of the older consoles, but you know, you think you go Atari? Yeah, I, yeah. I see, I see them a lot at uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, at like game stores as like what they use to test twenty six hundred games they get traded in on uh-huh. because it's so small. I would think I don't know. I don't know if it's more reliable or not, but like because it takes up so little space, um, it's usually like I see it in a testing station. So it makes me wonder, like, okay, so we see all these like retrons and stuff that have like six hundred cartridge slots. Why no twenty six hundred seventy eight hundred slot? Yeah, you mean for like on the retrons? That's yeah. funny. I was thinking the same. Uh, yeah, thing no, today. I've, 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 I've thought of that, and I'm not sure if it's because the uh, uh, like the hardware, um, like I, I, I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure, think of reasons why it could be. And I can't imagine any re- – and, you know, I can't imagine it being an expensive thing to do unless I just don't know how do hardware works. Do you think it's just popularity? It could be. It could be one of those things where it's like, you know, they could put the engineering time and money into it. But, like, you know, if 8% of people use it, then it's like whatever. I want, like, the Retron 13 or something. You know what I mean? The one <laughs> – I want, like, Atari – PS4. I want like a Coleco slot. I want like a Game Gear slot. I want a Turbo Graphics. <laughs> I mean, you know, give me. I want everything. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason is because the price point of wood grain is too expensive. That's why. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's there's insane. that. Not there. They'd have they'd have to salvage it from like the dashboards of Lexuses. <laughs> uh, as multiple as a Le- Lexi. Yeah, Lexies. Something like that, right? Uh getting back though, he picked up uh, a converter, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I've got a Rich, I, I think a while ago, Rich, uh, you were saying, uh, uh, like literally years ago when I was asking about Famicom converters, I think you said that uh, you see these locally from time to time. Yeah, my local shop actually has a honeybee. Um, but from from what I've understand and what I've read, um, the um, with the, with the honeybee, it converts um, the uh, NES games, um, Nintendo games, into um, it, for the for the Famicom, so I, I don't know if this um, is the one that most people would want to buy. They would want to go the opposite way, you know. I gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I remember this one. He's got it's it's Famicom to NES. Honeybee made out a bunch of adapters mm-hmm. actually. Um, that go both okay. ways. Probably the coolest one that I've ever seen <clears throat> is one that I would really would like to get at some point in time, and that is one that also lets you play like Famicom games uh, in an NES. But instead of just like a thing that you slot all the way in, it's like got a long cart piece and then it kind of had like angles up and then out. So you're supposed to put it in your toaster, mm-hmm. put it down, and then the 
the plug thing is sticking out kind of the front and you just plug your card yeah. into it. Yeah. I guess that's the thing with converters. They're they're tough to use with a toaster sometimes, but if you've got a, if you've got an NES two, you know, they're they're awesome. You know, or or, or if yeah. you're using like a Retron or something like that to play it in. Yeah, um, so that was a good pickup. I've I've got a Honey Bee. It works pretty well. Um, I think you should be pretty happy with that one. And then um, picked up some more NES stuff off of uh, off of um, a local group, right? Zen Intergalactic Ninja. Yeah, it's a toughie, toughie to find. Yeah, that one's not too common, and, and definitely uh, next one either, yeah, right? Gosh, Almighty! Conan. Horrible game. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's nearly lot, uncontrollable. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Isn't it weird. A lot of a lot of the hard ones are uh, not great games. There's a good reason it didn't sell very many copies. Yeah, you, you right? expect so much from a Conan game too, you know? Yeah, it, definitely. It, it, uh, yeah. it is. Yes, it does. And then uh, what? Adventure Island yep. two. You guys big Adventure Island players? Yeah, not really. Not I really. played the first one. I liked it, but I never got like crazy yeah. into it. Yeah, dev. Yeah, I'm not very good at them. That's the problem is I'm just yeah, I'm not yeah. terribly good at them. And then uh, moving over to Super Nintendo, yep. right? What do you get? Zombies ate my neighbors. Did they really? That's what I heard. That sounds painful. <laughs> I wish they would. Oh, but what, but, what, okay. but what game did he get? <laughs> I wish they would. All right, not, I don't, not, I'm not, not trying not to a, step. Somebody was talking. No, I was saying like, uh, uh, I was just asking what game he got. Oh, oh, like I got you. Af- after the zombies. Oh, I got you. Because they just, I see. But <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but no, I, I, just, I remember the ads for Zombies Ate My Neighbors and like the, the, the cover art with everyone like, you know, screaming like Macaulay Culkin style. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've never known a person who's played these games. I've, I've played, I've played it. it. I had a copy for Super Nintendo and I yeah. sold it. I'm not a, this game gets a lot of love from yeah. people. I'll be honest, I don't get it. You, you think it's from the recent zombie craze, the last like five, ten years? No, I think people have a lot of nostalgia. It came out in Genesis. Yeah. It's yeah. not a bad game. But, uh, you know. I don't think it's but that much it, fun. It doesn't have a lot of replay value. I don't, I don't, you know, as much as I would like. But that's uh, not bad. Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure I'll get plenty of hate mail <laughs> on that one. But uh, that's all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. This next one, though, is very good, right? Yeah. I like World of Illusion a lot on Genesis. Starring Mickey yep. Mouse? Yep. A boy. Yeah. A dog. He's a good one. Um, and they made a... They re-released that, right? They did a new version of that one not too long ago? Uh, I don't know if it's... A, uh, I think it's some like same universe because it wasn't called World of Illusion. It was called Castle of Illusion, right? Oh, okay. So and it's like a reimagining or something? I don't even think that. I think it's like another game set in that same... Like, uh, like cast, like, uh, like set in that same building. I see. So they kind of took like the idea of the art and the mechanics, but just changed. Right. The, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember if it's supposed to be, I think it actually is supposed to be like a sequel or a prequel. I can't remember which one, but it's definitely like in the same universe as uh, castle of illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boy, and this next one, uh, boy, no clue. Right. Oh, really? Any, any yeah. of you guys? Castle Shikigami I'm, I'm not too? familiar. No really, clue. and this enlightens uh, it's, it's a shooter, and this isn't. Uh, it's really good. It's uh. like a, it's like a bullet hell shooter. A oh of, yeah, those yeah, are tough. a lot of fun. Um, um, Castle Shikigami Three is actually out on the Wii, and both both I I really like a lot. Really good games. 
Ugh. Yes, are you, I prefer are you, a bu- the, are you a bullet hell guy, Rich? Uh, I'm not much of a bullet hell guy. I mean, I, I I do like I do like the shooters a lot, but I'm not much of a bullet hell guy just because you know the freedom of movement isn't there. You have to kind of finesse it. You know, it's a lot of finesse. Gotcha. Uh, and, and I'm not I'm not super crazy, but I do like to play them every once in a while. They're fun. Yeah, yeah I'm not I, a crazy fan. Technical shooters, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but boy, bullet hell. Chris, what's the one that you played in the hotel that I keep asking you about? Space Megaforce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta find that. Great game. But, oh, uh, man, I love yeah, it. Kessel Shikigami, it's like a, um, um, it, it reminds me of, if you've ever played like Elemental Master with the Genesis, you're, you're kind of a person and not like a ship. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. All right. And then this next one, also, no clue. Me neither. I've seen this locally and have thought about picking it up. It's some some alien like um, trying to take over the Earth type of game, like body snatcher kind I of thought deal. It was a sur- I thought it was a surgery simulator. <laughs> no, it, it's sort of like it's sort of some sort of alien game. Yeah. Under the yeah, skin. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And then, boy, this next one. You know, I almost bought this one off Krabby, but I let it go. Um, <laughs> I let it go because the price. You can the Japanese version is so much cheaper. Um, Forgotten Worlds for the uh, Turbo. You guys, Forgotten World fans, anybody? I haven't. I'm not an expert on Turbo graphics. Well, they there was a Genesis oh, there's version. A tons yeah, of oh, I didn't. I didn't yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, yeah I'm not familiar. Yeah. I have it on Genesis. Rich? Yeah, I like it. It's a fun game. Oh man, I used to play the arcade games so kind of kind of float around. It reminds me of uh, Scat in a way, you know. But uh, yeah, like in the arcade, it was one of those games where the top of the joystick would spin like a Kari Warriors. You could, you know, it was kind of like a spinner yeah. on the joystick, yeah. and so you could aim in you know all directions. So that was uh, a lot of fun, and it was two player co op simultaneous. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. great game. But you, you you keep wondering how's this guy flying? I don't see a jetpack or anything. <sighs> it's just magic. <laughs> That's all. Just like playing it. It's just magic. <laughs> and then, uh, man, you know, uh, this next one was a 3DS game, right? The Fighter? Any of you guys? Project X Zone? No nope. Not familiar. Yeah, from what I understand, I could be totally wrong. I think it's a fighter for 3DS, but that's about as far as I yeah. go with it. <laughs> Someone so. should have done a better job of writing these things down. <laughs> maybe or maybe next time the guy that writes them down we'll just skip the ones that we don't know <laughs> there you go. and then um panzer dragoon uh the first one right yeah these are solid no i've uh, uh one and two yeah i've got uh all of them except for crimson dragon i don't, I don't... oh which is well, on no. sale this week i take that back i don't have the game gear one mm. how you like that and then uh wall street kid or yep. uh, in in the Famicom version, I think is one hundred man dollar kid. <laughs> the title. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Tedious simulation game. Yeah. Yeah, I think Krabby enjoyed that one. I think he, he did. It. I remember he beat it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this last one's just there for you, Bill. I hope so, because Kingdom Hearts always is deserving of mention, yes. and and is the always. playthrough game always is the playthrough game for. I- uh, February's uh, modern playthrough. So, if anybody Woo! wants to join us, please do. Always. Do, does it retroactively count if I played it like 
a couple no. months ago when the remake no. just came out. No. Can I still talk about it in a thread no. with you guys? I'll I'll, del- I'll delete. Uh, it <laughs> Denied. Oh. I'm 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 actually really. That's one of my top games. I'm looking forward to this year is the uh, uh, 2.5 HD remix. I don't even understand what that <laughs> means, but okay. Well, right. I, is, is I I can tell you. I tell you what it means. Is it like 365 over 82? No, that one was in 1.5 HD remix. Oh, I'm totally lost. So, in a nutshell, forgetting that like the names of some of the side games are really ridiculously like encrypted. Um, the in a nutshell, like so, Kingdom Hearts one is the main game in like you know the HD remix. But since they also added Chain of Memories, which was kind of the game in between one and two to kind of link the two together. Um, that's why they called it 1.5. They also included the the I think it's 258, 358 over two uh, days, which was like a even later uh, DS game. Um, the game's not in there, but like the cinematics from it are in there. So now for 2.5 HD remix, it's two. It's also Birth by Sleep, which is the amazing uh, uh, PSP game, which is three separate playthroughs of the three characters, and they all link together. They're really good. And oh, there's one more. I think it's Coded, which was originally on cell phones, believe it or not, like like pre iPhone and Android cell phones, like <laughs> back when you bought games on like you know like your Nokia non flip phone. Oh boy, um, like Snake. It was re- yeah, it was really <laughs> old. Um, and uh, then they redid it for um ds and now they're again redoing like the cutscenes from that for 2.5 wow you're trying to tell me that square likes to recycle their games i don't believe it <laughs> well if you haven't heard uh, final fantasy 12 is getting an hd remaster about a week after never <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> um, you'll eat those words that, someday. That is, that is that is a great game what's what's the bunny ear girl's name again i love her fran oh love her Mm-hmm. Got the a fantastic, Viera. fantastic voice. Ivelisse is a fantastic world, period. So need mm. more Ivelisse games, please, <laughs> and thank you. want to point out before we move on, if you don't mind. Oh, oh yeah, just wait, a little side okay. note here. Um, the, um, the Alex Kidd series, the, the one I could not think of was The Lost Stars, and that's the one I don't have. Lost so, stars. listeners, let me know. dun 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 <laughs> that's dun it. You know, it's Alex Kidd. There you go. Yeah, that's great. And then up next, we've got Fleech. Fleech came up with it's a it's a small little lot, but it's a just a bunch of good games. Well, I don't know if I'd say good games. Oh, sure. You got well. I mean, I'm I'm not saying you're gonna win any like you know best games on the Nintendo Awards, but the Top Gun games were cool. Um, so Top Gun one and two, and since they're boxed, you're well on your way for your uh box. You got double dribble, double, double dribble, double dribble. Awesome. <laughs> Still one of my favorite basketball yeah, games, games of all time. De- uh, definitely, that and Arch Rivals on the Nintendo. I could play anytime. Man, that's like a year or two ago or something. I was had to do a yard sale, and I was selling like a bunch of like just some garbage NES games, ones that were just like labels were ripped. I just wasn't even gonna foist them on people on the forum. But I had double dribble, like probably a couple copies in there. So I just sat there like pretty much the whole day. You know, as people were coming into the garage, I'm just playing double dribble all day. It's really great. I wonder if there was a dude at Konami who was like, listen, guys, the future of video games is a voice that says the name of the game Blades at the title screen. Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. <laughs> and then, okay, well, double dribble. Double I, don't know if, double I don't know if we need that. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys, that is what you need. 
And then you play Big Bird's Hide and Speak, and you are freaked out <laughs> at how good it is. You're like, oh, my God, that's Big Bird. So on top of uh, the <laughs> double dribbling uh, that uh, Fleets will be doing, he'll also be doing some platooning and uh, some super glove balling. Please don't do though either of those last two things. <laughs> no, super glove ball, you got to put your power glove on once in a while, especially please. if red comes over. <laughs> please don't. Platoon, you guys ever try to play platoon? I own it, and it has not been yeah, turned on. I have it. Yeah. Yeah. The intro music is cool. Turn it off after that. Just watch the movie instead. <laughs> great movie. Yeah. yeah, seriously. I haven't seen the movie in forever. I should watch it again. Yeah. I, I re- remember renting Platoon as a kid, and oh, man, yeah, just terrible. My, my first experience with that movie was I was watching The Naked Gun, and Frank Drebin and I forget Pr- Priscilla Presley's name in the movie are coming out of the theater and they are laughing hysterically. And then it kind of pans up and they came out of platoon. So <laughs> I guess the joke was that it's like a, like you kind of want to kill yourself depressing after you watch it movie and that they're, you know, like laughing. So I was like, well, if that's like supposed <laughs> to be like the worst, not the worst, but like the super saddest movie ever, I was afraid to watch it for years. Oh, that just makes me want to go watch naked gun movies. I got a birthday yeah. got a birthday card a few years ago that was you know the ones that talk when you squeeze a thing? Yes. So and it's Frank Drebin like doing like the I'm sure we can talk about this like adults. Isn't that right, Mr. Poopy Pants? <laughs> and every time I just am feeling down, I just go in my room and I make that card talk to me. <laughs> there you go. And now we're going to move over to Shoboni, right? Shobo. Yeah, I got some uh, some uh, good PS3 games. And, I mean, they're on other things, but he got them on PS3. Yeah, this next one, I have a copy. I just haven't played it yet. Anybody? Uh, I, I own it. I've played, like, maybe two or three hours. We are talking about Dishonored. Mm-hmm. It is a super, super well-done first-person stealth game that has way more content than I than I think anybody thought it would. Like you're talking like if you want to just like finish the story 20 something hours, if you want to get everything like 40 50. So there's a ton of stuff in here and it's it's not really open world, but it's kind of like once you kind of get to the area that you can then kind of explore, it's like you can kind of choose your path. Um I'm not going to say that it's bad, it's just not really kind of my jam. Um but it is very well done. Mm-hmm. And there's uh-huh. like some supernatural abilities in there too. So like as you get further into it, you kind of learn like uh, it's almost like the 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 shout in Skyrim where like you can kind of like run really fast for mm-hmm. like you know a second. You get a thing where you can like kind of half teleport. So like there's like 3D platforming. So you end up kind of like double jumping, and then you might double jump, and it's like oh the platform is really far away. So you got to do like your super speed thing, and like, it kind of teleports you. So there's some really good things about it. I'm just not all about always being in stealth mode it makes me like really anxious do you have to yell fusro da at the tv no it's that might be patched in later though. <laughs> the connect support but yeah so dishonored is a big huge game if you enjoy stealth i'm sure you'll get a kick out of it and the next one uh metal gear rising no, I, yeah i'm not an action guy either one of you guys play these action games the picture of riding on the cover okay that's enough for me i don't really want to play Oh, he looks super awesome in that pic. Like, we're, we're like his like metal jaw. Yeah, I I know like Kojima is a little bit off the deep end. A little. Um, well, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. That was an expression. <laughs> I I know that he is like 
cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and everything, like with his stories and his like weird futuristic machines and everything. But um, there's still some really good like crazy character design going on there. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, you know, just after um, four, I just uh, I don't know if I can go back to Metal Gear. But uh, yeah, be interested here. I mean, it's an action though, right? Just pretty much an action it, game. Exactly. Yeah, it's nothing like the solid games. And I'm not really an action guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that people who like kind of like the Ninja Gaiden Black style games. And uh, actually, Duke, you're a Bayonetta guy, right? Yeah, I had fun with Bayonetta. I think mostly for the goofy story and just really, it didn't take itself terribly seriously, which was fun. It was just fun. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, because I've heard people who like those games are into it. Um, and the way it works is like, there's not a button for your sword. It's like one of the analog sticks is like the angle that your sword is being held and then the other is actually like you know like how you want to slice so like you have like 360 degrees of like slice control so as you're fighting like bosses and stuff it's not just like you know like attack 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 block 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 attack attack block block you need to like fit your sword in between like where his defenses are um so it's actually like pretty uh pretty precise but uh it's i'm just not usually an action game guy but i've heard good things so like uh skyward sword except uh metal gear uh yeah yeah i mean just that one aspect where you can like kind of angle where your attack is Hmm. see you should have been on the wii there you go yeah it would have made all the difference and then uh boy bullet storm limited edition oh bullet storm's a great game isn't like isn't like probably like a quarter by now that oh game, yeah it's super duper cheap don't that, spend more than two dollars on that it. game dropped in price so fast yeah and i'm telling you it is good i don't i don't know how much of the i mean and rich was saying this a little bit off the air like uh, he's not sure how much he'll be able to contribute on some of the more like current stuff because he plays a lot of the classics but uh rich have you are you familiar with the bulletstorm uh gears of war games at all uh, you know I, I have played um I have played some Gears of War, um, which, which I which I do like a lot, um, and you know, one of the reasons I would want to get the um, uh, the 360 at some point. I actually, actually bought um, the the first Gears of War for my brother for Christmas because uh, mm-hmm. I, I just enjoyed it so much. And he he's a, he's kind of a sports guy, but I had to get him some. I, I wanted to branch him out a little bit, and get him some bro games, you know. That's yep. what we call games, and Gears that's, of War is a great I, I call him Dude Bro. Yeah, so. yeah I, I like, and it's weird because I like those mm-hmm. games a lot. Then there'll be other games that Sarah's like, do you like this game? And I'm like, I don't know, it's a little too Dude Bro for me. And she's like, but you like other Dude Bro games? I'm like, I know, I'm very specific about my Dude Bro. Well, speaking of Dude Bro, what's up next? Up next, you have probably the Dude bro like ad- action adventure game on the PS3, I guess you'd call it. Uh, God of War three, yeah. Um, kill dudes and sleep with women. Yeah, yep. that's kill, pretty much kill, the deal, right? Kill dudes like in a variety of you know crazy bloody ways. Um, lots of cool combos. Actually, some pretty cool puzzle solving and uh, level design. Um, I loved God of War one and two. And then uh, what was the PSP one? Chains of Olympus. There was two was... PSP ones. Oh, that's right. And then Ghost of Sparta came out later. Um, so I've only played the the Chains of Olympus, but they're all really good, and God of War three has been on my like want to playlist forever. I'm just you know trying to wait till I can find a five dollar copy. I'm same way. I played one and two to death, and then I mean I've got a PS three, but once it kind of I just kind of I don't know. Do you the... think games like God of War at some point are going to turn into sort of like uh, Mario games, where it's just going to be so iconic, you know, that it's just not going to go down in price? 
No. no. I th- I think I think God of War. I think Sony desperately wants Kratos to be like an icon mm-hmm. of the system, and it and it kind of is because you know he's only available on right. that system, and like the games do sell really well. But to me, like they seem to sell like pretty good, like the two weeks after the game comes out, yeah, and then and then they seem to just die, and then like they make them greatest hits, and they come back a little bit, and then they make like a God of War collection, and people are like, oh, remember those games were great? I'm gonna get the God of War collection. And then there's like the God of War Legacy, which is like the collection plus the old ones and plus one, two, three. Like there's only like five God of War games, but there's been like nine or ten releases. Seems like it. So, but yeah, they're, I don't know if they'll ever, you know, hold on to their value because they, they just, they sell millions of yeah. copies. Um, but I, I do think there'll always be people willing to pick it up for a few bucks. I honestly, <clears throat> this last gen enjoyed playing Dante's Inferno more for a God of War style game. Yeah, I, I would, I would probably agree with that. And to maybe a closer extent, uh, I might even argue. I don't know if I can argue Devil May Cry. I wanted to, but I don't know if I can make that argument. Vanquish in the in the same sort of uh, maybe vein, maybe. Okay, well, let's move on to Gamer Nick. I was pretty stinking shocked to see that Gamer Nick has a very small list. <laughs> yeah, which which is probably the previous uh, months catching up with them a tiny bit. I would guess so. Which which happens to all of us. It's happening to me right now. <laughs> it happened, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty. I'll be pretty lean this time around too. So, um, yeah. what, prototype two for uh, collector's yeah. edition. Yep, I played the first prototype. Uh, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was terrific. Prototype two, that's when they changed it over from like white guy to black guy. Oh, and right. why is it right, gonna be remember? a white and black thing, man? I'm just saying that's who they are. <laughs> I, I have no problem making that distinction. Um, but yeah, I never played it, but uh, I've talked to people who uh, really like it, so I'll be curious to see what Nick thinks. And then, um, well, you know, some more Ducktales, yep. right? Woo! On the 360. Yep. And um, Operation Darkness, not familiar with this one. And Me neither. <laughs> All right, we'll move right on then to Nick, Spectral Force Nick, 3. Oh, man. In, in, in 20 words or less, tell us what Operation Darkness is, and then we'll like edit it in. <laughs> no, we, no, we won't. Um, <laughs> Spectral Force 3, though, I have played this one. Um, I, didn't li- I didn't like it. <laughs> is, isn't this the spiritual successor to Life Force? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> it's like um, I think it wants to be like a, um, like a, you know, like a tactics, like a Final Fantasy tactics ish kind of game. Um, Is it a good tactics? No, game? not oh, really? really. No. You think a game that wants to be Final Fantasy tactics would be a little good? Uh, I don't know if it wants. It's that same vein of game. Uh, just avoid it. That would be my okay. recommendation. Speaking of, are they talking about making a remake or Final Fantasy tactics? Did I hear that somewhere? Square Enix? Why? I don't know if why you know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a final. Like I don't know if this is what you're thinking about or related, mm-hmm. but could be. Uh, who? Who's? I what's? I can't remember the Japanese designer's name who was in mm-hmm. on Tactics. I can't remember his that's name. The same but... guy that's behind Final Fantasy Twelve and yes, um... yes. I can't think of his name, and I'm really sorry about that. But he yeah. is involved with Playdeck, 
who has a Kickstarter right now for an RPG called Unsung yes, Story. Yes, that's, that's where I so, heard that from. And, and maybe it was someone yeah, so, saying, so he, oh, I, I wish they would make another Tactics. Maybe that was what it was. But let, right. Right. And, let and me guess, is, it's like a Steam game or something, right? I, I honestly don't know. I know that there's like, if they hit like a million bucks, there is like a stretch goal for like a Vita version and like, you know... uh uh, like like other platforms, I I'm sure it's PC to start out because it's you know no licensing costs and everything. But I last I looked, um the uh the Kickstarter's at like four hundred something thousand and their goal is six hundred, so it's probably gonna make it. So if you like you know Final Fantasy twelve and Final Fantasy Tactics, uh and that you know kind of kind of combat, then you may want to check it out. It's called Unsung Story. I'll get right on that so I can play it only. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe maybe they'll make a version that'll work on your iMac if you ask them really nicely. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Moving on to PlayStation 3, we've got Tales of Zillia Limited Edition. That's the latest Tales game, I think, right? Uh, if you Echo. say so, we've, 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 talked about, <laughs> we've talked about Zillia before. I'm not familiar with any of Okay, we'll Zillias. just go with that. We'll go. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm um, going to say that it is the latest one, and it was it came out to critical acclaim. Uh, and it was a big deal in Japan. So uh, over here, I don't know. I guess if you're again, if you're a Tales fan, never been uh, able to get into that one too much. So they got they got Duck Tales. They got Tales of Zillia. And this next one has nothing to do with Tales. In fact, the characters have no tails at all. If they're the good guys, but the bad guys do. Yeah, those alligators <laughs> in Donkey Kong. Uh, now is that Donkey Kong Country yes. Two? Donkey Kong Country Two. Yes. Okay, I was I was just curious. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so yeah, DKC Two, which was um, uh, Diddy's Quest. Yeah, Diddy Diddy's Kong Quest. Yes, that's right. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, the uh, the alligators are super tailed in that game. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, another game that has nothing to do with tails whatsoever. Is uh, Pac-Man Sonic the Hedgehog two? <laughs> no, there's tales in that. Unfortunately, there is lots of tales in that one. Um, yeah, it's a licensed yep, yep, Pac-Man. Licensed Pac-Man yes, I, the the licensed one is the hardest <laughs> one to find. <laughs> uh, yeah, that gray Pac-Man cart. I think I've actually got the uh, uh, the black uh, cart. Yeah. Now, are we talking um, Tangan Pac-Man? Or are we talking Namco Pac-Man? Ooh. That's right. There are two. There's two. There are two variants Good of the uh, license card. Hmm. Unsure. I don't know. Unsure. I think it's. I think it was All the right. Tangan one, from what I remember, just from the oh, cover. Yeah. The Namco one's the harder mm-hmm. one to get. Mm-hmm. And has a cooler cover too. I think. Well, that sounds painful. And speaking because of he's pain, not wearing a hat. The saint of pain is not wearing a hat. The saint of pain. And speaking of uh, our topic, uh, Alt was able to come away with an Atari twenty six hundred console with yes. Game Center. Yes, he was. You got one of and these that... terrible monstrosity things to put your Atari in? Uh, yes, I do. I actually have one for an Atari, <laughs> and I have one for uh, Coleco as well. So these things were mandatory, so I think, that. back then. Yes. Yeah. Like you always had to have this ungodly wood grain thing with a giant plastic cover. Yeah, I have my Atari set up to keep on my, dust my desk where I, I have a desk in my game room where I, where I have like small TVs set up around it, and and then um, I um, you know that's where I actually clean my carts as well, and so this 
thing takes up like more than half of my desk. It's so big. Yeah. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're... And if you like blanket them sideways, the plastic will crack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, gets a couple games. So, uh, Rich, what do you uh, got? You got Defender, Asteroids, Berserk, Phoenix, and Black Attack. Just to, just to name a few, I think. I'm not, uh, pretty much all, I don't know Black Attack. Uh, Black Attack is, um, Activision game. Um, it's, um, from what I remember, it's a paddle controller, and, um, you're, um, you're bouncing like a, a little, uh, a ball that comes, kind of comes down, and, uh, bouncing it up against the teeth. That sounds yeah, great. It's a strange game. I thought it was I thought it, I thought it was the sequel to Silent Scope. <laughs> Get it? But um Yeah. With some good games. Oh, Scope. Boy. Dental humor. Right only Scope? only here on the collector cast, folks. Scope. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We got it, Bill. See what I did? <laughs> and somebody that doesn't get it is Beardcore eighty four. Oh, he gets it. Anyone with Sunset yes. Riders and Wayne's World on the Super Nintendo yeah. gets it. I don't know. Wayne's World on the Super Nintendo don't get it. Well, Do yourself well, maybe, a favor. Maybe he was given the wrong version. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he was. Sometimes your wife gets you the wrong it's version It's his cliffhanger to bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but going back to Sunset Riders, uh, fantastic game. That game is not cheap either. Yeah. For, no, and no. How come there's no, like... Other Sunset Riders games ever? No idea. It, it it's so good. I mean, it's such yeah. a great game. Yeah, yeah. And it's it really like, is. nah, nah. We'll just never bother. I to mean, make what other game do you get to? I think run I, I think I played this bulls charging at you. <laughs> yeah, I played this game to death in the yes. uh, arcades right around the same time Street Fighter Two was in arcades. Um, I remember it like vividly, and for some reason, like. The arcade I went to had like a Western theme, so they also had the arcade version of the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. <laughs> oh, which wasn't like my favorite show in the world, but it was a pretty good wasn't arcade. It like game. three episodes, there was hardly any of that, right? Yeah, really there wasn't really a ton. Lived. It was like a season, but uh, yeah, Sunset Riders is definitely awesome. I've got my yeah. speaking of kids, I've Very got my good. kids obsessed with Brave Star. They love that show. Brave yes. Star. My wow. my two year old loves it. He can sing the entire theme song, and he's two. <laughs> wow, because I had like the horse that could like oh, yeah, 30, stand 30. up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Man, that's ESPN. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that's scary. And then there was also Ten Star. Do you remember yes, Ten Star? Super Nintendo. Yep. Yeah. Yeesh. I know, not related no. at all. But anyway, um, let's move on to Engel. Anger. Mm, I can definitely talk about a yes, few of these. Yeah, I can. Not this first <laughs> one, however. I do. One, I do. I have YY World uh, 1 and 2. So. Yeah, me too. Fun, yeah. So, Just, um, did, the, did these make it over here no. as something else? No. Okay. Um, Are they well, good? It, they're Konami games, and what, what's really neat about them is they take the characters, Konami characters, and they put them all in one game. So it's like... Um, Super Smash yeah, Brothers? Yeah, sort of, but it's a platformer, and you can switch between characters. Hmm. Um, and, so and it stars is, uh, Konami is Strider in Konami there? Woman. What's that? Is, Stry- is Strider? No, sorry, I, I was I was had a brain fart for a second. 
Um, is uh, the hockey guys from Blades of Steel in there? No, but you know, there's, there's. Um, let's see. In the in the second one, there's one of the guys from Contras in there. Um, there's a it's a, it's Upa, which is the uh, the baby from one of the uh, I think it's called Bio Miracle Upa, which is just a great Famicom game. And um, got any yes, Belmonts in yes, there? Simon uh, Simon Belmont the third is in. Um, YY World 2. Um, and there nice. is a uh, regular, I think, Simon Belmont is in YY yes, World 1. Yes, the regular Simon Belmont. And uh, I just looked up a quick, uh, like, I just did a quick Google for YY, and it looks like the ship yeah, from Gradius, Gradius yes. is in this game. <laughs> yes. Or is it one of the Twin B ones? Which I don't remember. Actually, Twin B is in there also. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but Konami Man and Konami yep. Woman. Uh, yeah. Wow. It looks and it's a, so it's a platformer. It is, and, yes. and everyone sort of you can switch uh. between, and everyone sort of has their own, you know, kind of special abilities and range of attack. So, so you know, different points of the game, you know, you you might want to use someone different. So it's, it's neat. It's neat. I, I'm not as big cool. of a fan of that one as I am the first one, but you know. Yeah, the first one I think, I think is a better game. Although, the it's not for for. Somebody like Konami that had such good play mechanics in some of their other games, it's not fantastic yeah. in that one. Like the jumping and attacking is a little feels yeah, a little janky. It's, uh, it's fun. It's those are fun. And then you can't go wrong with Rockman. Nope. Nope. Rockman three, four, and five. Nope. Mm-hmm. Which for those who don't know, that's Mega Which Man. Which is actually But is it are they numbered the same or do we have a Final nope, Fantasy situation same. going on? Yep. Okay. Same thing. Yeah, I've never never come across the Rockmen. Uh, I don't see a lot of family in my travels, so I was just uh, curious if they all made it over the same way. Rockman makes so much more sense. I don't know why they didn't ever try to just make Mega Man Rockman again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I've come to... I, I mean, I don't know. It's just Mega Man is... I'd have a hard time switching to Rockman. No, I mean Mega you know. Man. Yeah, I would too, because I would expect him to be made of rocks. After no, it's all rock the and it's rock music. That's the whole idea. Yeah, but rock, but doesn't Rockman kind of sound like a bad guy that Mega Man would no, one day fight? It's Rockman. There's and there's and his <laughs> girlfriend or whatever roll right rock and roll, hmm. and bass. Oh, I get it. So it's rock so and it's bass. Like, so it's like Mike Bison. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Get it? Because he's supposed to be like yeah. Mike Tyson. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, all right. So let's move on from uh, from some Famicom games. We get back to um, Donkey yeah, Kong. Yes, more Donkey right? Kong. Complete in box. Yep. DKC. Um, I don't know if people rem- like who weren't there, and I hate sounding like that, like, oh, you weren't in the 90s, you don't know. But like people who didn't like go th- like live through like the Super Nintendo lifespan – I don't know if you can explain to someone the impact that Donkey Kong Country had on that yeah. system. Like it, it was like all people talked about for a while and it was like game of the year on everybody's list. And like, I remember as a Genesis kid, I didn't understand. I was like, why do people care about this Donkey Kong Country game? And all you had to do was yeah, play I remember it. they, yep. they it didn't, mailed me the videotape, you know, where it's like, oh, check this out. You're going right. to like this. Right. It's full. Because all you had to do was see it in motion, because it didn't look like anything mm-hmm. else. Right. And it's funny. I was never into that series, and my wife's roommate in college was obsessed with it. 
It was just strange. She really didn't play anything else, but was obsessed with the Donkey Kong Country series. Interesting. First time I played it was great. I I knew I knew people. Yeah, I knew people who were the same way who like did who were not gamers, didn't play video games, but they played Donkey Kong Country. Um, yeah, I uh, it's very popular series. The next ones also seem to have some popularity, although I don't know if I would agree. But the um the two same company the two banjo kazooie games. Yeah, also yeah. from Rare. Yeah. And then um, Mega Man 7 on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I never... Uh, 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 I've only played the X games on the Super, um, but uh, yeah, Mega Man 7 is definitely Tough a cool to one find, to come across. Yeah, yeah I kind of gave up. Love them on the NES, kind of gave up once they got past that. Yeah. Uh, and then we move on back yeah. to some NES games for a minute, right? Yes. Yes, Little Nemo. Yeah, a little the Dream, Dream Master. Master. Yeah, great good game. game. Yeah, really good. It's yeah one of those games that uh, it's either mentioned as one or the other, but it seems very rarely both. Especially like in Craigslist when people you know are just listing like mm-hmm. you know quickly, it's either Little Nemo mm-hmm. or Dream Master. I, I also love when people list their games as Jellico because <laughs> <laughs> they're just looking right. at spines. <laughs> You're, and you're like, what could it be? Could it be bases loaded, or is it going to be City Connection? Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> um, Mendel Palace. That was, uh, I think, uh, the first game, at least that I know of, uh, from Game Freak, who later went on to do Pokemon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. I actually didn't yeah, know that. It's a game Freak game, or at least the guys from Game Freak. I don't know if they were technically Game Freak at the time or not. Yeah, kind of a strange tile game, from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's a kind yeah, of an interesting. No, it's game. not bad at all different he got um yeah i saw these pictures of this um the challenge the box challenge oh, set that yeah got. that's so nice look basically new i mean mm-hmm. everything's all wrapped up inside all the inserts everything uh looked very nice very he, nice. he said it was uh but it had an off-brand um adapter right from what i remember oh it was like the power adapter or yeah, something had been yeah, but, swapped you know, it's easy to swap out yeah maybe Great yeah score. that should be a piece yeah. of cake and then, um, boy, you got something, a couple games from Tinstar. Mm-hmm. And these are so, a couple uh, a couple of them here. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. Knights and the Dreams. You guys um, Knights fans? Yeah, yeah. It's a fun cool. game. I wanted to do the, uh, for the playthrough, I wanted to do the Christmas Nights for the playthrough. Yeah, Christmas it's, Nights. It's not exceedingly expensive, but it, from what I remember, it's only like one or two stages, though, so. There's a few, yeah, yeah, not not terribly long, but um, that's a good one. And uh, we've already talked about Clockwork Night, and then Earthworm Jim too, uh, which those are fun games. I always I always enjoyed Earthworm Jim quite a bit. Yeah, they were kind of towards the end of the Genesis uh, uh, life cycle, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, um, and they were they were very like I. I don't remember if it was if this is the reason why they did it, but it always seemed to me to, that it was like trying to directly compete with Donkey Kong Country because it was that side-scrolling, like really interesting, like animated art I don't style. Know if it was trying to be, um, but I mean, it definitely was the era of platformers for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think if it was like saying, okay, like we have to compete directly with Donkey Kong Country, but like I really think that they thought they needed their donkey kong country so it's it's different enough where like you don't feel like they're the same type of game but at the same time like i just like that and vector man yeah 
I like with those side scrolling, like really interesting art style uh, games. Uh, I always felt they, you know, wanted their Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Did, did and then around. Else... Oh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, did anyone else find it odd, like an Earthworm Gym, when you would like fire your gun, like no bullets would come out? It would just show the blast from it. And that's, and that's like how yep. you would shoot things. I, just, I found it so strange there were no bullets. It's like a ray gun. The only, right? Yeah. Yep, and 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 in uh, in first person games, it's usually like that. Like you don't usually see bullets coming out in first person games, but in side scrollers, like you almost always have to because you need to, you know, you need to time your shot with like where your enemy's going to be. Um, so yeah, it was. It's uh, uh, now that you mention it, I remember like shooting the gun. It's like, is is, is anything happening? Right. Like, is anything? Right. Oh it's yeah, the guy's off. dying. Yeah. yeah. And then Vector Man is the complete opposite. You had enormous <laughs> projectiles coming yeah. out of your gun. And then we're going to wrap it up with uh, Night Warriors, which is Darkstalkers, right, for Saturn. So yeah. wonderful. Yeah, this is this is one of those games for me. I, I, I'm not a fighter guy, but I, I love Darkstalkers. And um, beautiful artwork. Yeah, I mean, I I, I actually have, um, you know, actually have uh, one of the the marquees over my game room door that I found at a antique shop. For like fifteen bucks. Oh, there you go. So yeah, Dark Stalkers marquee. That's cool. cool. So, mm-hmm. but I, I do love that series. I just the characters are just so interesting, you know. Yeah, and then we get to move over to, to uh, Gray Ghost for a few things. He always has some really interesting grabs. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Definitely. So, boy, Monster Rancher Battle Card Episode Two. That's a mouthful. Monster. Monster Rancher was big back in those days, and I it's just one of those things like anything that seemed like it was kind of monster capturing yep. Pokemon-ish, like I never could get I into. I remember playing the first one because it was cool as you could put CDs in to make different monsters. I thought that was that was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot about I that. I never touched it after that. I just remember that part. <laughs> and then Zone of the Enders for PlayStation 2. This was yeah, big. So it, it just it was big uh, because it had like, the disc in it, right? The the demo disc. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Everyone wanted that new bit of Metal yeah. Gear, and that's how you got it. And then it was like, oh, and also there's this weird shooty game that I mean, a lot of people liked it. Um, and there was a, eventually an HD yeah. remake, right? There was like a yeah, yeah. like a was it, did it have both of them in there? I think so. I yeah. think it did. And he he picked up. We were talking about Saturn before. He got a Saturn console with some games, right? Yes. Nice. Um, I've never played Sonic 3D Blast. Anybody? It's not bad. Nope. It's it's not great. It's not yeah, great. I've, I'm pretty sure, like after Sonic and Knuckles, there probably was not another great Sonic game. That is absolutely not true. Really. Sonic CD I is think amazing. Sonic CD came out before Sonic and Knuckles. I I disagree, even though I'm not sure <laughs> if you're right I, or not. I, I'm I'm thinking I'm right, but uh, but we'll... okay. Assuming that Sonic CD came out later, you're wrong. If it came out okay. earlier, then you're okay. right. We'll go with we'll go with I'm right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, for for you got for now. Command and Conquer for Saturn, um, <laughs> which man, those kind of games are not good to play on the consoles. I don't think right. Just no mouse support. Um, I like the game. I can't imagine not. Yeah, I mean, even I played that on a PC back then, uh, <laughs> just because you can't do that. You can't do that very well on a console. Um, and then he got some. You 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 may you may be right about Sonic and Knuckles. I, by the way, you know, 
I'm not the host. I'm not the host for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's your it's your computer. I'm old. That's that's why I know these things. And uh, he got some what imports, uh, including what Deep Fear. I don't. If you know. say so. I don't. I don't know that one. I just know people were very excited about that one. That yes. he got Deep Fear. Well, we'll just um, we'll um, fear the deep. I'm look. Uh, I wonder if it was something else over here. I don't know, um, but sounds scary. Well, it has. It's. It sounds like it has something to do with things that are underwater. So I'm going to guess that it is silent. Service. That would be fantastic. That's good enough <laughs> for me. Very good. And then we'll move on to Invader G2, right? Did you see this first little thing that he got there? The uh, yeah, that I'm, I'm assuming that that is uh, uh, like a toy. Yeah, I think it's like one of those small scale yeah, little yeah. I, I think pinballs. I think there was I think there was concern on the forums whether um Israel or myself would be um bidding that one up. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let him have Mortal Kombat, right? Oh, of course, of course. There you go. Um yeah, well Richard the pinball guy, the, there was a ton of these like little pinball games, right? Yeah, there there were. I mean, I remember playing one, um my uh, my uncle had one when I was growing up called Atomic Pinball. And it's uh, just a little small, you know, thing, and th- they're they're horrible. But when you're a kid, I mean, you just spend hours playing it. You know, they're just they're so awesome when you're a kid. So up next is a hard one to find, right? Yeah, I actually found this one at a flea market with the manual, and had to make the very hard decision whether or not to flip it because I got it for a really good price. Or to try to find a loose box for it, which is going to be very difficult. <laughs> right. So, uh, but yeah, Invader uh, found a Battletoads Double Dragon cart. Yeah. Um, God, these games are hard as nails. <laughs> yeah. There was some, like, uh, you know, like uh, 30 things that were, you know, that sucked about playing games in the 90s list that, like, popped up on BuzzFeed or something yesterday or today. And, like... It's always number one is like the like the wind tunnel level in, in uh, Double Dragon or Battletoads. I don't, oh like the this whatever like the speeder thing. Yeah, oh, when you're like when you're on that bike. like when you're on that like like bike <sighs> that can't seem to decide if it has gravity or not. Yeah, or even the oh the snake level. Yeah. Oh man, we could go on, but uh, yeah, Battletoads Double Dragon, tough one to find. Definitely. So. Good grab, and then we up. Uh, to uh, Mr. Sir Psycho, he he got my controller. How did that yeah. happen? The Duke. Yeah, the Duke controller. I, I I really like this controller. You're People, the only one. No, I'm not. Well, I don't care if I'm the only one. I don't like things because I want to be popular. <laughs> I like what I like. Um, I I really do like the original Xbox. Uh, it, it feels like you're just holding a couple of potatoes. Now, do you guys remember, like, the lead-up to the Xbox where they were saying, we spent so much time doing so many research studies about exactly the way people want yeah. controllers? Yeah, but that's what every company who ever creates a controller ever says. But they spent, like, oh, my God. I remember they just pounded that into the ground, like, oh, we did like, so we much had, research. We, we had focus groups, and we talked to a billion people for 40 billion hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then you got in your hand, you're like, this is horrible. Yeah. This well, you you say that, but as a as a full grown adult with adult <laughs> with adult hands, 
<laughs> and let me tell you, it's an it's a it's a good experience having a controller that's not too small for a change. All right, let's just point out that they moved next to the controller S, the smaller one, right? They did due to public peer pressure. Uh, and then in the 360 <laughs> to one that was probably even a little smaller than that. Definitely. And, then, and, and I'm enjoying it. And then in the Xbox One to one even a little smaller than that. Yeah, they did. I'm okay with that. I'm just saying I liked playing Outlaw Golf <laughs> with the Duke. It was you're not, like, not going to jump into the middle of this one, Rich? It was slightly smaller than the Steel Battalion controller. No, I'm just going to let you guys... Duke it out. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, I, I just, I just like it because it's named after John Wayne. So there you go. Exactly. Are you trying to say that's not named after me? Oh, well. He also got <laughs> Outrun for the Sega Master System. Moving on. Yeah. And outrun. the sequel to Shining Force. No. Lightning Force. <laughs> that is false. And, and let me just point out, this is spelled correctly. Because I, yes, that is the way know. it's spelled on the box. We yep. all and, know the Lightning and, Force. And the only reason I know that is because I had a copy of this in my uh, video store sale of a couple years ago. And I had to like double take when I'm listing the game. Like, no, it's Lightning Force. <laughs> it's not now, as dark I, as it used to be. Yeah. Now, now I'm, am I correct in this? And that is one of the Thunder Force series, correct? Yeah, I believe it's Thunder Force 4. 4. I believe it was released as 4 in yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Yes. The yep. prequel to Shining Force 3. No. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what is a prequel? Is Streets of Rage 2. It's I think that's not a... Well, the one in the middle is not the prequel, right? No, it's a prequel to Streets of Rage 3. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. It's the best one. I, mm, I would have to debatable. say... Yeah, I would have to say like it's the one that I played the most. There's no debate. Oh no, it's no, debatable. It's a, oh, it's a debate. That, no, I'm, did I'm pretty you sure see, we had like a, a community last... playthrough. Yes, and, and I think pretty much everybody chimed in, right? You, you would, you would, yeah, pretty much, and and it was pretty split. I mean, a lot of people really liked the first one better, and um, I'm included in that group. I, I definitely played more of two, but just you know, taking a month to play all three games, I would say that I enjoyed the first one the most. I I demand a vote. <laughs> I demand you'll, you'll an over probably battle. not get one you'll just you know you can go read the forum it's, it's <laughs> on there it's in there black and white and red whatever I know the truth <laughs> and then, also, uh, also we, we've reprogrammed the Duke controller to be able to navigate the forums now due to popular demand of people wanting to use the Duke controller while browsing no the internet there's no demand for oh yeah it's a, it's a debate alright <laughs> And then he got Ogre Battle for the PlayStation. So yeah, the Ogre Battle games, um, I know there's always people looking for Ogre Battle. Um, it's another in the long list of uh, games that I haven't played. Too difficult for me. Really? Is it, a Is it tactics -y? It's tactics. It's okay. just like hard tactics. Yeah. So th th there's no easy mode? Um, I don't know on some other versions, but from what I played, I'm like, uh, it's too much for me. Mm. And some people probably love those kind of games, but uh, yeah, too much for me. But they're very popular. Like I said, I know they're very sought after. So there you go. And then moving on to The Disposed Hero. Yup. Uh, yes. he's, he's, speak, he's speaking our language. Mm -hmm. Picked up a lot of consoles. Seems to be a Saturday kind of month in here too, right? 
Yep. Well, the planets are aligned. Oh, there we go. Is it the age of Aquarius? It must be. The well, age well, of it, Aquarius? Well, at least the dawning of it. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So he picked up uh, three consoles right off the bat, right? He did. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Saturn. Very good. Yeah. And some hard, games hard to go, to go on. And some good games to go on. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Games. And, and we, we've said it a million times, but not you know not terribly rare, but just great games. Well, a few of them are, but uh, just great, great, great games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rich, what did you get for the NES? I uh, got Zelda. Metroid, Super Mario Brothers, and Super Mario Brothers Three. I, I don't think you can go wrong with those four games. That yeah. is that is some great weekend. Yeah. Do you guys remember like the old Zelda, like the original Zelda commercial that came out? Oh yeah. Tic Tacs. That real frantic commercial, like a mad scientist lab. I'm like, yeah. And this guy is just like in black clothes, just like looking at the walls like a crazy person. Zelda, Zelda. Yeah, that was great. And um, some Super Nintendo games, right, Bill? Yeah, go, went with one of your favorites. Got a Final Fantasy three, mm-hmm. um, Super Mario RPG, which Again, is you know yeah. no big deal to you anymore. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's still definitely awesome. Um, spoiler alert: uh, Pearl, uh, Super Metroid. <laughs> it's not which, Pearl. It's holy. Uh, which is awesome. Uh, Super Punch Out. Once again, awesome. Yoshi's. I still, oh, I still do not have Super Punch Out. Uh, you really, have you? But you played it? Oh, yeah, I played it. Okay. But, um, it's such a great game. There's always yeah. like lots of copies at the local store, but they're always beat up. Yeah. What, so. did, what did you guys think about the Wii version? Uh, I wasn't a big fan. I Yeah, I didn't love it. I don't own okay. it, but I, I played it at a friend's house. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, I didn't fall in love with it. Yeah. But and obviously they had like the motion way to play where like you were throwing your fists. Um, but I found the game uh, too imprecise to play that way. So yeah. I just went old school, flip it sideways, hold it like a controller. Yeah, so did I. That's the only way to more, play that game. Yeah. Needed more Mike Tyson on it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's it's great that it has some of the old iconic characters, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it doesn't feel like the same game without like the reward of Tyson at the end. I agree. Yeah. There was a lot of hype around it. I was yeah, I got sucked That's into good. the hype. Not that great, but it's good. Yeah. And you were saying Yoshi's Island and then Zelda Link to the Past. Link to the Past, man. You're a big fan, right? Fantastic man, li- game. Li- uh, if you're not playing Link to like, I don't, uh, you should be playing Link to the Past like once a year. Best best Zelda game. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I agree. I think so. I'm, make, I'm slowly making my way through. Uh, I was making pretty good progress on Link Between Worlds. Um, and then something happened. Like, I forget what happened. But then I like. You know, wasn't play. I think I'm reading more now because I played 3ds at home, mm. and now that I'm like reading a book, like whenever I get in bed, I'm reading instead of playing. But I was making really good progress in Link Between Worlds for a while. Mm. And then All Stars, right? Super Mario All Stars, yeah. Yep. yeah. And and I didn't see the picture, but I don't know if it's All Stars plus Worlds. But either way, great, great, great game to have. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's okay. just the just the standard All Stars. Yeah. I will have to say, I mean, if you could create the perfect cartridge game, isn't Super Mario All-Stars plus World? Like it, it, like if you could have like one game on a desert island for the rest yeah. of your life, very possibly. That's probably it. I think so. And then um, F-Zero. Uh, love F-Zero. So, some of the best music yeah. that you'll hear, especially like fast-paced rock. Yeah. That's I'm surprised oh, to hear that both of you are such big F Zero oh, fans. I love it. I think wow, it's so you, great. You know what you know I love fast racing. 
I know you love Extreme G. Extreme G. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I just F Zero is just one of those games that you know you can you can pick it up for five bucks or less usually. Yeah. And uh, oh it, yeah, it's it, to me it's just a must-have for the Super Nintendo. Such a great game. And I, and I didn't love it at first because it's hard. Like at least like for me like I was like I can't just like ride the edge of the track. <laughs> I can't do that on no. You have to learn how to turn good <laughs> in yeah. this game. You you, ha- you really have to learn how to break. You know, break and turn. You know, yes. use the use your top use your top buttons left and right. Yeah, yeah. and 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 like most uh, good racing games, like they need to teach you how to play them the correct way. Like, uh, remember Gran Turismo got all these like ama- the first one got all these amazing reviews. The game is constantly trying to tell you you're going too fast around this hairpin turn, dude. Slow your car <laughs> down. Yeah. Yeah, and then Super R Type, not my favorite R Type, but that's a, not no, a, bad, not a game. bad game. And then moving on to uh, Saturn Type, we've got another Resident Evil. Speaking of, I looked up uh, what was it, Deep something? Uh huh. Deep the, Fear. Yeah, Deep Fear. Um, and it came out shortly after Resident Evil. It's like pretty much a Resident Evil ripoff. Oh, okay. like like same style. Like you have to use like first aid sprays to heal. Same inventory system, same controls, uh, and same like crazy bad dialogue and translation. Ah, the master of unlocking. Yes. So I see. Uh, Jill I sandwich. Just, so yeah. So maybe it uh, is a, is a cool like you know uh, quirky pickup if you like that crazy stuff. <laughs> there you go. And uh, looks like he backed the Kickstarter for Retro Magazine. Um, cool. That I miss, interest you guys at all anymore? Uh, it it magazines. I'm interested in acquiring Nintendo powers and EGMs, especially like ones that like you know I had growing up that were like from eras that I love. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if I'm that super interested in picking up a new one that they're gonna make, even though I'm happy that someone's yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Rich? the same way. I, I would really love to pick up Nintendo powers. My my game store had like the first two hundred. Um, the first two hundred uh, issues for sale at one point, and I, and I oh, hey. really considered that, but the price point was just it was just too much for me. But uh, but you know, for me, yeah. you know, having flipped through those things as a kid and and returning, you know, the nostalgia would be worth it to me. But um, you know, newer magazines about games I played when I was a kid, I, I just you know, I, I I I don't have any interest. But you know, I know a lot of people that do so. Yeah, I mean, I definitely support yeah, the, it. The point know? of view, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm glad someone's doing it, but like the the point of view from someone writing about something that they're nostalgic about versus someone who's writing about this thing yes. when it's a new thing, like it's 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 totally different. Plus, like you really do flip through some of these old magazines and these crazy memories of like I remember this when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I read this, and I you know like. The whole thing is like rediscovering that, and like the uh, to me like only like the magazines I had when I was a kid can do that. So that's why they're kind of like on the list of things to grab. But uh, but yeah, glad someone's doing it. Not particularly for me. Yeah, and then uh, wrapping it up, we've got Fatal Frame one and three. I know a lot of people are into these Fatal Frame games. Uh, they're yeah. really. Supposed to be scary. Never really played them. Like all you can do is take pictures of things, right? Yeah, you have a camera. And that's all I know about it. And you have, do you take the fatal frame? 
I, right. So I think you're supposed to like explore this like haunted place. Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's just a place you went. And like you can only like capture things like in the camera. And sometimes you have to be like so close to something or else the picture won't come out. So like it's scary because like you don't know what's going to happen until like you see a picture. And then all of a sudden something like crazy and disturbing is like in your picture. And it's like. I don't know. I've never really been a person who wants to be like, you know, jump out at me scared. Um, but people like these I, games. I thought, I thought when, when I first saw these titles, like the spines of these titles before I looked at the covers, I always thought that they were just some, it would be just some awesome, like brutal, like bowling game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fate are free. Like, like time killers yes, meets exactly. bowling. That... Mm. <laughs> that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah, Somebody copyright. get on that. I'll I'll kickstart that game. People's heads exploding when you get ah, strikes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Strike! Don't leave us spit it. Uh, and then moving over to Rustly Man. Just a couple of things, but um, Robocop. Yeah, complete yeah. Box. Yeah, complete NES. Robocop for the NES, which was really cool. Freeze, I can't, can't fault him there. My favorite movie. My wife actually bought me the movie poster for Christmas this year. That's awesome. Any movie cool. where you hit a guy with a car and he liquefies? <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, we, we had mentioned this on the show before, and I think specifically uh, Banana had responded to it. We talked about how nobody does violent sci-fi anymore nope. like Paul nope. Verhoeven did. The master. Quality stuff. And now we have to put up with some garbage. Robocop remake. You you know, you're you're in real danger of sounding like a guy in your like mid to late thirties. Uh look, here's the thing, (laughs) right? Here's the thing with with Robocop. Robocop. As soon as I saw this, I went, I'm done. He has human hands. In the title of the movie is Robo. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. As in robot, as in he should be a robot. But I don't think he has legs. But he has like mm-hmm. just dude hands. He does. But no thanks. No that thanks. Seems, I don't know. That seems like a w- weird. What, what did it from? But if you were a a in a, an inferior RoboCop with human hands, you would probably love the zipper third party NES controller. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you not loving it. I love mine. <laughs> I really do. Bishu uh, made some good and bad controllers back in NES days, and these are good ones. Um, the joysticks they put out, no, no, not so good, but they had like these really bright colors, right? Mm-hmm. You guys see these, they like the, like these neon green, like hot pink and yellow. And they had like the zippers that the, um, what was they, they had these like flight stick one. I can't remember the name of that one. Zinger, I want to say. <laughs> they were all like zipper, zinger. They had the zoomer, which was the the steering wheel. Uh, man, Bishu, and they had like a big, anyway, cool stuff. <laughs> just cool stuff. I recommend, uh, zipper, I recommend the zipper. Yeah, you're just getting real excited. Now, if, now with, were, the zippers, were the zippers the ones that had like multiple levels of turbo for each button? Yes. Okay, I think I know which ones you're talking about. Yes, almost as good as the uh, Joy Card Sansui SSS. <laughs> I so guess this, is what ha- this is what happens when we have one 
accessory yes. enthusiast. It is. I'm all show. alone. <laughs> I'm all alone. Okay, moving so, on. Man, then. Speaking of like, awesome yeah. things. <laughs> but me. Thanks. Speaking of awesome stuff, Tech Wizard was able to procure a Mortal Kombat 4 complete in box for the Mortal N64. Mortal Kombat! I watched the movie yesterday. Sarah was very angry with me. Dun, 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 well, that's what why? she kept saying. Like I kept like uh, turning it up when the fight scenes were happening, and she was like, are they playing the same song for every <laughs> fight scene? And I was yes. like, no. One of them is... And this other one is like... Fight! They're very similar. I'll grant you that. Goro is so horrible. Yeah. They made him uh, whatever. But yeah, Mortal Kombat 4, um, I actually tried, really tried to get back into Mortal Kombat because I was like, oh, maybe it'll be cool again. No. And one thing I remember about Mortal Kombat 4 was everyone kind of had the same combos. That was the 3D one, right? The right. It was 3D the 3D one. one. So like for Ugh. any fighter you were, you just ran up to somebody and hit like the same like four or five buttons and then roundhouse kick. And then they would fly across the street and then you would run at them again, like butt, butt, like, or, uh, like punch, 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 kick, 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 roundhouse. And I did this like 48 times in a row and then I beat the game. So I just like one night, since I could do this with every character before like YouTube and the internet existed, I beat the game with every single character, like at a sleepover party. <laughs> and there are some really good endings in this game. Oh, there you go. I loved when th there's one character who like, I think his name is Sheik, if I remember correctly. And he kind of has like ultimate warrior face paint on. But he just looks kind of like a regular guy. And then when you beat the game, the ending cinematic is like he kind of like relaxes his stance, walks over to a chair, and then morphs into Shao Kahn. And then it's over. And you're like, <gasps> it's him. I, I was Shao Kahn. I think you were supposed to announce spoilers. <laughs> it was really cool. Before. No, 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 no. Oh. This, this, this game is 40 years old. That's the statue of limitations. Hey! <laughs> the Xbox controller? <laughs> he went with the club nintendo calendar oh, throwback boo. to last episode boo yeah well, i think it was what we said the gold prize so gotta go with that poster set son no i think it's the gold prize it's like <laughs> yet. oh we're right, right, right and then we have some pickmans oh two. man got the pickmans uh, uh uno mm. and dos as well as an animal crossing uh all solid uh, gamecube titles mm -hmm. you guys and... ever play uh animal crossing no I'm not I've got say it for GameCube. My daughter played it for a little while. I was just going to say, I'm not going to say it's like for girls or a girly game, but my wife loves it. Yeah, my oldest played it for a while. Yeah, years she's, back. Play she's playing New Leaf, which I think is the 3DS one. Yeah, yep, that is. That is. And then some Legend O Zelda playing cards. Awesome. In case you, case you want to play cards with <laughs> Link and Zelda, I guess, right? Yeah. You were those mean, the? I think there was one of those. Was the Club Nintendo prizes? Was that what those came from? It's never solitaire when Link and Zelda are with you. Ooh, there you go. And then the combo, yeah. right? Yeah, I saw several of these uh, throughout the scores, right, Rich? Uh, I I think this was the only one. Oh, I, th I thought I spotted this a few times. The uh, the Eco Shadow uh, PS3 nope, combo this is the pack. Only one I saw. Maybe this was just the one that yeah. stood out. Maybe so many people yes. quoted it because yes. they loved it so much that I was probably looking at those the same picture over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then um, one that kind of went along with one of our oh, playthroughs, right? Great game. Tough great, game. Great, great, great game. 
Yes. Like immediately tough. Like second screen, you're like, why have I died 35 times? <laughs> like I'm like right at the beginning of the game. But yeah, really good. Abe's and then, Odyssey. And then lastly, we get... Um, Congratulations. Elder Scrolls Anthology on the PC, right? Yeah, this is one of those like the last game you have to buy for like five months <laughs> games. Yeah, it almost makes me want to have a PC. <laughs> well, I mean, besides like obviously the newest, you know, Skyrim being on there, um, there's a lot of good gameplay in Morrowind and Oblivion. If you don't mind kind of going back a couple generations, because obviously they're not going to look quite as pretty and all that stuff, and like the the systems haven't been like as refined. But if you're just ta- if you like that like you know Skyrim Fallout style, you know, kind of like exploratory open world gameplay, um. Uh, there's not a lot of better, you know, collections to get than this. I would still just beg Bethesda, just give me Morrowind in the Skyrim skin. You know what I mean? Uh, that sounds like something modders could do if they, uh, you know, really wanted to. That would be that would be tons of fun. I you mean you mean like you mean to redo Morrowind in the Skyrim engine? Yes, that's what. Oh I mean. wow, yes. yeah, that would definitely be a big uh, upgrade. That would be awesome. And then we're over to the retro rage. And yeah, man, this oh one, man, Bill, this man, one. I can't believe, and I don't know if I maybe missed it, but I couldn't believe that Shadow wasn't immediately like banning him from the <laughs> forums. So not only, uh, and and it's not in the best shape in the world, but whatever, it's it's super rare. So not only did Retro Rage get a complete in box pitfall for the 32x with the manual and the poster, but it was just sent to him. How's that happen? I wish I knew. I mean, I, I didn't get mine for a bad price, so I'm not complaining. I think I pay I paid about forty bucks for mine. Um, but this is unheard of. I mean, uh, and and I, and I think in his post uh, he said like I really think we should change the name of the site to RF Generous. Yeah, I think we've got another um, co-host later that's gonna have a uh, a nice gift too. So uh, hmm. It's good, uh, good, good people. Yep. Good people. Happens. And then we're not done with the 32X-ness, right? No one is ever done. The 32X is like <laughs> a disease. You think that it's gone. You think that you took like medicine for it, and it's like, nope, it's still infectious. I will agree. It's like <laughs> it's a like, It's like you think so, people uh, start stop talking about it, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> He he just doesn't. Oh, I mean, they just don't. None of them do, because <laughs> who doesn't want to be like in charge of the Star Trek bridge? I think it would be a tough job. Maybe I don't want to do that. It would be a tough job, um, which is why, like, at the end of a long hard day simulating uh, the Star Trek uh, bridge, um, you can you know put on your fire gear and then put that fire out with your Fahrenheit hose. Hmm. <laughs> There you go, or not, right? Because you could just play the 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 Sega CD version that's packed in, right? <laughs> you could, but you could. Uh, it wouldn't be as nice. Uh, Fahrenheit actually, if if you've never uh, Fahrenheit's super duper cheap, you can find it like literally anywhere. Yeah, I do see and, it a lot, and uh, uh, um, it's got amazingly bad dialogue, like you know, like games that are like comically bad. It's not as bad as Resident Evil. But it's got a phenomenally, like, poorly acted and, uh, di- like, you know, written uh, intro sequence if you... So, r- before we get too far, I do want to mention that the, the member that sent Pitfall to Retro Rage was Ray's. Okay. Oh, there you go. Very nice. He, he, threw, he threw that in the post, so just want to give him a shout out for that. 
amazingly generous uh, feat. Yeah, and uh, boy, you know, the only one I think I see more often than that a lot is I see truckloads of double switch. Yeah, there's a lot of that out there. Oh, man, yeah, so bad, so bad. And then uh, he got Mega Man X for the PC? Yeah, this reminds me of when I was in, like, grade school. You guys ever have book fairs? They still have those. So the book... Yes, Scholastic. Oh, they do? Oh, that's... I can't... I can't wait for the kids to get to book reading age. And then we can read all of the stuff. But, <laughs> but uh, so I don't know if it was how it works now, but do you, is it like a book fair that they just bring stuff to the school or you guys get like a catalog? No, they bring it to the it? school actually, which is, which is cool. And they have nights Ooh. that you can, you know, you can go out there. So I'm sure that I will take my kid and end up spending more money on myself with invisible ink games <laughs> and Mad Libs. <laughs> Rich nice. is just like I love Curious George. <laughs> well, dude, like the the book fair was always a huge time for us because like we got like a yes, catalog, get that too. Um, and like you could look through all the books and you could you know you check off ones you want. And there was always a very small computer mm-hmm. game section. And I ordered a Mega Man game for like the you know the two eighty six or three eighty six like many many years ago. And uh, I remember because you know they shipped everything, so it took a while to come in. And I remember, like, it was, like, reading time in class or something, and, like, the orders came in, and, like, the teacher's, like, handing them out. And I'm so super excited. And then I see her pick up this, like, enormous Mega Man box. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. I know it's it. I know it's it. And then she looks up, and our eyes meet. And I just, like, slowly nodded, like, yup, bring that right over here. (laughs) And I played that thing to death. It was great. And then you met Kevin Bacon. Yes. (laughs) That was years later, though. And I said... He said, hi, I'm Kevin Bacon. And I said, one time at the book fair, I got a copy of Mega Man for the computer. And your eyes met. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't return my calls. <laughs> but yeah, Retro Rage with his Mega Man X for PC, definitely awesome. And he also, uh, in um, as long as we're on the awesome train, at first I thought these Ninja Turtle action figures were regular size. And then I saw like the things that were in yeah. there for scale. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> They're enormous. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you put these things, right? I, I don't remember those. I, I don't I, either. I had I don't the originals they, I mean, with the, the compressed the, the, ads. Right. Yeah. Right. The little like four or five, uh, uh, you know, inch tall, like, you know, right. you like yeah. rubberized head uh, uh, deal. Um, and I thought it was cool how like their like uh, their weapon belts and stuff were all separate pieces so you could lose them. <laughs> and uh, but that yeah, was I mean, that was an important but yeah, feature. But, but yeah, these ones that he has, I mean, like they're kind of like the size of like, kind of like the size of like yeah, original yeah. GI Joes, right? Yeah. Like, and eight, they have crazy inches. eyes too. Yes, crazy eyes. <laughs> so very good, very good. And um, man, moving on, yeah. we've got Techie, yeah. right? Yep. Techie's back. Yeah, he's been a little busy because his ducks are playing so incredibly well. But uh, when he's not watching hockey, he's grabbing uh, grabbing some pretty cool games. He got uh, on the super, uh, sorry, uh, the SMS uh, kick with a copy yeah, of Space great Harrier. Game. I mean, uh, I don't, I actually don't have the Sega Master System version, but this is another one of those games that was just so it's iconic good. in the arcades. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get the Space Area mm-hmm. 3D. Yep, from Master System yep. with the glasses. And, I, and uh, were we talking about this? Uh, how the uh, the power base converter also works with 3D glasses? Yes, it does. I mean, I don't yeah. know if we were talking about it, but I know it does. 
Yeah, I found that out just recently, and I never had thought of that before. I'm like, ooh, I could just keep the power base converter hooked yep. up for 3D games. For awesomeness. And Fatal Frame 2. More We're bowling. back to Fatal Frame again. Another Fatal Frame. <laughs> so lots of deadly cameras. I think deadly cameras is a better name for the game. And uh, and and games then that have nothing to do with deadly cameras at all are Abidox and yeah, uh, yeah. Kid Icarus, right? Icarus. What was that cartoon, a Nintendo cartoon with Kid Icarus? And oh, he said, Captain Icus. N. Captain N, yeah. Oh. And I yeah. like, so, and he was like trying to like join this other guy's cool club, and he's like, "Well, if you grow a few inches and get rid of that Icus problem, like we'll see what we can do." Oh man! And remember, like Mega Man was like what green or something? Yeah. And oh, it was so terrible. God, that shit was terrible. Yeah. I mean, for for every great show or animated like '80s or '90s series we talk about, there was a good two or three that were just not worth yeah. looking at. So sad. So sad. And then, uh, boy, what? Uh, Neo Geo Gold X Mega Pack Volume 1. Say that three times fast. Now, is this one of the, like, expansions? I think it's, like, the, one of the cards for the new, like, uh, the new Neo Geo that came out. Which, right. Which died very quickly. <laughs> Wasn't there, like, a legal thing? Uh, I think they lost the license. Right, but, like... Uh, who? Because who made it? What was the name of the company that actually it manufactured some, it? It was some other company. Yeah, because like the company who like manufactured it, like got in a beef with Neo Geo, and both of them were like, like one of them was like they broke the deal, and the ones who were there, like they were like, we didn't break the deal. We're gonna keep selling this thing. So like you knew it was getting ugly pretty quick. Yeah, it kind of fell apart, but uh, that was an interesting idea anyway, right? Yeah. Definitely. Um, I was. It was a neat try, you know. We'll we'll we'll, at least, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And um, then we're gonna move over to Souza. Souza got some Huge good stuff. PS2 lot. Yeah. I'm not sure when it comes to PS2 things uh, what the number of titles are in the library. I mean, is it probably like, like, like two thousand or something? It's up there. It's uh, man. I mean, it's got to be between eighteen hundred and twenty two hundred, right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's got to be pretty sky high. But, I mean, he literally got, like, a truckload of these things. I mean, we're pretty yeah. wide variety. I mean, there's... Yeah, just looking at the uh, just looking at the picture. And the way he laid it out is really nice. So you can kind of get a glimpse of, like, most of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, the fronts of most of these games. Uh, like, the weird one that sticks out to me is Reservoir Dogs. Because it's not one that I really saw a whole lot of, yeah. like, when it was out. And it's weird because my my uncle is, voices one of the characters in it, um, which is just seems like the weirdest. I was looking at my uncle's IMDb page one day, and it says Reservoir Dogs video game, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll come across this game at some point." But uh, I still have never seen it in the wild. Hmm. And all I've got to say is, I see two copies of the Friends game in there. <laughs> <laughs> one for you, I, and one for a friend. I am color me jealous. And there's also, uh, man, there's no fewer than one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven rock band games in there. Because when you count, like, you know, one, two, all the expansion packs and everything. So somebody had fun with rock band on the PS2. Now, rock band is awesome. Yeah. Rock band is awesome. It's, so. it's, it's a game that I can't imagine ever not wanting to fire up. Like, there's times when I'm, when, like, I'm just, like, hanging out and I'm like, oh, 
I should probably play Rock Band. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you definitely got to get on that. And then we're going to move back to the NES. A couple of these are, you know, you know, not uh, wonderfully common, like Kickle Cubicle. Yep. It's yeah, common. Game. Yeah, good game. Balloon Fight is a, it's one of my wife's favorite games. Yeah. It's just Joust. Yeah. Yep. It's no, Joust it's bal- with two chances. No, it's Balloon Fight. <laughs> you have a balloon. They do have the other mode, though, in Balloon Fight that makes it not Joust. Yes. So there you go. And then uh, we're back to Mendel Palace again. Yeah, yeah, another one of that. You got uh, uh, the Shinobi. Yes, Shinobi. Yeah, real um, good cart. Not as good as the Master System version, but it's a good try. It's a mm-hmm. good try. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Battle of Olympus. Boy, that gets a lot of love. I think a lot of people really like Battle of Olympus, right? Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a great game. I, I think it's one that, for some reason, not a lot of people played. But the people that played it, I think, most like it. Yeah, we don't think and there was like a sequel, but um, that came out on DS. Um, I've got the that. So it's um, Legend of Heracles, I think, or whatever it is. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It was. It's actually the prequel to God of War. Not many people knew that. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my favorite games. On the well, NES. Yeah, well, it's loose, but Final Fantasy X's in there. Oh, wait, you were talking about NES? Yeah, I don't know where you're, what crazy tangent you're going off on, but... Uh, there's def- there's definitely a loose copy of Final Fantasy X. I couldn't let that go by. Are Let's... you talking about Donkey Kong? No, although Donkey Kong is in there. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. talking about the fantastic Guardian Legend. Guardian Legend. Yeah, yep. solid. Oh, man, that game is so good. Was that Great a, game. Was that a Broderbund? It was released out here by Broderbund, but it's okay. a compile game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. And you love compile. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, let's take like a, uh, you know, a, a game where you have to like run around as a character, and then you also get like shooting sections. That's <laughs> awesome. Just the best of both worlds. And then um, I haven't played this one, Lords of Shadow for Castlevania. It got some pretty good reviews though, right? Very yeah. hot and cold. Really. There are yeah. people who love this game, and there are people who hate this game. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't, Maybe one of I, these days, if it's cheap, I'll find out if I'm a lover or a hater. There you go. Um, I will tell you, For I played the demo, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. Like, without a doubt, one of the best-looking uh, uh, games I had played when I played the demo. So, uh, whatever that's worth. There yeah, you go. I, I never played it, but I saw a lot of screenshots and videos of it, and it, it is a beautiful game. Well, maybe one of these days I'll find a copy for cheap and give it a shot. <laughs> Let's move over to a guy that did not get Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Sloman, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. With his shield. Picked up a copy, a complete and box copy, Super Mario 3. Which is all, like, you know, just about as iconic a Nintendo box as you'll see out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I remember him saying that he had been looking for one, a very nice one for a long time. So, so congratulations. It's great find. Cool. That's, that's a good point. You do see that box a lot, but uh, it's very rare that it's like crispy. Mm-hmm. Like I got played a lot, right? I mean, absolutely, yeah. Right. And then we're over to Fokakis. Fokakis. Yeah, it looks like he went to this the giant Portland Retro Gaming Expo swap meet, right? Yeah, someday. That's that's on the bucket list for me. Oh man, too far away. Too far away. Well, it's very far away, but Newpoil is out there, and Fokakis uh, are out there, so 
Maybe we can do some beer tasting and swapping one of these years. Oh, there you go. And a um, couple couple good games here, right? Yep. Yeah, more than a few, yeah. Um, so what did you get up first? My, the, You mean the Mega Man game? Are you, are you trying to bait me into talking about Mega Man 4? Because <laughs> I'll talk about Mega Man 4. Uh, well, we know. I was, <laughs> I was kind of talking about the one before that. But, now, uh, you mean Ninja Gaiden 2? Yes. What would you say is the best uh, of the three on the NES? Ooh. Or, or your favorite. Let's go with that. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think I can. Uh, I don't think you I can do that. You love one, right? Huh? Can you rank them? No. Really? Because so they're, they're... they're all kind of different. So Yeah, they are. And they're all really good in their own way. <laughs> and really difficult. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that doesn't matter. I mean, they're awesome. You a Gaiden fan, uh, Rich, as much as uh, Duke is? Not as much as Duke, but I, I do like the games. They're a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Some of the best games on the NES, period. Played them yeah. a lot growing up, yeah. Yeah, it's a good and, series. And some of the most expensive uh, Play Choice 10 carts, just interesting side note. Did they Did they go all the way through three? Uh, I know one is out there. I'd have to check on the others. Interesting. And then, uh, yeah, Mega Man 4. Okay, and then moving on, we've got... <laughs> Pharaoh uh... Man. <laughs> yeah, we know, Bill. You love, you love that one. Toad Man. Yeah. So Dust. Where they, they hadn't Dust quite, Man. They hadn't quite run out of ideas yet. No, not until they got to, like, like Biscuit Man and... Sphinx like, Man? Yeah, Bread Box Guy. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever played... Um, Mega Man powered up on the PSP? No. Nope. You guys should check that one out. It's basically um, a re, it's a re, revamped version of Mega Man 1, um, but it also has a new boss guy in there, Oil Man, if I remember correctly. Um, and it also has, like, you can create a level. It's kind of interesting. But anyway, um, Toe Jam and Earl, Planet uh, Funkatron. You guys Toe Jam and Earl, guys? Never got into it. Yeah, yeah, I, I tried, you know. But the first one's, yeah, it's it's okay. But, yeah, the second one's just, it's it's, it's pretty nutty. Yeah, I couldn't get into them. I mean, I, I know feel, they're I, popular, I feel like, but. I feel like they wanted it to be a thing, and they marketed it as like, oh, it's going to mm-hmm. be the next thing. And then it got out there, and people were like, they can't fool us. This isn't worth being a thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a couple 2600 games, right? Yep, yep. A little firefighter and a little E.T. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Complete in box. <laughs> For good reason. Leave it in the box. <laughs> what about Firefighter, though? I don't know that one. Oh, it's, a, it's an iMagic title. Oh, then it's, they... it's Which, um, one of my one of my favorite developers for the system is iMagic. had some great games. Uh, but yeah, they did. This is not one of their books. <laughs> this is not one of them. <laughs> no. Just move on, move on. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then um, this game, man, gets a lot of love for some reason. It's a good you, game, Bushido yeah. Blade. Yeah, that's why it gets love. It's good. Yeah, and there's uh, not a whole there's not a whole lot of other things out there like it. Yeah, my my brother and I actually got this on release, and I, I just remember it's in the magazines were touting as like, you know, a great game. And what more would you want than having a fighting game where you know you were samurai? And you mm-hmm. and you had weapons, and you, and you know you could just real time like fight each other. So, 
And like and one it was, hit kills, man. Yeah, and it was great because like, oh, like you had limb. Da- I can't remember if it was the first one or second one. If you had limb damage, but I remember going over to a friend's mm-hmm. house, and like eight people were just sitting around. Like, you know, I got next. I got next, and everyone was playing. And the fight could go on for three or four minutes if they were being defensive or like swatting attacks away. Yep, yep. Or it could be like someone rushes in, breaks the guy's arm because he blocks with his arm instead of his sword. And yep. then his limp arm is hanging at his side. And now the whole dynamic of the fight changes. It was so cool. Yep. Yep. No, that was, that was this one. Uh, I, I remember yeah. that. Can you actually be like lying on the ground and like still swinging your sword? <laughs> yeah, because it's like there, there's a difference between like having like a limb or like a leg broken and being like dead or unconscious. <laughs> so like you could be like lying on the floor and then if someone walks up to you all like uh oh, I'm going to I'm going to like, you know, uh teabag this guy and then just like <laughs> arm with sword comes up. <laughs> it's it's like Will Ferrell in those Austin Power movies. I'm yeah. badly burnt, but I'm still alive. <laughs> uh you know Bushido's really cool. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> Uh, and then Odama for the GameCube. That's yeah. the one with the microphone, right? Yes, it Thanks, is. Thanks, Odama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. You had to do that, didn't you? It's, it's actually this... a big box game, and then it comes with the microphone. I actually have a copy of this. Yeah, there you go. It's like this a game huge, got a lot of coverage. Shogun pinball game. Yes. Odd. Very odd. <laughs> and then we're over to the Alien Syndrome. I like this game a lot. I played it on Master System. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've played the NES version. It's a Tengen, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Tengen. Yeah. Is it uh, pretty much the same game on both? It's the same game. I'd say it's mm-hmm. probably not as good a port, but yeah. it's the same yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, complete not box. Be, not to be confused with Xenophobe. No. No, <laughs> which is totally not fun on the NES at no, all. No, it's awful. <laughs> But the arcade game was kind of fun if you had like three friends playing. But if you if... think the NES version is bad, try playing Xenophobe on the twenty six hundred. No, thank you. No, thank you. Ah, and you were you know, we were speaking of the Pacific Northwest. We've got yeah. uh, Newpoil here, right? Yeah, one of my beer bros. Yeah, so he also joined the Kickstarter, right? Yeah, that kick- kickstarted that uh, uh, retro mag. Um, and, uh, uh, I think he was also at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. He may have been, but he bought, uh, boy, a lot of C64 stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys look yeah. up any of this stuff? Wow. No. No, I'm, I'm not. I, a few I, I'm, of them I, don't I know. know. These things. <laughs> a couple of them I know, but, um, I just have to point this out. I mean, Kinder Comp, uh, I'm not sure about that one, but... This next one sounds like a sexual offender. Number Naver Shape Grabber. <laughs> I'd kickstart a remake of that. I think uh, I think I would um, I'd call the cops on a Number Naver Shape Grabber. Do you think that's just the first part of the title of the next game, Home Babysitter? <laughs> maybe. maybe. Um, Here, park your kids in front of the computer. Now, go yeah. out on the town. Rich Rich is just giggling because he knows what all of these things are. <laughs> I do know uh, Radar Rat Race. I am oh, okay. familiar with that one. Um, Frogmaster, I, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta be a Frogger clone. No, it's it's not. I actually watched a video on it. It's really strange. Let's just say there are a lot of tadpoles. It's very suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're not tadpoles. Gotta, gotta make it home. 
And uh, what? Speed bingo math. <laughs> Sounds. <laughs> this might be the best thing I've ever heard. That that uh, <laughs> that cart was initially titled "What Am I 80? <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, Kickman, I did have for the C sixty four. Yeah, um, that's a neat game. The... It's weird though. It's Kickman. It's there was an arcade Kickman. Oh, was wasn't it? that okay. the original name of Kung Fu on the NES? Um, I don't know, but um, no. Is Kick is Kickman like a lawyer? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's uh, the law offices of Kickman, Kickman, Irving, and that's right. Sloman. It, it's actually a guy Irving with a top Kickman. hat on a motor on a not motor a unicycle. Yes, that can kick and his wow. legs out. And he's trying to catch balloons <laughs> on top of his head, to and also them. Pac-Man and and ghosts. Really strange <laughs> yeah, no, game. Yeah, there was an arcade game of that. Yeah, that's why it's an arcade port. Yeah, and and he got a fast load cart. And I see question marks beside this. So, Rich, did you put question marks there? I did. Is in you, what is this? You don't know what an an Epic's fast load cart is for? I do not. Okay, let me let me enlighten you for a moment. Please. So with the Commodore 64, you had the disk drive, the 1541 Commodore disk drive. And um, basically, the disk drive was essentially like a whole computer unto itself um, with the disk drive built in. It was very expensive. And it has like a serial cable that connected the two. Um, Due to some technicalities of the whole thing, the way they set the communication protocols or whatnot between the disk drive and the Commodore 64, it didn't utilize as much speed as it could. Basically, like I think like the firmware or something um, was, was, was poor. So Epix came out with the fast load cart, and basically what it did is it took over the operations of the drive to just do that. It made disk games load much faster than they did standard. So this was a huge thing for Commodore 64 people. You, I mean, you're talking gigantic amounts of difference in loading games. So everybody wanted a fast load cart. And, and stun silence. And now he owns it. Yeah. I Honestly, if you want to really play Commodore 64... <laughs> 40 years later, now he's faster. <laughs> That's right. You really... I mean, if you're going to try to use one, I mean, you have to have... I would say it's almost a requirement these days, unless you want to experience some ridiculously painful loading. Um, but yeah, I remember... Because I, when I had my C64, I did not have a fast load cart. And a friend of mine did. But unfortunately, my C64 died... A terrible death before I could get too far into it back then. But moving on to some um, Turbo Graphics 13 games. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was a Turbo Graphics 13. No, yeah, it was parents strongly cautioned. <laughs> <laughs> are these are these just slightly Whoops. poorer ports? <laughs> TG13. Uh, so- <laughs> This episode rated TG-13. <laughs> so we've got Legendary Axe and Dragon Spirit, which I like, I like playing Dragon Spirit on the NES, so I'm going to guess that's probably pretty good, too. It's it's very good. I have it. Um, the the graphics are enhanced. Um, Dragon Spirit's actually my favorite shooter on really? the NES. Yes. 
Wow, that says something. I love I love Dragon Spirit. Wow, that's uh, it's I would not go that pick. direction, but yeah. sure. <laughs> well, to each his own. That's right. And then the uh, is this the official title <laughs> for this next product? The, the next product? Well, that's what someone called it on the forum. So, <laughs> the super <laughs> creepy Luigi hand puppet. <laughs> <laughs> It's ri- it's written on the package. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's marketing genius. <laughs> what do you do with the hand puppet like that? Can Not put it on my hand. Wash you up with the super creepy Luigi hand puppet. <laughs> that's disturbing. Yeah. That's all oh, I got thanks, to say. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I always wanted a super creepy Luigi hand puppet. <laughs> it's strange yeah. looking, man. So I'm going to run away from that. <laughs> uh, on to our next member. It's beers. If the, you say so, the bears, <laughs> bears, the yeah. bears. Two for one. It's one of our. It's one of our new members. So appreciate them uh, posting. Um, I don't think he's that new. Well, August two thousand thirteen. So that's fairly new. Okay, we've uh, had bears I, on the I, I on the up. show a few up. times. I looked it up. <laughs> we've had beers before. <laughs> I had a, I had beers earlier tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in prep for the show, but he got a boy in his blob for the. Nintendo Wii. Yeah. Fantastic game. I've actually mm-hmm. played through that one. It's great. Really? Really? The Wii uh, uh, version that came out a couple years ago is not bad either. That is the Wii version we're talking about, Bill. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the <laughs> Nintendo one. No. Ah, uh, folks, yes, we record this late at night. So <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> more no, co- by now, more by coke, now it's early Bill. in the morning. More Coke. Uh, and then I don't even know what Sega adapters are. They allow you to adapt to your environment. Adapt Segas? <laughs> Rich, you wrote these down. Uh, can, you, can you hear me in the back? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're just power adapters. I don't even know why I put those on there. But whatever. <laughs> hey, I was, being, I was just trying. It was my first time doing the list. I was trying to be thorough. Okay. For foreshadowing for the next episode you you guys are you guys are being so critical of someone who did you like a real solid <laughs> you know it was a pretty big solid uh, I've, yeah. I've done it before it's not fun it's, it's like uh, it's it's a hazing you have to go you have to go through <laughs> it uh, we've all been through the pain enough and then super castlevania 4 yep the superest of castlevanias it is really pretty super yep good game not the best one but it is pretty super Yep. yep. Some people will say that it is, uh, but they would be incorrect. probably not right. Yeah, they would be incorrect. Yeah, it's but, no Simon's Quest for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. Let's move on to Bad Enough Dude. This guy always has some just really unique scores, you know? He does. Well, he's bad enough. So there you go. He got, um, I saw, you know, a few people in a few different places were in on this one. The Nightmare Busters, which was this new Super Nintendo release from like a gajillion years ago or something. Like they'd finally revamped and released this game that had like languished forever, I think is the idea. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with this. No, not either. Yeah, I kind of read a little bit of a thread on it and uh, don't quote me because I'm not an expert in this, but. I think basically that somebody had kind of revived this game from a long time ago and 
had been playing this release and and people had pre-ordered it like a gajillion years ago and then it finally 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 came out um so i think people were a little skeptical if it was ever going to see the light of day but it did um and so there you go and i don't even think it's homebrew i think it's uh like i said maybe a release of some old game that just never made it out but um, don't quote me on that um i won't nope and this uh boy i know i uh it's a dvd <laughs> yep i had to look that the up day that, i didn't know the day the earth stood still mm-hmm. and it's an oop comic-con only release that's out of print for you <laughs> amateurs i i knew what that man i yeah. thought uh you were just giving them guff but yeah the day the earth stood still uh classic iconic i believe remade with uh, keanu reeves is that the gort one like the big robot guy comes out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Clato Muratus Nikto. Something like that, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, we um, saw the original in like grade school. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what a DVD is doing in there, Rich. Hey, you know what? I was just being nice. I thought it looked cool. <laughs> he, got, he got a cool out of he got a cool out of print Comic Con thing. I I'm I'm defending his decision to put that in there. At this I point, will ha- at this point, I'm just picking on you for fun. I, I will, however, um, just say, as long as we're picking on him, there's a significant lack of mentioning of NHL games in this oh. entire series. Were there and, were there and, NHL games posted? I don't remember those. Even if there aren't, <laughs> I like to squeeze them in there when I can. Yeah, I'm actually going to have to send some games out to people this month so that we have them to talk about next month. You do that. Let's talk about some. Let's talk about some cool stuff for a minute, though. Let's talk about uh, Phantom Hourglass is cool. You like that, right, Bill? Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. It's a little repetitive because you have to redo the same dungeon like over and over again every time. Like you can go like a little, like to like a lower level, mm-hmm. um, but it's really tedious, especially if you haven't played the game in a while and you're trying to pick it back up again. You you have to go through like the five, six, seven, eight levels of this like dungeon that you've already done, but like. It's a puzzle, so you have to solve the puzzle every time you do it. So if you haven't played it in a while, it's like, oh, how did I do this? And there's like 10 levels, and there's a time limit. So it's really frustrating if like you leave it and come back to it. Other than that, the gameplay is great. Cool. And then up next, we have the it's a little hard to find, especially boxed with the manual. Definitely, yeah. The boxed uh, uh, CD backup uh, for Sega CD cart. Yeah, that RAM cart. Or, um, so you can transfer your saves from the built-in memory right yep and if you're gonna I, always play... thought it was, I always thought it was weird how like the picture of the cart on the box is not what the <laughs> cart looks like inside the box oh well, you know no truth in advertising these days i guess i guess not but yeah i have to have that one if you want to play all the way through properly shining force cd so yeah. there you go or lightning force <laughs> no not lightning force <laughs> and uh and it sealed Baldur's Gate. Now, I understand that was a really popular PC game. Absolutely. Uh, and Baldur's Gate 2 was arguably even uh, popularer. Was it even more Baldur's Gate-ier? It was the most Baldur's Gate. There you go. And it, it actually recently was uh, uh, re-released on Steam. And that was um, Bioware, it, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, it early was, Bioware. Uh, yes, very early Bioware. But yeah, it's... Uh, uh, so Baldur's Gate, I can't remember what they call it. It's called like Baldur's Gate Ultimate Edition or something like that. You can get it on Steam now for pretty cheap. Ultimate. 
or, Bal- or Baldur's Gate enhanced or whatever they call it. But yeah, Baldur's Gate's very good, and it's uh, uh it's in the D and D world. So even though it's Baldur's Gate uh, and developed by Bioware, um, it is a D and D universe game. Do you have to um, roll dice on your own? You don't. That's the one of the cool things about computers is they have like calculations that can be done behind the scenes. Is that what the g- gigaflops are for? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what the risk chips are doing. Thirty-two <laughs> <laughs> bit risk. Uh, and then he picked up a box, a really nice looking Secret of Mana box, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, nice. that was. Oh yeah, the 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 angle he gave on that really showed how nice it is. Yeah, really crispy. And the thing that's even better than that, though. Is a complete in box shining force. Very, I knew you were gonna hone in on that. It was, it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are the kind of strategy games I can play all day long. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. So, so real quick before we get off, bad enough, dude. I do want to give him an honorable mention uh, for uh, we had a, a beer, uh, a beer trade, and Uh-oh. I just want to oh. uh, mention that uh, uh, it wasn't actually a trade. Um, I had mentioned that I found this beer that. Uh, can, I like posted a picture of it. Can you mail beer? Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything so liquid, I, so I, fragile, potentially hazardous? <laughs> Paris, well, illegal, illegal to we, ship across state lines. And the USPS asks you that, but other people don't, and there's a reason for it. So we'll get we'll get to that. As well. <laughs> so um, uh, I posted a picture of a bottle that I got called uh, Sweet Repute, which is a Founders uh, beer, which are they're located in uh, Michigan. Um, very, very good brewery, especially if you like, uh, stouts, um, their breakfast stout, uh, is pretty famous. So anyway, wait a um, minute. Did you say breakfast stout? Yeah. It's called breakfast stout. They don't, they're not telling you to eat it for breakfast, but it is called breakfast stout. And on the front of the bottle, there's a picture of a baby eating it with a spoon. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> so, so um, I I got a bottle of Sweet Repute, which is a uh, a barley wine, which is a very strong uh, uh, English ale, um, and it was aged in bourbon and bourbon maple syrup uh, barrels. So it's got a very very heavy uh, bourbon taste to it, but it's it's an ale. It's not bourbon. Um, so I, I got a bottle and he saw, I saw it and he said, Oh, can you get me a bottle of that? And I said, yeah, sure. So I went back and I bought him the, literally the last bottle they had. They only brewed it once. So, um, and then for like a month I was like researching, how do I ship beer? Cause he lives like, uh, up in, uh, I think Minnesota. And, um, so I found out that it is illegal to ship alcohol in the United States postal service. Um, and people do it, but if you get caught, you are in legal trouble. Yeah, you've broken federal law. Yes. <laughs> so um, it is not illegal, however, to sell it FedEx or UPS or to send it FedEx or UPS. Um, there's no law against it. They don't ask what's in it. They just, you know, tell you to put the address on there and we'll take it from here. Um, so I wrapped this thing up as good as I've ever wrapped anything up before. I put it in like a big Ziploc freezer bag. I rolled that up. I put like 10, like, you know, I rolled it up in bubble wrap. I put bubble wrap on the top and bottom. I got it in this box. I had like the, the big air pockets. I had like a uh, newspaper in there. It was the most secure thing I've ever wrapped. Um, and I sent it to him and then uh, it got to him and it was in like December ish when like we were when like there was like weather going on and he said, well, the good news is it showed up and it's totally fine. Not broken. Like it's, you know, it, it didn't break at all. The bad news is there was some beer in the Ziploc 
bag. And I was like, oh, like, how could it have possibly leaked? And he's like, my guess is, like, uh, it was in, um, like, a really cold truck or something like that. Rose, huh? Uh, and it could have, like, expanded or, like, you know, like, whatever the science behind that is. Or air pressure, uh, maybe. Yeah, or air pressure. Or, I mean, it's carbonated, so if it got agitated enough, it could have built up pressure and seeped through the cap, I guess, maybe. Um, cause it was, it wasn't corked, it was capped. So, um, anyway, um, I said, that's, that's, I, I'm really sorry about that. Like we really tried to do this the best way. And he was very understanding. He said, no, like I, I take it as a lesson learned. And, uh, actually then like I let it settle like in the fridge overnight and there was actually, a, you know, most of the beer was still in there and enjoyable. So, uh, ended up uh, working out. Okay. So, uh, very, very cool dude. Um, hope we can do some more beer uh swapping in the future just like in the warmer months there you go well he's definitely bad enough yeah he's bad enough to be my beer dude (laughs) we'll move over to a guy that's also pretty bad that's bomba tamba right Mm -hmm. yep do you guys read his like um like his c64 adventure blogs that he did i do when i see them yeah I'm, i'm bad at uh yeah, I'm bad at, like, I'm trying to get in the habit of going to, like, you know, the new on the blogs page, because then I can read all the new stuff. I have a bad habit of just reading what's on the front page. Yeah, he, well, he'd kind of been posting about how he's, you know, had the itch for Commodore 64 off and on, and and they finally decided to bite the bullet and go whole hog. Um, and uh, kind of talking about kind of how everything went through, and he got one and didn't work and then i think he's got like another one and it's got its issues so he's trying to figure out does he fix them does he sell them um i would just say you know stick in there the commodore 64 is worth it so you'll you'll have a lot of fun when you can get that up and running uh, but kind of pou- bouncing back to earlier find you a fast load card if you're really going to load disc games <laughs> um uh, either that or go i think there's like some uh ways you can use like flash carts yeah uh, basically to load one of those was box, so that's nice. Yeah, C64 is a great machine. Lots of great games, and he got mm-hmm. like a bunch of stuff with it, so that's awesome. And then, um, boy, I have no idea on this next one. Uh, Japanese import for the PSP. Anybody want to take a swing at that one, Bill? There you go. Boko no Natsu Yasumi Portable. That's probably not too terrible. No. Better than I would have done. And, and he probably got it in the PSP Bundaroo. Oh, now you're pushing it. <laughs> now you're pushing it. That's pretty good, though. Um, I have no idea what that game is, but um, pretty cool. It's, prob- it's probably another one in the long line of uh, English, Japanese uh, dictionary translators. <laughs> no, probably not. I've got one import for the PSP, and it's the Twinbee collection. I would really like to find the Salamander collection at some point. Because I've got the mm. Gradius collection for that came out here, mm-hmm. um, but man, yeah, I'd like to get the Salamander collection too. That would be awesome. I want that family cart, that like crystal blue Salamander. It is awesome. Yeah. Rich, you got that one, right? I do. I do. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, and not not that terribly expensive. Nope. No, not bad. Just no. uh, I I think I got mine from Sensei Man. I mean, and and his prices are always extraordinary. So. Be yeah, good one to look beat. out for. I'll let you know if one pops up. Yeah, definitely. And now we have Monkeys 19. Just a couple of little things, right? So, Bill, you're a big Heavy Rain fan, right? I really like that game a lot. And I don't love all of uh, 
uh, David Cage's uh, games. Um, but I do like Heavy Rain a lot. So, uh, uh, and like I always say, it's not a game that I, I know a lot of people like, you know, play games over and over again to try to get all the trophies of the achievements. I strongly encourage you to like play the game from start to finish one time, never, ever, ever restart, reload any checkpoint because things are constantly going to happen in this game that you're like, Oh crap. I didn't want that to happen. And I didn't mean for that to happen. I like hit a button wrong or something. That's the game. You have to stay with it because that's part of like the experience. That's the payoff, huh? Yep. Just literally never restart or reload anything. Like your playthrough is your playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Press press X to Jason, right? That's what they. (laughs) X to Jason. I actually was going to do a cosplay as uh, that dude (laughs) with like, uh, with like the X and Jason symbol, like on a sign, like on my back. And Sarah was going to like dress up as like his son and walk around packs with a red balloon. And I was just going to walk around like yelling Jason, Jason. at her, but we didn't do it. <laughs> and then Nino Cooney, which is uh, a popular one from what? Yeah. A little while back. Definitely. And then, oh man. <laughs> the last this remnant. Is, yeah. This isn't the penultimate remnant. This is the, last remnant yes and it should have been left last uh, i uh i mean if monkeys is grabbing it for the box art i absolutely condone his taste in cool uh jrpg art and i guess technically maybe you could say that infinite undiscovery is a little worse uh i've actually never played infinite un but i do remember it being $59 one week <laughs> and nineteen ninety nine the second week it was at retail. How so, on earth can you ever name a game Infinite Undiscovery? I don't know. It, it's What is it? A, a Duodecim? Oh, uh, man. They're not good at naming things. No. And especially when they, I mean, you know, they, they pick that awful name, Final Fantasy thirteen. Ugh. <laughs> How do you do that? And how do you call the first game Final Fantasy XIII, the second game Final Fantasy XIII 2, and then the third game Lightning Returns Final Fantasy XIII? It would be more awesome if it was Lightning Returns. Lightning. Oh, <laughs> Lightning Returns. Why do we have nine good show titles this week? <laughs> and then we'll move over to Seavers. Gosh, I haven't seen him around in a while. I know. It's good to see him back. It is good. He was my uh, um, secret Santa. Uh, two years ago, just one of the nicest members on the site. Good guy. Oh, yeah. Very cool, yeah. And so, Bill, is right up your alley? I was looking through the threads, and I didn't even know this thing existed. Uh, so, apparently, there's a Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, Mickey uh, figure for Disney Infinity. Um, I don't play Disney Infinity. I just like Disney. So, I've been like... I've been grabbing like you know the, a random thing here or there that I just think is a cool character. So all I have is Jack Skellington, um, Wreck-It Ralph, Vanellope, uh, Barbosa, Sully, and I think and I think that did I say Jack Skellington? Yes. And Jack Skellington. Um, but yeah, when I saw Sorcerer Mickey, I'm like, oh, I think this might have to go on the wish list. So yeah, definitely very cool. And he said his kids uh, are digging it. Awesome. And then who we got next, Bill? That great. <laughs> That's right. He got him some um, a lot of Pokemon games, right? Yeah, I think he Play said he paid one hundred and forty for the whole lot, which uh, he he thought he might have overpaid. And uh, he's probably pretty close to, you know, I don't know. He got some good Love games. It. 
loving the pokemans yeah i don't i don't know my pokemon prices all i know is if you ever see a pokemon game anywhere for like a couple of bucks oh that's a that's a flipper yeah and and this isn't just well just to see what it got so you have pokemon yellow gold silver um and then what crystal is the bluish one and that one's missing a label and it just has Pokemon on it with a sharpie. <laughs> and then he's got the, the oh, what is it, a leaf green? Yep. Mm. Is it emerald um, as whatever well? Whatever the, yeah, emerald green. Ruby then there's red. sapphire, yeah. ruby, and then there's another red one. I can't. Ready red? I, I, it's, it's different than ruby, but it's very close. Um, but then he's also got is like. Is it fire po- red? Maybe, yeah. that Because it, it's not like a clear red. It's like the opaque red. Mm. Um, and then he's got like a. Uh, like the Emerald Strategy Guide, the the Diamond and Pearl, the Platinum Pokedex, like it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Got to catch them all. Yeah, yep. just uh, sell them around Christmas time, and uh, you'll double your money. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt, right? I am. Yeah, I see people asking for those all the time. So up next, so we've got Bear Metal. The right to bear metal. No, like as in bear roar metal. Oh, I thought it was like. Like the like the Second Amendment, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> he picked up uh, some new poil. Be proud of, right? Maybe he stole it from new poil. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. A uh, boxed Odyssey too, yep. um, which uh, I'm still not an expert on, but willing to learn um, with uh, some games. Yeah, interesting. Rich, you got a Odyssey too? Uh, I sold mine. Or Odyssey squared. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think Engel uh, bought mine. So I ended up selling it to him for a, a fair price with uh, all my games, and that was that. My father in, father-in-law's father got a boxed one. I'm hoping I'll inherit someday, so that's why I'm not in the market for one. <laughs> I got one in the closet somewhere. It's in a box, but it's packed away. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's it's one of those oddities that you kind of play for a few minutes. You go, oh, that's kind of interesting. And you go, oh, put that back in the box. <laughs> yeah. the, the Odyssey's an oddity? It's, uh, well, I mean... Just imagine a, sim- a system is not quite as good as the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah. I mean, it's just man, it's kind of rough. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, it's got its got its bright points somewhere in there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's loop to um, to our former former comrade uh, Crabo before we hit our stuff to wrap up. So, um, Crabby, uh, let's just say gets everything because he has a store, <laughs> but. Uh, he wanted does. to highlight a few big things that he got, right? So he picked up some arcade machines. Sure did, yep. Yep, because that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, I just go out and buy four or five arcade machines, don't you? <laughs> he sent us this text message like it was nothing. He was like, oh, I'm going to get some arcade machines tomorrow. Like, oh, like before or after donuts. <laughs> like, is it's just part of your morning? It's like, yeah, getting like five and like a surprise machine. Yeah, so, um, boy, time crisis too. So, Bill, that's right up your alley, right? Mm-hmm. I really do enjoy the Namco shooters when both, you know, at home on the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and in the arcades. I love the uh, the foot pedal uh, crouch mechanic. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. Sega Super GT. Man, I love the uh, Sega driving games. They're really good. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Kung Fu Master. It's Kung Fu Which Master. Is, That's what I got to say. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. And then I don't know this one though, Ashura Blaster. I don't, I don't know that. that don't know game. That. Didn't he say it was Me a neither. shooter? Maybe. I believe. 
Um, from the title, I would have to guess, yeah. but uh, I believe you said sure. maybe it was a maybe it was a Canadian exclusive. Maybe, and then he got a couple of pinball machines. So definitely, Rich, I will let you take those. <laughs> yeah, he got. Um, see, one of the machines he got is Counterforce, Gottlieb, um, early one of their earlier solid state machines. Really cool kind of space theme, and then he got one that I'm really jealous of. Um, he got Flight 2000, uh, which is just a, a really cool stern machine. Uh, I believe uh, I believe it's early 80s, uh, late 70s, um, maybe. Um, and uh, again, um, you know, uh, electronic machine. Um, just just really cool. It's got a three ball, multi ball, and you know, wide body machine, and um, just just really neat. Um, if if anyone um, if any of you guys have ever played uh, the pinball arcade, do you guys have that on your phone or tablet or anything like that? I was dumb enough to buy the Xbox 360 version, which they completely dropped support for. Okay, well you can actually play, <laughs> you can actually play uh, Flight 2000 on that, and uh, you know anytime they release something out on that pinball arcade, um, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. It's it's nice to have that machine to play. But a lot of times the prices just skyrocket, and so I, I know what Krabby paid for it, and he got a phenomenal deal on those machines. So, one good for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. Do we know? Did he get him up and running? Uh, I, I asked him actually. I think it was today or yesterday. I had asked him if uh, if uh, they were working now, and he sent me a message. He's like, no. He's like, I just haven't had time with the store, and oh, you know, pinball yeah. machines. You have to really spend a lot of time getting those things going. So. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. And you would know better than anybody. Yeah. Um, well, good. Well, great, Krabby. And uh, lastly, that moves into ours. And, uh, well, Rich, we'll, uh, we'll let you have at it. Looks like you definitely have a lot of stuff there, right? Uh, yeah, I had a crazy month. I, I, I didn't even realize I'd picked up Stuff. Uh, oh, now that you're <laughs> you're doing some of this, you'll start yeah. figuring out real quick. You'll think, no, nah, I didn't get it. And you're like, oh. I'm telling you, remember for months when I used to say like, oh, yeah, it's been really dry. And then I had to stop saying that because I speak forever when I talk about my score. I'm like, wow, like just seeing it all written out, you see how much uh, you actually got. Yeah. 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 So the first thing I picked up was um, my local store. um had a huge uh, Intellivision lot come in, so I picked up some good titles, um, Happy Trails, He-Man, um, Tropical Trouble, He-Man. which is a tough iMagic title to find, uh, Stampede, which I'm a big fan of on the 2600, um, Duke, you'll be happy about this, a little Frog Bog. Frog Bog. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, so I picked up all those titles, and I think I, I, think I picked up a few more um, just to kind of fill in some holes of... Uh, oh, I actually got a um, I actually got a copy of Shark Shark, which is a great game for the Intellivision. I had the box and everything, but did not have the actual game, so I got that hmm. in the overlay. So I was really happy cool. to complete that one. Awesome. Um, let's see. Sensei Man sent me uh, Labyrinth, Circus Charlie, New Ghostbusters Two. Ooh, so good. Yes, yes, good game. Uh. Aso, which is a shooter, uh, Galaxian, which never made it to the U.S. surprisingly uh, for the Nintendo, and yep. then yeah, uh, Square's yep. Tom Sawyer. 
Yeah, yeah. Just in case you wanted another Tom Sawyer game for some reason. <laughs> there you go. What was the other one Sato? Uh, Sata or yeah, Sata. Yeah, 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 Sata. Yeah. Different games. Yes. 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 The um, Squares okay. is actually from the company Square, um, and it's a um, uh, it's an RPG. So Ooh. yeah, neat game. Because Lord knows the the idea of <laughs> Tom Sawyer lo- lends itself perfectly to a Japanese RPG. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. The first thing I think about. Right. <laughs> and then um, I also. Um, Got copies um, from uh, Black Label Skate. Um, I uh, got some stuff from him. And uh, got a copy of Doughboy, which I know a lot of people dislike. Oh, the it's Famicom. terrible. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I would not put it on my favorite list either. I, I uh, Doriamon. I got that. Yeah, Doriamon's good. Which is a neat game. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked up uh, the NES Classic Series Ice Climber for the Game Boy Advance. I just... I, I really like to have uh, those classic series titles on my Game Boy Advance so I can, you know, just play Definitely. them while I'm, you know, traveling or whatever. So great. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Metroid's a great one. Yeah, I have that one as well. I, I think I'm probably lacking maybe four of them. I'm not sure which four, but um, he also sent me uh, Kirby's Avalanche too. So, Which is, uh, that's a Puyo Puyo game as well, isn't mm-hmm. it? I believe it is. Yeah, I actually had a chance to buy some actual uh, Super Family Poyo Poyo games, one in a box at my local store, and I, yeah, I just kind of passed on that. So, Compile was also the one that invented Poyo Poyo. Okay. Let's see. Um, also picked up. Uh, went to visit my parents out of town and uh, found a copy of Race Storm, uh, which is a great shooter. Got it for twenty four bucks, which that's not a terrible price. No, that was the um, Spaz label that Working Designs had for a little while, mm-hmm. right? Just to put out shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah, kind of neat, kind of mirrored kind of label, which is which is really cool. Yep, has that same kind of Working Design style to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I ended up um, from a a site uh, that you guys introduced me to. Uh, Ended up picking up that uh, Xanox uh, Double Ender Robin Hood Sir Lancelot card. Mm-hmm. So, I was glad you got that one. Yeah. I'm glad that worked out for you. I was too. He had a, he had a pretty high price, but uh, was able to kind of you know he he put uh, he lowered the price on it or he put best offer on it. So shot him an offer, fair offer, and uh, he was really happy with the offer, and I was happy to get the card. So that was uh, that was awesome. Let's there see. There you go. Uh, picked up uh, Quest of Kai for the Famicom. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat game. It is. Uh, Very interesting. Yeah, kind of a... You, you don't really jump, you just kind of float yeah. across the board. Yeah, kind of an odd mechanic. <laughs> yeah, really odd mechanic. Um, Picked up at uh, local game store, picked up uh, Twin Bee Rainbow Bell Adventure, which is... Not your typical Twin B game because it's not a shooter, but it's a uh, platformer. But it's a really beautiful game, a lot of fun to play. How odd, right? Yeah, how odd. It is odd when you when you look for Twin B titles, you're thinking shooter. Be like finding a Parodius uh, copy, you know, of a uh, of a game that was a platformer. Yeah, it's just yeah, 
And then let's see, I picked up Raccoon Rascal as well, which is just Raccoon a, Rascal. Yeah, it, it's a it's a neat little puzzler, and um, you, you play as a raccoon, and you just kind of rearrange blocks, and you can only go up so high. I think you can only jump up the height of one block, and so you have to rearrange things. It's sort of a a, a Tetris kind of deal. It's, it's strange, and you know, um, people should definitely check out a video of it. It's a really neat game. Cool, cool. And then, uh, let's see, uh, my birthday was yesterday, and uh, yeah, my wife um, surprised me. Um, I always keep kind of an Amazon wish list, and she surprised me with um, the uh, remaining Atari Hot Wheels cars I needed. So I like Yeah, that. I saw those. Yeah. those. <laughs> That's really awesome. I know you've been watching for those for like over a year now, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I just really, you know, I'm, I'm a big Atari fan. I like to do a little decorating in my game room. And so these are, um, these are um, displayed proudly uh, below my... Uh, Iron Maiden uh, flag of the trooper, <laughs> which everyone you needs. Got, you got Eddie, yeah, proudly displayed yeah. in your room. Everyone needs a little medal in their game room, you know. There you go. Uh, and then my wife also picked up the classic home video games, uh, 1985 to 1988 book. Uh, I had the one that the earlier one, you know, up until '84, which had you know the Atari and Coleco and all the and Vectrix and all the early systems I love. So. The 85 book, uh, 85 to 88, includes the uh, the Nintendo, uh, Sega Master System, and the 7800, which is, uh, you know, all three systems I collect for. And uh, if you don't know a lot about those books, it's just basically like um, uh, the guy has every game for the system, and he just writes, you know, there's just like a nice little paragraph dedicated to each game. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun to read. Now, I'm curious, there's another book that's like that called ABC to the VCS. You ever heard of that one? I've seen that, yes. I've got I've got a copy of that book. It's that same idea. Um, it's, pretty, it's a neat little book. You ought to give it a shot oh, if you're interested at some point. For sure, for sure. And then um, two, um, two other scores that I'm, I'm very uh, appreciative, appreciative of from uh, some of our members. Uh, I received a copy from of Scat from uh, Krabby. Actually. Krabby sent you crap in the mail? <coughs> he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> so Why would uh, you name a game that? <laughs> That's all I've got to say. <laughs> You're just saying our game is crap. <laughs> it's a strange title, but man, uh, it is, it's a lot of fun. It's a great game. It is a good game. Um, but uh, yeah, Krabby sent me that with a, a little note in the package saying that this is prepayment for pinball repair tips so <laughs> smart man <laughs> and uh then um uh, another of our members uh moonraker fat sent me a uh, a copy of dragon fighter uh for the nintendo yeah, so that uh knocked my list down to actually nine games listen to you time to start collecting unlicensed uh, single digits so i actually <laughs> do um collect unlicensed um i i just don't actively seek them or you know buy them through you know third-party sites but if if people on rf generation or if i find them locally i will i will i definitely you know try to collect those so yeah it's a sickness yeah but yeah it's a good one yeah yeah it's fun you know it gives you something else to do but uh 
but yeah, the, the Dragon Fighter cart, you know, much appreciated. And, you know, just being down the single digits now, it feels good. But uh, I think as we discussed, you're still a long way away, you know. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a road that seems to never end. Uh, yeah, I'm still on triple digits. Yeah. So you'll get there, Bill. Well, you're going the hard, you've decided to go the hard road. So yeah, I'm going the, if I ever get to double, that'll be a big accomplishment. Yeah. You're taking the rough route. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. I, I I might go, I might end up with a split, uh, you know, like 70% complete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At some point it probably gets to be, you know, just, uh, do I enjoy my house or boxed NES yeah. carts? <laughs> yeah. There's always there's always Powerball. There is, there is. It's possible. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I actually need to get a list from you of um, just manuals that you might need. Um, if you if you got a list somewhere, you might want to shoot it to me. My uh, the owner of the game store that that I frequent has a huge just box of just, just packed with just manuals. So be happy to try to yeah, get through I mean, there uh, sometime uh, for you. Yeah, I do have a, a list that I keep of uh, because I have a lot of partials. Yep. So I do have a. I mean, there's there's you know literally hundreds of manuals that I need, but uh, I keep a list of uh, manuals that I need that I have you know carts and boxes for. Um. So like th- th- these manuals will complete games for me. So yeah, I'll definitely uh I'll definitely shoot yeah, it over to you. Yeah, please do. And then the um, I guess the the last thing that I got I got uh, I guess, as everyone knows. I'm a, I'm a big pinball guy, so I was able to pick up uh, a few machines, you know, over the course since the last cast. Uh, I did, um, I, I drove to D.C. and uh, <laughs> From what from what city? From, uh, I, I live around Greensboro, North Carolina, so I did a day trip up to D.C., which took all day. Um, oh, boy. To pick up... Um, how big... How... <laughs> Uh, to pick up a machine called Andromeda, uh, which is uh, a fairly rare machine, um, but uh, price was right, and it's one I had played before up at uh, Papa headquarters in uh, Carnegie, Pennsylvania, last year, um, and uh, it, it, it was worth the trip. Let's just—I'll put it that way. It's a great game. I really enjoy it. <laughs> is is that the one with the uh, uh, the artwork that Zag was asking you about on the thread? Uh no, that was uh that was sorcerer. Uh oh okay, I'm confusing. Well, him. yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was sorcerer, and I think it was. Um, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The one Zag was asking me about was uh, Centigrade Thirty Seven. He was asking me about who the who the artist was. And that was a that's an EM machine I picked up. The other two machines I picked up um, were both fairly local. Um, just a, mm. actually a town over, and uh, the the uh, electromechanic machine, which is called Centigrade Thirty Seven, is is one of the most highly sought after uh, electrical uh, electromechanic pinball machines out there. It's a it's a Gottlieb Wedgehead from nineteen seventy seven, which is which is really neat for me. I, I always wanted a game from the year I was born, and so this mm. is just a, a great example and a, and a perfect pin for that. Um, and then this past Saturday, I picked up uh, Sorcerer, which is from uh, 1985, Williams game. Just fantastic artwork and gameplay, and just, just really happy to have it. So, that's it. Awesome. Well, geez, you know, it's uh, that's a nice little haul you got there. Yeah, yeah. It's big month. 
It's gonna make make Bill and I sound a little a little more meager, but well, that's what I'm. Yeah, okay. the show's pretty much over. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> um, so Bill, how about you? I got two things this month. But two cool things, right? Two cool things. It was very nice of Krabby to to help me out. Um, so without going into too much detail, uh, I've fallen onto slightly uh, hard times. Uh, nothing uh, too bad. Um, but uh, uh, I was uh, recently laid off, and I've been uh, you know kind of on the job hunt for the last uh, you know few weeks. And uh, Krabby, being the classy uh, friend that he is. Um, he just sent me a couple of uh, box Nintendo games uh, so that I can have a couple of new things to play, like in between, you know, uh, applications and interviews and stuff like that. So it was very cool of him. Um, he sent me uh, Gremlins 2 and Werewolf. Not Warwolf. Not Warwolf. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the EEPROM escaped uh, <laughs> Werewolf. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely uh, very cool of him to do that. Um, other than that, uh, obviously, I haven't been... Uh, spending uh dollars on pretty much anything right now just to make sure that uh because we got uh you know babies due in march so uh just want to make sure everything stays uh, under control so i've uh yeah that's all that's the only gaming related things that uh i've got uh, since the last cast yeah i've seen you uh a little active though i mean i know you borrowed it but <clears throat> four is a five on xbox one i I see your yes. I see your drive guitar tearing up the road. So I will be acquiring that. Uh, I think this Saturday, Whoa. a friend of mine who, uh, well, a friend of because well, I the copy I have I've been playing is one I borrowed from him, and uh, he works uh, uh, at uh, a major electronics retailer who has like uh, like an accommodation where they can get uh, games for like you know twenty something dollars. Nice. Um, so, uh, he, he asked me, he's like, Hey, if I can get another copy of this for X amount of dollars, would you want it? I said, absolutely. So, uh, I think he's going to be, uh, meeting up with me on Saturday. So wow. that way I'll give him his copy back and then we'll have all of our drive guitars driving. Awesome. Well, uh, hit me up. You want to do some uh, online racing? We'll do it. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I guess I'll round out then, right? Um, yeah, go for it. So a uh, couple things I, I've mentioned before, there is a seller, um, for some Famicom stuff, uh, it's, uh, Japan Retro Direct, and, uh, I think I put a link in the last show notes, actually, to his sales stuff, but, uh, okay, just fantastic seller, is all I can say. Um, but I'd ordered a copy of Zelda 2 and Castlevania 2 for the Famicom disc system from him, they're complete. Uh, in nice shape, and I was like, great, and I, I pay him, and he's okay, and he sends it off really fast, great guy to deal with, I get him, I open him up, like, yay, and then I open up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and um, he he sent me Castlevania 2, which was fantastic, uh, and he had sent me Zelda 1, um, accidentally, and he was really great about it, though, I, I contacted him right away, I said, hey, you know, um, you know, I think you, you put the wrong one in the package or whatnot. And he looked back and he went, oh, you know, you're completely right. Um, and I said, well, you know, how do you want to handle it? And he said, you know, just don't worry about it. You just keep that copy. I'm going to drop another one in the mail to you. Don't sweat it. You know, I'll, I'll cover it. No problem. Um, which was fantastic. I'm really glad. I mean, no hassle, just no problem taking care of it right now. And, um, and as a matter of fact, so foreshadowing, I, since I was doing that and he was covering the postage, then I, I picked another thing up from him that's on the way. So hopefully we'll see that soon. But 
In the meantime, I've got a copy, an extra copy of Zelda complete for the Famicom Disk System. So maybe I'll sell that one Ooh. off or something at some point in time. Very cool. And, and I played some Castlevania two on FDS, and that's really because the music is different. You know what I mean? So it's that was cool. I had, had a good time with that. Um, Zag, I finally got the Christmas present from him <laughs> that he had sent. I don't know what took it so long, but it it finally showed up, and he sent me a bunch of Nerf gear. So I had a I had a fun time kind of messing around with like this really big rifle with like this whole like crazy setup with like a you know like a stand and all this, and then like a sword and a shield. So you know Zag Norch is crazy um, with the Nerf stuff. But that was fun because I got a chance to kind of play around with that for a few minutes. Um, it's neat, pretty neat stuff. I've not, I'd not really messed with Nerf much before, so it's kind of neat to. I, I didn't realize how, like, te- technically detailed these things get. Um, but uh, I was, I was mentioned with Bill. I picked up a copy of Forza Five, so that's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm not a huge driving game, but that drive guitar stuff really makes a difference. I think. It makes it fun to play when you're kind of always battling against people you know. Yeah, that that has been cool. It, it I do think that I don't think that the drive avatar data because I never intentionally try to ram into cars, and a lot of people I know don't do that either because like it tends to slow you down. But I do find that lots of drive avatars slam into you when you're playing like you know someone's drive avatar. So I think that I don't think that the drive avatars are you know being aggressive because the driver was aggressive i think they're just ignoring other cars on the road and driving as if they were alone and if that means they hit someone they hit someone yeah i agree uh, i think all all the drive guitar really does is try to follow the same racing lines and right and and speeding yeah, they, they up don't, slowing down that you did right they don't react to other drivers which makes them seem like they're aggressive because they'll they'll go right into you if you're on their line yes Yes, um, but thankfully the rewind can save you from some of that. <laughs> oh man, that rewind because this is one of those games that like literally like uh, like three laps, like two or three minutes a lap. Like you could be like on like the last turn of a twelve minute race, and one turn could mean like go from first place to twelfth place. Yeah. So um, the rewind is amazing, and you can do it multiple times, and all it does is take a, a small percentage off like your winnings or like your experience uh, when you win the race. So. Uh, definitely an amazing like uh, controller saving feature. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, definitely cuts out the frustration and it just makes it fun. Just makes it fun. Of course, you don't get that if you race online, but um, but being you know, single player is great. I'm having a lot of fun with that one. Um, I had a guy at work, uh, security guard there. He just called me up out of the blue one day. He's like, "Hey, I I know you like old game stuff. I got a bunch of stuff here if you want it." And I go down and. It was nice. It was like a PS1 and an official like PlayStation bag. Uh, and yeah, a, I saw that picture. Yeah, a bunch of games and a gun con. So that's awesome. I was like, wow, thank you so much. I, yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. And then uh, lastly, just wrapping it up, I was at the local game store and got some pretty good deals when a buddy from uh, Nintendo Age came into town. And so we, we met up, uh, kind of wandered around the store for a minute and... I picked up a couple games. I got Spider-Man for the Genesis. Really nice copy. Um, I like that. It's like, you know, the old original grid pattern, right? And then Contra 3 complete in box for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's always fun. Very beautiful. It's not the Majesco. It's the original release with a nice color manual. 
Um, so it's really great shape, and they treated me very well with the prize. So I, I was very happy with that. But um, but that really that wraps me up. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to another great episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Um, Bill, thanks for being. Absolutely. Yeah, Rich, good to have you on. Yeah, thanks a lot. I enjoyed it, guys. Yeah, and uh, just a couple quick things. I want to mention that um, we mentioned at the top of the show a couple of places you can find us. Um, so RF Generation, you can go to collectorcast.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, CollectorCast. We're there. And I want to throw a pitch out there that if you like the show and if you want to support us, you can go to CollectorCast.com. There's a little donate button. If you want to throw us a few bucks, we definitely appreciate um, every little bit. It definitely helps. And um, until, uh, until next time, we'll talk to you later.